Talk Recorded live. Welcome to the Lost Lowdown, podcast number 74, with your hosts, Claude and Justin. What's up, guys? What's up, guys? Today we're talking about uh, episode 610, The Package. That's what she said. Ooh. Is that a joke? I don't know. Thought I'd try it. Uh, before we get into the episode, uh, we did want to mention that uh, last week we recorded uh, our first ever Lost Lowdown interview with Alex from the It Only Ends Once podcast. So that was pretty cool. Yes. Uh, yeah, it was, it was fun. It was interesting. Yeah, you get to get the lowdown on the lowdown, as it were. Um, That's so, right. Behind-the-scenes uh, scoop, uh, some history, uh, perhaps some things you didn't know before. Mm-hmm. And some things you probably didn't want to know. Probably. Uh, so, yeah, and we so also link, talk about Lost. And we do talk about Lost. And the link to that is on our main page at lostlowdown.com. And, yeah, so go check that out, guys. We really appreciate uh, Alex for um, for doing that and uh, being, being a fan uh, of the lowdown. Yes, yes. He brings up some... Uh, some classic moments from the last slowdown. Definitely. Which was, yeah, it was uh, pretty uh pretty cool. Fun to revisit. So yeah, that was good. It was good. I enjoyed it. Yeah. And if there are any uh it only is once listeners, uh people who are listening to us for the first time, welcome. Yes. Double welcome. And uh hopefully you guys will enjoy the conversation. Yes. <laughs> I agree. Two plus two equals four. That's right. Oh, look at that. Good point. I agree. You're so right uh, about that. I am. It's if you keep being right, I'm going to have to keep agreeing. Yeah, that's true. Or should I say, is it true? Ooh. And then you say yes. Yes. Um, all right, so let's go talk about the episode. All right, sounds good. Yes, on the Jen episode. Yes. One of the best ones I've ever seen. Uh, by far, one of the best Sun <laughs> and Chin episodes, absolutely. Even the Flash Sideways was good. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, that's the thing. The Flash Sideways was uh, was, was pretty well done, I think. Uh, yeah. Pretty, you know, pretty captivating for Sun and It was like season one Sun and Chin episode. Totally, that's what it reminded me of, those early ones that were good before they yeah. got boring. Really, let's just say it. Before they got married, apparently. Oh. That is when Sun and Jin got boring. You're so right. Right? It's when they got married. I remember that, yeah, that one about Jin before he even met Sun. Like, he was cool before he met Sun. Yep, yep. That's all his friends said, too. (laughs) (laughs) Yep. He used to come play basketball with us, and now... She just brought um, him down. Yeah. And now they're not married in the flesh sideways, and they're just inherently more exciting. Yeah, they, son is doing a strip tease, and uh, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, all kinds of crazy. Jen, Jen is like, you know, thinking about eloping with her, and mm-hmm. yeah, no, it was, uh, it was. Um, I really liked this episode. It, uh, you know, I don't know why Abaterno struck me in a weird way. Everyone loved that episode. I thought it was okay. Um, but, uh, and maybe it was just a letdown with Rich's backstory. Maybe that's just a big thing. Yeah, but, yeah. But I thought, uh, I thought this, uh, this episode was, was pretty well done. Absolutely. I loved it. I, I went in with, uh, 
completely I, – I had no expectations for this because uh, I did – I went along with the crowd and just enjoyed Abaterno, even though I agree Richard's backstory was disappointing. I, I guess uh, I, maybe that was just less of a big deal for me or something. But uh, uh, I didn't I, – I was expecting a letdown on this one because uh, I enjoyed the last episode. But uh, I wasn't really let down. I really liked it. I, I'm I'm surprised. I guess that's season six for you. Like things are interesting. Yeah. They're not yeah, just I thought it was, uh... fucking around anymore. <clears throat> <laughs> um Yeah, so the stuff uh on the island was pretty interesting too. Uh we get more from more stuff about Widmore. Um and we get the big clarification of why Locke wants to uh leave the island with the uh with the candidates. Yes. It's not for their own benefit. <laughs> right. You know, before when Locke was telling people he wanted you know, I, I just I just want what I always wanted. You need to come with me, you know. Um right. I just met you. Yeah, never mind. Mhm. Uh, now we see, now we get a reason. I think now it's clear why he wants them. Uh, you know, this and with the last episode too, you know, it's clear right. that he, that he doesn't want anyone there who can take over for Jacob. Right. Yeah. Which kind of goes well with what we were speculating last week, you know, about mm-hmm. what happens when you kill Jacob, you know, if there's a candidate there, I mean, it does appear that he has to take them too. Mm-hmm. And so it's not good enough to just kill Jacob and and hope the candidates don't notice. Yeah, but I have to say, you know, again, I think since this last time is what happens if if Locke leaves but someone is there on the island, a candidate is there, or can he just not leave with the candidate there on the island? I'm thinking he can't leave with the candidates there, but I don't know. It's not it's not totally clear what the what the specifics are. Mm-hmm. But that's what I'm going with for the moment. I mean, he did he did offer to leave Ben in charge. Uh so, I mean, I, maybe that was a lie, but, you know, if it's true, then it suggests that, you know, he can leave some people behind. Yeah. You know, but I'm thinking as long as they're not candidates, it's okay. Mm-hmm. Because I don't think Ben uh, was a candidate. So do you think that means he killed everyone at the temple because they were Jacob's people? Cause it seems like he could have just left them. Honestly, I still don't know why he killed the people at the temple. It's, right. it's I mean, it kind of just seems like he. It, it kind of just seems like he wanted he wanted to get a group together. Mm-hmm. You know, but uh, yeah, it. As far as I know, based on the story right now, there doesn't seem to be a reason he needed to kill everyone at the temple. I mean, maybe it was just the idea that they were gonna the candidates originally were gonna be sort of protected there, and so maybe he just wanted to clear it out and make it not a safe house anymore. Mhm. Yeah, that makes sense. Plus, wow, you know, yeah. get everyone, get everyone out of there. Yeah. <clears throat> um. All right. Anything else from this uh, episode that was interesting? Um. Well, let's see. I mean, we'll we'll get into the specifics, but you know, we find out we find out how Jen gets in the refrigerator. Mm-hmm. Um, oh man, I have to say, I, I felt oh man, it was the how you know how uh, Jen tied into the the Kimi and Saeed storyline was so obvious. It was just I don't know why. 
we didn't we didn't we didn't just guess that. It was such an obvious guess. Oh, he's going to give the watch and the money to Kimi. Mm-hmm. That makes sense. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah, for some it, reason that seemed too easy. <laughs> it just it just never seemed like you know. It, to me, I guess I never thought that was true because, uh, or I never thought that would be true because it just seemed like well, Kimi wasn't there in the original timeline or right. something, so he wouldn't be the guy. You know uh, that he'd be going, that they'd be going to see. You know, so that, that's why I, I, I didn't think that made any sense, but uh, it apparently makes a lot of sense, and it's very simple. Right, right. I got as far as thinking that the money would be confiscated, and that would lead to the problem. But what I what I didn't think of was the little twist that you know they they were being sent there for for Jen to be killed. Mm-hmm. That's that's. I couldn't. I didn't predict that. That was that yeah, was the surprising part for me. Yeah. You know, the son's dad would actually. You know, first of all, that they're sort of having this secret affair, and then son's dad would find out about it, and you know, send him there on a mission to deliver his own sort of execution fee. <clears throat> yeah, which is great drama. Like, <laughs> yeah. Here, go give this guy money so he can kill you. <laughs> Uh, I can't believe no one saw that the Sun and Jin weren't wearing re- wedding rings. Oh, yeah. Like before. Not that I look at their fingers all the time, but um, <laughs> I just, uh, I, don't, I don't know if they were just really careful on how they shot them in previous uh, scenes. Yeah. Uh, I'm just surprised no one was like, oh, look, he's not wearing a wedding, wedding ring. Yeah. Well, I never noticed wedding rings, so even if they shot at their hands, I probably wouldn't have paid attention. <laughs> But uh, but I don't remember anyone pointing that out, so I'm assuming they they didn't show it or something. Yeah, because they I mean they definitely play it like it's a surprise in this episode. Definitely. When they uh, when they go to the clerk. Yeah, we're, we're gonna need the fornication suite, <laughs> which, is, which is which is two separate rooms and a secret door connecting those two rooms. <laughs> Uh, yeah, <laughs> like that. It's it's the fornication suite. They actually mm-hmm. they actually just named it that. Yeah, let's just call it what it is. Hey, there's a Hilton. When you when you want one room, but you have to have two rooms. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> when you're uh, <laughs> when tradition dictates, you have separate rooms. But you really just want one. Yeah. The fornication. The fornication suite. (laughs) (sighs) Yeah. Um, uh, Yeah, wow. Wow. Uh, Before we get started, I have, I think this is going to be a theme this season, at least as long as I come up with stuff, Uh, just sort of house cleaning on old lost mysteries. Uh, Ooh, house cleaning. I have another one this week, um, which is really old, uh, and it's about uh, about Hurley's imaginary friend, Dave. Uh Uh-oh. Oh, my God. What are you going to say now? That we all remember. Jeez, we're going to bring up Dave? This is season six. I know. Wow. I know. Now, this is old. Uh, this comes from an interview with Damon and Carlton, I believe, from 2007. It's on the last okay. page and has been for a long time. I just never read it until this week. Um, and that's what's been happening with most of the things I find. It's just stuff I never noticed. Uh, 
so so it's possible that you know they'll change their mind or something because I know they've I think they've done that a couple times. But anyway, what the, what they say is that um, I mean, first of all, they pretty much flat out state that he was an imaginary friend. But the other thing was the reason he's called Dave is because of Hurley's dad, uh, mm. who's named David, and 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 that's sort of why Hurley names him Dave. It's sort of it's supposed to be wrapped up with his issues with his dad. Wait a minute, wait a minute. You're telling me a character on Lost has daddy issues? I, yes. I don't believe it. I <laughs> don't believe it. That's my scoop this week. Wow, nice scoop. Nice ace reporting there. Thank you. Yes. Uh, so, and they also that... they also flat out state that Libby's husband David has nothing to do with Dave. Oh, good. So. Because that would have just been interesting. Right. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. They just they wanted to clear out. There's nothing interesting going on there. All right. So let's move along. Uh, if you're interested in interesting, then let's move along. Yeah, but there is a reason he was named Dave. It's just it's just not connected to Libby. Okay. So that's the uh, <clears throat> that that was the story in 2007. Now you know, I mean. For example, like on the commentary for the man behind the curtain on the DVD for season three, they say that Annie, you know, Ben's little childhood uh, friend, uh, was going to become very important in the story. Uh, and it doesn't look like that ever happened. So, uh, you know, they, I mean, they change their mind about things, I think. So, mm-hmm. so if they want, <laughs> you know, they could go back and do something different with it, but that was a story at one point. So anyway, it just seemed well, worth bringing up. I'll, uh, I'll interject this, uh, a theory I saw on the forums, uh, that, uh, that, uh, what's her name is Annie. The, uh, the new chick, I forgot her name. Zoe. Anna? Oh, Zoe. Zoe. <laughs> Zoe is Annie. Okay. Zoe is Annie. Wow. Okay. So she, she, I guess she left the island or something and became a geophysicist and, uh, mm-hmm. then, uh, Got recruited by Widmore later. Yeah, okay. Why not? Why not indeed? <laughs> I, I, uh, yeah, I, I never, never knew quite what to do with Annie, but I thought it was going to somehow matter at some point. Uh, but it hasn't yet, so I guess that, yeah, that would be a, that would be a way to tie it in. Yep. That was on the forum? Wow. I yeah, didn't somebody, see that. Somebody had that theory. Okay. I don't remember seeing that. Well, maybe uh, you should read more. Maybe I should. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> wow. <sighs> Searing indictments. All right. Well, uh, I'm ready to go into the episode. Okay. Well, I will be your narrator today. Uh, not, the, not the tour guide? No. Uh, I really want to know where the bathroom is. <laughs> You'll have to ask the tour guide. Damn it. Yeah. Um, okay, so the first scene um, is we start with uh, a night vision point of view shot uh, where uh, Widmore's team observe Locke's camp. Uh, we overhear them. Sawyer offers Kate some pretend cocoa. They see Locke. Uh, then we switch to the ordinary point of view 
Uh, Locke advises Jin to leave the bandage off of his leg wound for a while. Then he talks to Jin about um, the names on the cave wall. He says that Quan is on the wall, and uh, the only way they can leave the island is if all the people whose names are not crossed off um, leave the island together. Uh, Jen observes that Sun is not there, and Locke says he's working on it. All right, working on it. Yes. And I guess we'll see his work later. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah, so this is a scene where I get the idea that they they really wait. What was the thing you were saying earlier that they that they have to he has to leave with with all the candidates. I forgot what the other option was. Uh, that he can leave and leave some candidates behind. Oh, what do you mean? <laughs> okay, the other option. I guess I, I don't remember what the what the other idea was. Just for... he, he can just leave candidates behind and it doesn't matter at all. <laughs> I like I thought there was more to it than that. Uh, yeah, it was. Well, I don't. I don't know. I don't know what you're asking specifically. You're asking what what was our theory about what he had to do? Yeah, I just I thought you offered an alternative about about the candidates that he didn't have to leave with them. Like that some 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 other specific thing. I I don't remember what it was, so I can't. Well, tell I you. think it was pretty much. It was pretty much either he he leaves. He, he leaves the island with the oh that he the idea that he can't leave unless he takes the candidates with him was that it oh maybe that's it yeah as opposed to he just is doing it he to just be safe. wants yeah he just wants to take them versus yeah he can't actually leave without taking them yeah so here he pretty much says he has to leave with them mm-hmm. um so I mean he could be lying I guess um but Locke does seem to be. You know, Locke, I realized that Locke is kind of, or Man in Black, I guess, is really, um, he's he reminds me of Ben in that he tells the truth a lot of the time, just like mm-hmm. Ben sort of lies a lot of the time, but not always. So you can't count on it. He does lie sometimes. Yeah. But so so I I tend to I tend to want to believe him, but you can never be totally sure, especially when it's a lie that's very you know when it's an issue that's very important to him. Yeah, that's the stuff he's more likely to lie about. I feel like. Um, so I don't know. I mean, you know, but I, for the moment, I'm taking this to face value that he really does have to get the candidates to leave. Yeah, I'll buy that. I I, I usually try to um, to take what he says at face value. And, and you know the opposite of what you do with Ben, right? Exactly. Yeah, but Ben is someone. Ben is someone. That's the other thing. Ben is someone I always wanted to believe, even though he mm-hmm. lied all the time. And Locke yeah. is someone I always suspect of lying, even though he's usually telling the truth. Yep. So there. I don't know. It's a, it's a weird character. Not 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 used to an overwhelmingly honest villain. An overwhelmingly honest incarnate of evil. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Like evil evil is honesty. Yeah. Well Strange. When you go so far in one direction you end up coming back the other direction, I guess. Oh, okay. <laughs> I see. <laughs> I see. Yeah. And you know, I still I still don't quite understand I still don't well, well, we'll get into that later, I guess. The bigger issues. But uh the point here is that uh the point here is, I, I guess, you know, it's, this whole thing about Kwan is still up in the air. Uh, I, I, at some point, you know, we gotta, we gotta get over that. Um, I think it's Jin. 
You think it's Jen? Okay. <laughs> I have a I have a uh there's a there's a scene later that, that I think uh it's either a coincidence or it proves my point. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I see, I see, okay. Um uh I think if 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 it if it's one or the other, then I think it's Jen. Yeah. Um but I'm I'm thinking it could it could be both. Both would be both would be in line with what they set up for Sun and Jin, and I think they're gonna throw us a curveball. Okay. I'm expecting a curveball. I see, I see. So so both is sort of the obvious thing and, and so you're thinking there that's it's misdirection. Yeah. Yeah, okay. Okay. Yeah, I could see that. Um that would be more dramatic, I think. Mm-hmm. So usually, usually the choice with more drama is sort of the better one. Yeah, because uh, you know, together it's like ah, oh, we can just be Jacob together, and you know that's just sort of easy. Yeah. Um, not that they would really want to do that, but better than better that than just saying uh, just Jen has to do it. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm kind of you know just to throw this out there, I'm kind of wondering why Rose and Bernard aren't candidates. Oh, they seem to have acclimated. You know, last time we saw them, they seem to have acclimated to island life pretty well. Mm-hmm. It just seems like they're they're, they're fairly decent people. Sure. Like, what? Why aren't they? Uh, you know, applicable to the uh, for the candidates. The crappy answer is they're not main characters. Oh, okay. Huh. Um, and besides that, you know, I don't know. I mean, we haven't seen Jacob touch them. Yeah. Um and so he maybe didn't think they were eligible for whatever reason. And we also don't know exactly what happened to them. Yeah. That that whole thing's still up in the air. I'm I'm still kind of bothered by the idea that Richard said he watched them all die and he's hanging around all these people whom he watched die and hasn't even brought it up yet. <laughs> Like and they're all in hell, right? So I guess I mean he doesn't seem to think that anymore. And so I, I mean I don't know. It, it's it's just uh, it's just weird. Uh, you know, of course, and he should have known that in 2004. You know, when mm-hmm. when when he sees Jack and and Locke and Said and all those people who 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 were there. You know, when he was around. I mean, he should have he should have been surprised to see them at the end, you know. Yeah. Um. So it's uh, it's it's just very it's just very odd to me that that hasn't even been brought up. You know. Well, I think that's one thing that has to be clear that, you know, when Richard first saw the Losties, and that when when, when would that have been? Um, three or something. Yeah. Or, I mean that's when Richard first was even in the show. Um yeah. so yeah, uh like he was around during the man from Tallahassee yeah. uh, time when uh when they had Jack and 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 Said and Locke and and Kate uh went to get him back and uh Yeah, he should remember Kate. He he should have been like, You're the one who brought me young Benjamin Linus. Yes. To heal at the temple. <laughs> like that's the first thing he should have said to Kate. <laughs> yeah, you know, so I think that it's pretty clear. I I think it just has to be clear that they they didn't, you know, they didn't have that whole time travel thing worked into the plot. Yes, yes. 
you know, uh, that whole our losses were part of Dharma thing. Like, I, I just don't see that, that that was really there. Yeah, I agree. I agree. I, I think, uh, yeah, they just sort of. I, I think they had an idea they were gonna they're gonna do some time travel, but the specifics weren't worked out, and so they didn't they didn't uh, they didn't incorporate it. Um, yeah. But you know, I'd expect them to bring it up now. You know, after the fact. Exactly. You know that, that like Richard, this whole time you knew us and you didn't tell us that we were time traveling and our yeah. good time travel and. And then you give Richard a throwaway line about. Why he didn't yeah. do it? I guess I underreacted. There you go. <laughs> Perfect. Um, I was going to mention one thing about Adam and Eve. Um, oh, okay. Now that we saw in Abiturna, we saw, um, you know, Jacob give Richard the white rock to give to Locke. Mm. Uh, it makes me think that one, you know, Adam or Eve has a white rock and the other one has a black rock, right? Isn't that how it is? Yeah. Are they each are they each holding a rock? Now I'm not so sure. I I thought I thought maybe both rocks were in like a bag. But oh that's right. Both rocks are in a bag next to them. Something like that. Something like that. Well it just made me think that one that it's some some something about balance and duality, like One's going to be, you know, Locke's person and one is Jacob's person. Oh, okay. Okay. So, you know, Jack and Kate or something. I see. Okay. And they end up living together. (laughs) Again, for Jack and Kate. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Okay. Yeah, that's interesting. I guess now that the rocks have significance, uh, that, yeah, that seems like... Yeah, yeah. Something like that theory is true. Although I don't see how it can be Jack and Kate at, at this point. I mean, something crazy yeah. is going to have to happen for that to be Jack and Kate. And I will mention Jack and Kate are the ones who found Adam and Eve. Oh. So that'd be a nice bit of a uh, book ending if, if it happens if they discover <laughs> their own bodies. Yes, yes. Jack they were the like, ones who found them originally? I, didn't, I don't remember that. According to Lostpedia. Well, they're always right. And it would be funny if Jack is like, from the decay of the clothes, I would say this body is me. <laughs> yes. <laughs> from the decay of the clothing, I would say this is my shirt. <laughs> Wait a minute. Only my shirt decays like that. Only my shirt decays like that, exactly. <laughs> I'm a doctor, damn it. I know these things. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, but I mean, do you have, do you have in mind some, I mean, they would have to time travel or something, right? I mean, how else, how else could their bodies be there? You know, they're dead. Uh, I think, I think Hurley gave us the explanation. They went back to the dinosaur time. They went back to, okay. But, and they got eaten by dinosaurs, of course. Okay, okay, okay. You've seen the movie Jurassic Park, right? Yes. This this is the island from Jurassic Park. Oh, okay. They... <laughs> okay. Yikes. Um, oh, you know, that's interesting that you say that. I actually read that some of the locations um, that they shoot on were also used in Jurassic Park. Wow. So... <laughs> In That's a sense, strange. they really are on the Jurassic Park island. Wow, wow. <laughs> Let me also state that there's a million dollars in my checking account right now. 
Justin, do you have anything to tell me? <laughs> I'm just going to confirm everything you say. So, yes, uh, <laughs> I, you do indeed have a million dollars. Send it wisely. Wow. I will that's there for the podcast, guys. Uh, go check my account. Wow. Uh, that's it, huh? Hey, the podcasting I'll be back. really was all about the money. No, 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 no. I'll be back. I just need to verify the funds. Oh, okay. And go, okay. go buy some stuff. Sorry, and, you know, I thought once you became a millionaire, it was goodbye, law slowdown. <laughs> no, no, no. It, it would take at least two million to make me quit the law. Oh, okay. I see. You know, we're in a recession, so. Right, right. <laughs> you want to keep all your options open. Exactly. I see. Um, all right. Uh, back to loss. Right, um, right. <laughs> what's um, what are we doing? Next scene? Any more of this scene? Oh, okay, so. Are, you, are you serious about your Adam and Eve theory? I, you know what? I, to to the extent I have no other ideas, I am. You okay. Know, I just, I like I said, I I do think it it, it would. It's somehow fitting if Jack, since Jack and Kate were the ones who found them, mm-hmm. that that's Jack and Kate. I, I like the idea that that the one uh, black rock and white rock represents you know one from each side, and that somehow they're you know they end up together or somehow like that duality like like Jacob and Lock uh, sorry Jacob and Smokey you know um, you know just didn't realize that some you know that somehow they could strike a balance. You know, no one needed to be in charge or something like that. I don't, oh, okay. I don't know what they're going to say about it, but that's just what's, you know, coming off to me. But um, Yeah. Yeah, okay. Something like that. Something okay. like that. I don't know how it would work. Yeah, time travel seems like it would be involved or uh, or there's some other explanation about, uh, you know, about the cave, that cave or something or... Yeah. Special or something like that. Okay. Okay. Or I guess I could do something weird with the alternate timeline. Mm-hmm. I, 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 it seems like there still has to be some kind of time travel, but, but uh, you know, now that we have more than one version of the same character, you know, you, you have that, you have that in play. I guess, I guess what I'm saying is it doesn't have to be Jack, you know, the current Jack on the island. Yeah. It could be, it could be Jack X. Jack X, yep. I mean, wow, the regulation. That reminds me, uh, I saw I saw the uh, LAX, I saw that in translated, I think in Spanish or something. Mm-hmm. But they, they, but they spelled it out to like Los Angeles X, whatever X is in Spanish, mm-hmm. in Spanish or German or something. And it just seemed like it lost the interpretation that it has in English. Oh, of the whole, like, you know, universe thing, alternate mm-hmm. timeline, universe, whatever. Right. Right. Just they didn't up. just use the letter X? No, they didn't use the letter X. They spelled it out. Okay. Yeah, that's odd. I mean, they. I think they have the letter X in Spanish, don't they? Yeah, yeah. It's, uh, uh, I learned that word. Okay, yeah. Uh, definitely have the letter X. Um, yeah. It's it's else, almost the same alphabet. How else do they spell xylophone? <laughs> That's why the letter X exists. Uh, I, I'm sorry, xylophono. Sorry. Thank okay. you. <laughs> Please. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
<laughs> so, did you have anything about this scene? Um. Else. Uh oh. I'm in the middle of an earthquake. Oh really? Yes. Whoa. It's fairly mild, but. Is it still going on? Shit is shaking. Yeah. Whoa. Please stop. <laughs> uh oh. It's really just a gentle sway, but it's not. I'm scary. It's still going. Uh, yeah. Hold on. Damn. Am I? Am I? Is this really happening? <laughs> I'm like, I need evidence that the my room is shaking. <laughs> it probably is. Uh. Yeah, I mean, my all my blinds and stuff are moving, and I just have uh, one more thing I want to say about this first scene before we move on. Um, uh, at the beginning, when uh, Locke uh, suggested Jen that he leave the bandage off of his leg wound to let it breathe, uh, friendly medical advice or something more? Um. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, when I heard that, I, I I thought he was it was somehow signifying that the the wound would heal if um you know if he let it or something. Um, is that what you're getting at? Yeah. Well, I guess I'm asking: is he is he saying that to Jen just to help his leg heal, or is is there some kind of ulterior motive for for having the wound in the open air? I don't know. It just, you know, it seems so plausible that it <laughs> the open air might help, even though I guess that's counter to what you might think, since you want to close it off so it doesn't get infected. Right. Um. I don't know. I don't know. It 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 struck me as weird. I guess just just subtly that in terms of the island's healing properties. Mm-hmm. But I don't think that's connected to him. Right, I uh, and I don't think he has any ill will towards Jin, uh, so I don't think it would be like, oh, if he exposes it to air, it might get infected or something, and Jin will die. Or I, I have to believe he's he's trying to be nice, uh, but I don't know if it. Uh, I think he's being helpful with the information, uh, but I don't know if it goes so far as to suggest that he is going to heal him somehow or be responsible for the healing. So I think that's a Jacob thing. I see. Okay. Okay. I mean, I think he has ill will to Jen to the extent that he would want to replace Jacob. And so, as long as Jen isn't doing that, then I guess he he doesn't have ill will against him. But well, I mean, yeah, at this point, he just wants he wants all of the candidates to come with him. So I feel like he doesn't have any ill will towards them. You know. in this scenario, you know, now if the scenario is they're going to be replacing Jacob, yeah, he might want to kill them or something. Right. But, but he doesn't want anything to happen to them now because, you know, because his plan at this point is they're all going to get on the plane and leave. I mean, I think it'd be okay. I mean, if they die, I presume that'd be okay. You know, that would just mean he wouldn't have to get them. If he dies on his own? Yeah. Yeah, I guess. I yeah, I don't think he uh, particularly wants him to live. It's just he doesn't particularly need him to die either. Yeah. 
Because I think, you know, like with Locke and I presumably all the other candidates, um, you know, when they're dead, they're not a problem. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a fine line, though. That's a fine line. Yeah, I don't really think that. It, it's still just, it struck me as a little bit odd. I, I'm, I might be making too much of it, but I couldn't, I don't know, seem worth bringing up. Yeah. Um. Okay, so anything else about the scene? Should I move on? Um, I liked all the night vision stuff. Oh, you did? Yeah, it was interesting seeing, just seeing the Losties talk and do all their stuff through through, through the night vision, you know. Mm-hmm. They have no idea they're being watched. Right. Yeah, yeah. That's uh, a nice yeah. way to start the episode. That's all I got. Okay. Uh, well, the next scene is a flash sideways at the airport. Customs returns Jin's suitcase and watch to him, but they are confiscating the money because Jin did not declare it. Uh, Sun and Jin start to leave the airport together. Jin explains that he missed the meeting at the restaurant. He was supposed to deliver the money and the watch. Then later, Sun and Jen arrive at a hotel. At the front desk, uh, Sun checks in. The front desk clerk assumes that they are married, but Jen, uh, Jen corrects him. Sun and Jen will be staying in two separate rooms. Yeah, they will. For a very short time. Um, yeah. <laughs> Still no one's watching. Yeah. Uh, all right. Um, yeah, this is the you know continuation of the scene when uh, they arrive to customs and his money gets confiscated. Uh, you know, I think one of the things, one of the answers that gets, one of the questions that gets answered in this episode uh, is, you know, who can speak English? Mm-hmm. Apparently, none of, neither one can. Neither of them. Yeah. Now I gotta bring that back up in in a later scene, but uh, but in general, I think I know yeah. which one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think we all know which scene we're talking about here. Uh, and I have a half-ass answer for it, but uh, we'll get to that eventually. All right. Um. Uh. Yeah. So so the money gets taken away. That's that's the that's the inciting incident, I guess, for this uh, for this story. Um, picking up from LAX, which which was a long time ago. Totally. Um, you know, I I guess I have to assume. You know, now we know this money was to be given to Kimi so he could kill Jin. Um, I you know I just have to believe that that Peck, which is the pronunciation apparently, apparently yes, <laughs> uh, is. That he would have to know this money would get would get confiscated at customs. Like I feel like he's a you know he's an international businessman. I feel like he he should know that this will be a problem for Jen to try to get through customs with twenty five grand. Unless unless the issue was just Jen didn't declare it. Mm-hmm. It was of course what they what they say. Yeah. But but even if you declare twenty five grand. I feel like you're still gonna have a problem in explaining why you have twenty five grand, mm-hmm. you know, in cash. Yeah. Uh, that you're just that you're just hanging on to. Um, 
So I, my point is, I don't know if if that if so given so my 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 point is, if if Peck knew that that this would be a like the money would be confiscated, then maybe he was trying to put Jen in a real bind that, you know, Kimmy would certainly kill him now. Right? Oh. I thought oh, he might okay. be more inclined to kill him if he doesn't have the money, which is kind of ends up what's happening. But uh, versus if Jen got through customs with the money. I guess Kimmy would have been happier, but and just killed him anyway. Right. So he's trying to figure out if if, if Pe- Mr. Peck was trying to make it worse for Jen, or if this was really just Jen's fault. Oh, okay. You know, I see. Yes, I could see it going both ways. Yeah. Um. All right. So they're not married. That's right. So. Uh, I mean, I guess we need to look back and think about, well, what's the difference here? Why wouldn't they be married? You know, in the original timeline, they were obviously married by the time they got on uh, 815. Mm-hmm. So what's the big difference? I would want to say the difference is Jacob didn't touch them, but he touched them at their wedding. <laughs> right. <laughs> so you yeah. can't, really, can't really use that one. No. Because uh, it would have been perfect. It would have been so perfect. Yeah. You know, if it was like their first date or something, and he touches them, and that, like, binds yeah. them together, it would be great. But it's like, well, he touched them in the main timeline at their at their wedding. They are they already decided to get married. It was, right. it was done with. <laughs> right. Yeah, and the Jacob thing just doesn't, I mean, maybe for Sawyer and Kate, since he touched them when they were kids. Ugh. Uh, that that works. Yikes. <laughs> Sorry. Hey, let's leave the Catholic Church out of this. <laughs> um, yeah, that sentence just didn't sit well. Uh, I, uh, but but you know, like with Jack, um, uh, I guess I don't know when that was supposed to be exactly in the timeline, but you know, he 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 must have had that kid a while ago, and like it it could have been, you know, it could have been before you know, before the Jacob touching thing. But but in the case of Hurley and Saeed, it was definitely, I mean, it was after they even went to the island, mm-hmm. you know. So whatever differences are there with Hurley and Saeed just can't, you know, won't fit into the Jacob thing very well um, either. So, so I'm wondering. Sort of like that, seemingly. I'm wondering if it doesn't matter when Jacob touches you. It was just that he was going to, and it was sort of already his, yeah, his, like, his touching influence was already in place. It it permeates time, you know. It yeah. permeates time. Like it just it ripples through forwards or backwards through time or something and yeah. I don't know. I mean, it's a little bit contradicted by the thing with Richard where, you know, he certainly wasn't not aging until Jacob actually touched him. Well, but then but again, was, that, that was, was an ad hoc though. thing. That was a specific you know, giving of a gift, what do you want? I'm gonna give it to you, touch. That wasn't yeah. I'm just touching you, and you don't know why. Yeah. Not that not that Richard knew why at the time, but we knew why. <laughs> right. Right. So right. I feel like that was a little bit different. Uh, I agree, it's uh, different, but it at least suggests there's something temporal about his touch when he wants it to be. Yeah. Yeah. You know. Well, um, if it has to do with aging, it should be temporal. <laughs> right. So that's true. Made some sort of time joke. Um, <laughs> so sort of like. Vaudevillian time joke. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was. Who's on first? The past. <laughs> 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 what 
Where's the future? Third base. <laughs> Third base. Hey. <laughs> who's on second? The present. No, who's on second? The present. <laughs> oh. Classic. Classic. It is. I can't classic. wait till aliens show up so we can, like, translate and tell them that, that you know, that joke who's on first, and, the, and then they, they're just going to go back to their galactic civilization, and it's going to alter their, the course of their history. They're gonna yeah. <laughs> oh, man. It'll be, it'll be great. The humans have not much in the ways of technology, but their verbal humor surpasses all. <laughs> Yeah, I like that idea. They were just way uh, ahead of their time, that Abbott and Costello. They were. They were. Their humor somehow far surpasses anything else we have to offer. Yeah. We we perfected we perfected comedy back then. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I like that. So all right. Um Anything else in this scene? Um, let's see. Uh, oh, I was going to speculate about about Sun and Jin. Um, okay. But I can't. I mean, it's hard to. Uh, with all these stories, it's hard because we don't get flashbacks. Uh, uh, so it's hard to know. The circumstances The circumstances were, like, kind of coincidental that, that, that led to Sun and Jin getting married. It was... It was all sorts of stuff. Like originally, she was set up with you know the bald guy, and um, and then she found out that the bald guy was was in love with this other woman, and so she was upset about Jay. it. And, yeah, Jay, thank you. And uh, she was upset about it, and she leaves. And it turned out Jin worked at that hotel where they met. Uh, Jin just happened to you know get a job there. He was and, opening doors. He was opening doors, and then his his friend told him that love would be wearing orange or something, and 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 then you know the son's walking through this park later, and uh, uh, you know Jen sees some some lady wearing orange, and he's sort of looking at her, and then they just like run into each other. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's just this like kind of coincidental thing. I think you left out the part where Cupid struck them with arrows. <laughs> I didn't hear that in your recap. You're right. I forgot. I forgot about that part. Yeah. And the, so. and the stars in the sky crossed each other. Yes. <laughs> the planets aligned. The 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 universe the universe was was in perfect accord. Mm-hmm. For, Yin for, became Yang. Yang became Yin. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> attribute that coincidence to Jacob if you want. Mm-hmm. You know, and you could just say that in this case, uh, you know, that stuff didn't happen. That little meeting didn't happen. And, um, you know, Jen, Jen was already kind of, was working for this hotel that, you know, Mr. Mr. Peck owned. And, uh, and so somehow he ended up working his way up to being like the bodyguard for, uh, uh, you know, for Sun. What are you talking about? Is that... Do you think she, he, he's really her bodyguard? 
Well, I I say that because that's what uh, that's what some Kimi or Omar says later. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, they say your bodyguard was supposed to have the money. Uh, so that's okay. So in your your uh, sequence of events, uh, let's work with that. I'm wondering why. Well, first of all, why is Sun here? It looks like Sun is, ostensibly Sun is going on a shopping trip. Okay. And um, and so you're saying the idea is Jin Jin is Jin is there to for to protect Sun as a bodyguard, but he's also supposed to deliver this money and the yeah. watch to to Kimi. Yes. Okay. Yeah, exactly. It's sort of yeah. Uh, uh, it's weird because everybody's got like secret motives. Yeah. <laughs> like, like Peck is sending them. He's really sending Jen to be killed, but supposedly Jen's escorting Sun and running an errand for him. But Sun is planning to run away, sort of elope with Jen. Mm-hmm. <sighs> and and Jen's just completely clueless about all of this. Yep. So it's uh it's it's a strange situation. But yeah, that's the best I can come up with. Like he was already sort of working for, for, for Mr. Peck before you know, before he met Sun, it's just that, you know, getting married to Sun caused him to be kind of promoted. Okay, that makes sense. It makes a lot of sense then. Because, yeah, I was just thinking all of that, uh that he the all of the backstory was pretty much the same. He was doing the same work for Peck. But yeah, it definitely makes sense that he wouldn't be a, he wouldn't be doing that kind of work since he's not married to Sun because that was a big thing. Yeah. Um. So so he just somehow works his way up to bodyguard. Yeah. Uh. All right. All right. I can buy that. Yeah. So I'm assuming his job is sort of different from what mm-hmm. we saw. It makes sense because I was wondering when Jin was gonna, you know, bust out the moves. You know, where's mm-hmm. the action moves? Where's the, you know, beat him up stuff? Right. And he never does that, so maybe no. that explains. Maybe that explains that. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, he probably doesn't see as much action in this in this occupation. Yeah, I could see that. Than than in the original, so. You know, but you can attribute that to Jacob if you want. Oh, I want. Since the original thing did depend on a coincidence slash universal faith. Yeah, yeah. I'm going to leave Jacob out of it at this point. Only oh, you because, do? Okay. Only, well, only because we know when he intervenes, or when he in the main timeline when he intervenes, which is, you know, a way different time period than than him inserting some sort of control or influence during that part of their uh, timeline. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I'm wondering if we'll find out what the difference is. Um, yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I mean, the season's running out. Like, how much can they really explain? I guess, you know, they they could give us, like, a quick explanation. Mm-hmm. That's, I feel like that's the most we'll get. They, I don't think they have time to go into detail about how it worked. Yeah. But, okay, yeah, I also want to bring up, I feel like I, I meant to mention this on the last podcast, with in this in this in this alternate universe, um, the island's underwater. 
And if the island is the same kind of place that it is in the original universe, that you know the court keeping the evil in, does that mean mm-hmm. that does that mean that the evil is out in this universe? Is this what you know? Is this what happens when the evil escapes? Um, I I want to believe that's true. Um. Yeah, I mean, I I don't know if I want to say this is what happened when the evil escapes. Um, because maybe the evil hasn't done anything yet, you know? Okay. Maybe, you know, it'll something will happen later that'll be, you know, obviously the evil inserting some sort of force. Yeah, because, I mean, from what we've seen so far, it doesn't really look like a world that's just filled with evil. Yeah. I mean... It's it's it looks pretty much you know pretty much like the you know the the world we're used to. It's got some good stuff. It's got some bad stuff. It's you know it's a mixed bag. Mm-hmm. But you know the, yeah. the hyperbole they're using to describe what happens you know if if um, smoke unless unless the idea is the evil got buried under the ocean. Well, see that's the thing. I mean the the you know. The evil isn't literally under the, the the island, right? You know the whole cork metaphor thing. I just don't think it's literally. You know, it's not like under it or anything. <laughs> okay. So I mean, I think I think it would be. You know, the evil is. You know, if the evil is locked, then the evil is on the island, contained right. within the island, but on the island. Right. Uh, if, if the island sinks. I don't know what that means for Locke. We know he can't hover above water. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, I, I think the biggest question is why did it sink, uh, of course. Yeah. That might contribute to what could be expected to ha- have happened to Locke uh, and Jacob. Yes. Yeah. Uh, but it's clear it's clear the island was there, though. It's, you know, it, Ben was on the island. Ben and, uh, ben and uh, his dad right. were, were on the island. Um, I would I would still guess Charlotte was on the island. Sure. Yeah. So that means in the seventies, uh, the island was there. So mm-hmm. whatever caused it to sink is more recent than that. Yeah. Did we? Yeah. And see, Mikhail Mikhail never seemed to go to the island. Right. Which that would have been what in the eighties or something or nineties. Yeah. Um. So, so yeah, something happened in the 70s with the island. Uh, I'm assuming, you know, the incident was part of it. Yeah, that seems like a reasonable assumption. Um, but it seems that it played out differently. It seems like the incident wasn't quite the same as what we watched. Yeah, so I feel like it, 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 somehow what happened was, in the main timeline, when, they, when Juliet set off the bomb, the explosion, you know, hit, you know, the the most of that energy hit the alternate timeline island, mm-hmm. which caused it to sink, or to start sinking, and that the the people who were on the island were able to get off, or maybe they had a maybe they had some sort of warning, and so they could evacuate, but but nevertheless they evacuated at that point. Right. Um. But I don't know what that means for Jacob and Smokey, you know. And honestly, you know, to have multiple timelines and have multiple incarnates of evil, you know, I think is already problematic. Yes. I agree. 
Um, yeah, it's weird to imagine them both just kind of drowning. Yeah, which I don't think that happens. But I'm we, wondering if, if somehow there's 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 only one, like even though there's multiple losties, that there's there's still only one Jacob and, and Smokey. Oh, okay. I wonder if somehow that's true. Okay. Like the you know the island being singular and unique somehow, and uh, I say. I can't verbalize it, but uh, you know what I mean. Yeah, I get the idea. I get the idea. They're, they're I mean, they're clearly different. We did see, we did see the foot, the statue foot, um, mm-hmm. and it was, uh, it was broken. So that suggests it's at least possible the black rock landed there, um, and and all that stuff still happened, maybe. Yeah, because we and we saw what. We saw Dharma Bill, right? We saw, yeah, yeah. We saw the barracks. Um, we so, didn't see the Black Rock. We did right. not see the Black Rock. That's true. Yeah. Uh, we just saw the statue foot. Yeah. But that was where Jacob lived, at least most of the time. Uh, mm-hmm. So, you know, and there's no reason to think that he wouldn't just drown. I mean, it seems really lame, but. <laughs> I you know I I feel like he would drown if he if he were stuck there. Well, can he get off the island? He's he left before. Uh, yeah. How does he do that? It's a good question. I, he would. Uh, yeah. I can't imagine him taking a mundane method of transportation like hopping on a sub or something. No, I think he can just vanish. Okay. Well, in that case, maybe he wouldn't be in danger. Yeah. But Smokey is still an issue because I don't think he can leave the island. Um, well, maybe, yeah, maybe that's what happened. Maybe the island is sinking and everyone's leaving. You know, obviously there's no candidates there. Right. At least not the final six that we know. Right. Uh, and, uh, and and Jacob has to leave, and that makes Smokey able to leave. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it seems like with the analogy, that should be true. So maybe we have yet to see the full consequences of that. Yeah, maybe that's the whole thing is since since Smokey was able to leave, now now the big thing is, you know, they gotta they gotta get they gotta somehow get Smokey back to the island, or or somehow, you know, if there is two Smokies, if there's this alternate timeline Smokey, somehow they have to. <laughs> Maybe get him back to the main timeline island. Okay. Or something like that. Like somehow, like oh, there's no island left here. We need to get him to the other island so he okay. can be in prison there. Obviously, this is all that you know. Don't ask me what happens after that. <laughs> right. <laughs> but uh, something like that maybe is going on to where the the losties in uh, in the alternate timeline and the flash sideways will be presented with the, with this whole idea of the island and and somehow convinced of the of their past fate to get to the island. Okay. Okay. Yeah. I mean, I think something like that is going to happen at some point. You know, like I can't see it. Like that's because like because I remember earlier when we first started this whole timeline thing. As far as I could go was, you know, Jack does some surgery on Locke and <laughs> yeah. fixes his legs, and it's like, okay, and then what? Like mm-hmm. it, it didn't seem like there was any sort of larger 
stakes to deal with, and I feel like that should come into play at some point, you know? I, I can't yeah. imagine they just sort of leave it at that, you know? And it, it does yeah, seem nice like, I mean, this episode definitely ends on, once again, on, a, on an uncertain note. Um, so it, it seems to me like maybe the Flash Sideways are picking up steam. Yeah, I think so. And uh, and maybe they will somehow converge. Uh, the characters will meet somehow. Um, you know, we got we got Jack at the hospital. We got Saeed and Nadia at the hospital, maybe. And we've got you know Son and Jin heading there. You know, maybe they'll just all meet at the hospital. Why is Saeed and Nadia at the hospital? Because Saeed's brother got attacked and he's there. Oh, is he still there? Well, I I don't know. I mean, he was there. Yeah. <laughs> he was there on the day that Saeed was taken, so it's the same day when 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 you know Sun and Jin are presumably heading there. Yeah. Um. Okay. 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 What about? So wait. So where's Sun at then? Sun was. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. No, I'm sorry. I forgot. Yeah. Sun's going to the hospital. Yeah. Um. Yeah, yeah, they could all meet at the hospital, but they don't know each other. So they don't know each other. That's something true. Something's gonna happen to where they kind of realize yeah. what's up. They're gonna, yeah. There's gonna have to be a moment. I mean, yeah. In this one, once again, they don't they don't do a lot as far as having having those moments. But um, you know, it, it, I, I think at some point there will be there will be some kind of recognition of what's going on. Yeah, maybe maybe. Maybe all on the Watchtower will play. Oh God, don't say that. <laughs> <laughs> we all slowly look at each other and realize something. Yeah. Wait a minute. We were all on the island. <laughs> yes, I remember now. <laughs> wow. Wow. Uh, I had some other idea about how they might. Oh, I was going to say Saeed and Jack should recognize each other from the plane. Right, that's true. That's true. And we have we had Sawyer and Kate running into each other. Mm-hmm. Um, doesn't seem like they're going to the hospital, but, uh, you know, they're at least together. And who else is there? Ben and Locke are at uh, the school. Right, right. Ben, Locke, and Alex and all those guys are at the school and ours. Um, yep. I don't know how they're getting to the hospital. Yeah, yeah, there's not a clear way for them to get to the hospital. Miles is with Sawyer. Oh, Hurley, Hurley doesn't ever, Hurley hasn't had one yet, so maybe his reason to get to the hospital is yet to come. He's the luckiest oh, person alive, though, so I don't know why he'd ever need to go to a hospital. I don't know. He just won one in the lottery. Oh, okay. That'll do it. <laughs> just won this hospital. <laughs> he just won a hospital. I didn't know they had a hospital lottery. Hey, the state's budget is really bad. <laughs> and, uh... We're just going to give give away hospitals. I don't know how that works fiscally, but, um, <laughs> you know, I'm not an economist. <laughs> Yeah, it doesn't seem like it would help to just say, hey, you own this hospital now. <laughs> maybe not if he, maybe they only give hospitals away to rich people. So they oh, can pay okay. For it. <laughs> oh, okay, so he'll still start having to fund the hospital. <laughs> Oops, now I have to fund this. <laughs> That's kind of a crappy lottery to what win. What kind of lottery is this? 
A lottery clawed made up. Ah, uh, <laughs> yes. That's what I, I know it well. <laughs> That's how I won this T-shirt. <laughs> this T-shirt, this shit. I won a hospital and a lottery, and all I got was a stupid T-shirt. Yes, exactly. You know the T-shirt. I've seen it. I've seen it. <sighs> yes, uh, I I like your idea. <laughs> uh, Some crackpot theories just should be true. They shouldn't they? Yeah. All right. Uh, I'm ready for the next scene when you are. Okay. Uh, the next scene is back on the island. Locke leaves Saeed in charge of the camp until morning while he runs an errand. Saeed tells Locke he does not feel anything anymore. Locke says it might be best to help him get through what's coming. Jen notices that Locke is leaving, so he gets up to leave the camp before Locke comes back, and Sawyer steps in to try to stop him, saying that he has a deal with Widmore. But Jen is fed up with waiting. He's going to go find Son. Unfortunately, he gets shot in the chest with a dart, which is immediately followed by the rest of the camp getting shot with darts, and they all fall to the ground. Then Widmore's team marches in, and standing over Jen, uh, Seamus asks Zoe if this is the guy, and she says, yes, let's take him. Lost. Is it Seamus or Seamus? <laughs> I think it's Seamus. Okay. <laughs> that is the better name. I, I think that's how you say that. Okay. The only reason I know that's his name is Lostpedia. Okay, good. Um... So, you know, so he tells tells Locke he doesn't feel anything anymore. Mm-hmm. Locke says, you know, maybe that's best. It'll help you get through what's coming. And I was like, okay, Saeed, ask him what's coming. Mm-hmm. Like, isn't that a clear indication you should say, like, what's coming? But I guess I guess uh, one of the things Saeed doesn't feel anymore is, uh, is inquisitive. Yes. <laughs> exactly. He also doesn't feel the need to ask questions. He is so, not right. questioning very much. So usually I would say this, you know, especially to talk about this later, I would say this is just a writing thing. But I, I like the idea that it, it, it fits in the, so you, um, you know, current psyche of, uh, oh, you know, Locke said something interesting, but I don't feel like asking him what that is. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He just, he's just cl- Silently, uh, just going through the motions. Yeah, and he doesn't—he doesn't even really care, I guess. Whatever Locke's referring to. Yeah, I don't think he does care. He's gonna help um, him though. He—he he does seem to be compelled to follow what Locke asks him to do. Mhm. But he doesn't seem to really care about it. He's just—he's just doing it. Yeah. Yeah, it's weird. It's weird what's going on with Saeed. It's very weird. Because it's like, it seems like the opposite of what's happening with Claire. Like, Claire Claire seems Claire seems bipar- bipolar and over-emotional, and Saeed is completely devoid of emotion. I'm not going to make a sexist joke here. Um... <laughs> I think he just did. Damn it. <laughs> I tried not to. I know. Uh, it was a good effort. Uh, I said one word and it didn't work. Um, 
So I was going to say, yeah, that's interesting. Um, I think the big difference is, you know, Claire was lied to for years about where her son was. And that, that's the whole thing is, and again, still, I still can't, yeah, I, I want Saeed and Claire to be mirrors of each other. Right. Uh, but But the big difference is, you know, she had Aaron taken, and she was told that the others had him, and that made her really emotional and angry. Yeah. And maybe if, you know, maybe if, like, Nadia was still alive or if Locke had told Saeed for years that, that the others had Nadia, mm-hmm. that somehow that would um, that would get him to be emotional. I don't feel like that's true, but I feel like maybe that would have gotten him to be emotional, too. Mm-hmm. Um, Okay, uh, so you're suggesting that, it's not necessarily a symptom of the sickness. It's really just something particular about Saeed that he's reacting this way. I, well, I would say it's particular about uh, Claire that she's reacting that way. I, okay. feel like, I feel like Saeed would be the more typical response. Okay. Uh, I feel like Claire is different because of her long-term interaction with Locke. And uh, and you know the, the the circumstance and the fact that they kind of he kind of explained it you know when when Claire attacked Kate you know that she's right. all this pent up uh, emotion about it so right I think I think that that's why Claire is different and I feel like Saeed would be I, I feel like since we pretty much saw Saeed go through this from the beginning of yeah. the psych, you know we saw him normal he got hurt we yeah. saw him try to be resurrected and then he you know or healed I should say and then he was resurrected. Uh, so we saw the whole cycle with him. So I feel like that should be our our our, uh, our standard case. Yeah. You know. Yeah, you're right. It's the only it's the only one we know the whole story about. Yeah. You know, because we we didn't really see what happened with Wid uh, not Widmore um, with Rousseau's team. Yeah. Um, and we didn't see what happened with Claire either. So that's that's all we have to go on. So I think that's a good uh, a good assumption. And, you know, Saeed did seem pretty normal right after he woke up. So this mm-hmm. is sort of consistent with what Dogen was saying about the darkness growing. Yeah. You know, and that's, it's it's kind of grown a lot now, and he just really doesn't seem like himself anymore. Yeah. Um... And, you know, I, this is more or less my worst fear. Like, I... When whenever we found out about that happening, the thing I said I think was I really don't want to see Saeed become Smokey's best minion, and <laughs> you that, did say that, and that is what's happening. That is exactly what's happening, and it's it's very it's very depressing to me Saeed's arc where it seems to be ending. Yeah, I I just I hate Saeed being this like unthinking robotic. Um, uh, henchman of Smokey, who just who just kind of mindlessly goes around and and does his little, you know, follows his orders. It's just, I don't know. I, I wanted so much more for Sounds like it sounds like you're talking about Locke. It does. <laughs> it really does. It's it was the same thing with Locke. Yeah, same thing. You know, but Locke's dead. I don't have to watch him anymore. Yeah. Although that's depressing in its own way. So you're right. Yeah, I don't know what's up with Saeed. I mean, it, it, it's definitely weird to see him like this. I always remember, you know, when I saw this episode and I was thinking about old Saeed. I'm like, man, back in the day, you used to be the go-to guy for, like, everything. Yeah. We need something fixed. Uh, we need a mission. You know, we need to go, you know, somebody got kidnapped. Uh, mm-hmm. it's like whatever happened, 
we need Saeed on our team. Yep, he was reliable. He was competent. He he, he was technical. He was he was he had good strategy. It was you know mm-hmm. just an all around good person to have around for things like that. And yeah, you know now it seems like he's basically a villain. Yeah, now he's just sort of indifferent to anything. Um, and Locke is telling him what to do, so he's doing it. Yeah. Yeah, it's sad. Yeah, I I just, uh, yeah, I don't know. It just doesn't seem like this is going to end well for Saeed. Maybe he'll snap out of it. You think so? You think there's a chance? Maybe maybe he just needs some B vitamins <laughs> for energy. Of course. Yeah. Wow, that's all I it don't is. Feel, I don't feel anything. I need some B vitamins. <laughs> Wow. Listen, supplements supplements are important. <laughs> That's all he needs to do. I like That's that. All he, needs. he did you know, he did get shot. Presumably lost a lot of blood, so mm-hmm, mm-hmm. you know. He very well could be vitamin deficient and that just <laughs> That's all he needs. He needs a multivitamin. I really kinda wish that was true. <laughs> <laughs> So I could just hand him a little multivitamin, and it's the old Saeed again. Yep. Wow. That's all I needed to get my emotions back. Who knew? Who knew? Claude knew. That's who. Nice. Um. All right. Anything else in this scene? Oh, okay. Yeah, there's a lot of stuff going on here. Um. So they, so they, they, yeah. So they start uh, darting people with these tranquilizer darts. Mm-hmm. This is one of those scenes. Uh, you know, one one of the things I like about this scene is it's clear that the only reason that they attack that Woodmore's team attacks these guys now is because Jin was about to leave. Right. Uh, and you know we've seen that so many times when you know uh, how you know how circumstances. Play, things play out and then coincidences line up and things like that. It was just interesting to see this this cause and effect of like, well, if, if Jin hadn't decided to leave now, they wouldn't have attacked the, them now. Mm-hmm. So things would have just been totally different. Right. Had him had he not made that one choice to like, I'm going to leave this second. Like if he wanted to, you know, obviously he wouldn't have tried to start off with Lockwood there, but, you know, but things could have just been a slightly different and, and they wouldn't have gotten, uh, you know, kidnapped. Right, and so much spins out from this. Like, it, Jen would have wouldn't have met Widmore so early, mm-hmm. uh, which causes Locke to go over there earlier than he would have, maybe. Mm-hmm. You know, which which then results in sort of the war starting earlier. And you know, this wouldn't have happened if Widmore had hired a mercenary instead of a geophysicist. And mm-hmm. you know, so it's like it's like just a bunch of coincidences piled on top of each other are making the story go a certain way. Yeah, and like they get Desmond at the end. Yeah, he's all still. You know, if it had been a couple of days, he would have been you know back to normal. Right. That might play. You know, that might be important later. Yeah. Uh, you know. Uh, yeah. So things would have played out a lot differently. <laughs> yeah, and I like Sawyer's plan totally falls through. Oh man, he set that whole thing up, and it just came to nothing. Yeah. It was- it was it was completely uh it was just completely worthless. Yeah. That that's yeah, I it was I don't know. I really thought that was that was going to go somewhere. 
but you know they've they've met each other now, and so there's really no chance they're going to surprise each other. Yeah. So yeah, it, no, it is interesting. I mean, that's that's a lot of things happen like that on Lost. Yeah, and before it's like you, you we always wonder, oh, would, would would things have played out differently? You know, is this fate or would just coincidence? And now it's like in this in this instance, you can see how. The only reason they did this was because he was about to leave. Right. Right. Then. Yeah, it's weird to trace it back to Jim's very simple decision that he didn't want to stay at the camp right at that yeah. moment. Mhm. I, I I didn't really think of that as being pivotal, but it really is. Yeah, it is, and I think for both Sun and Jen in this episode, they both you know make make you know I would say Sun more than Jen. But, you know, they, they, they kind of stand their ground. You know, they know I'm going to go do this. I'm not going to go along with the group. You know, because Jim has been trying to find Sun for a while, but he's been mostly just following whoever, you know, but Sun, too, just following whoever yeah. could uh, could help. But uh, but they both kind of uh, get very, uh, very demanding uh, in this episode. Right. It's almost like they know it's their centric episode. It's, it's like they know, yeah. <laughs> Somehow they saw the TV schedule and they're like, you know what? This week is our episode, and I think we can get away with being a little more, uh, a little more demanding. Yeah, yeah. It's I. Jim sort of fell into a trap. I mean, he he was sort of trying to go find Sun, but then you know he got injured and he fell in with Locke's camp, and it, it kind of seemed like with Jim, once he got healed enough and he saw Locke leave, he saw the opportunity and mm-hmm. decides to leave. Um, whereas it seems like Sun has been sort of more so following, you know, yeah. just, just kind of going along with the group and, and not trying to strike out on her own as much. Yeah. You know, she, she was, uh, Jen just kind of, I think really, uh, had, had a bit of bad luck. Yeah. And I guess that's the next scene where Sun really starts to get upset. Yeah. I think so. Is it? Yes. Yeah, I think so. <laughs> okay. So, um, uh, what do I want to say? Um, um, oh, I was going to say about this Seamus character, um, who I think is largely responsible for the, the relative, relatively low, uh, low threat that Widmore's team seems to exude. Um, you mean, are, are you trying to say he's no Kimi? Yeah. <laughs> I'm trying to say that. Yeah. Yeah, it's a real contrast. I mean, Kimi has this, like, really intimidating presence. Uh, yeah. When he shows up at Sun's door, it's like you you feel the danger immediately. He's, he's going to eat her in any second. Right? <laughs> exactly. He's, he's smiling, and he, you see all those teeth, and it's like a shark. He's so teethy. What's up he, with he, that? He's very teethy. He's got a great, he's got a great like, smile or something, because whenever he smiles and it's just the creepiest thing ever. It really is. I don't but think he smiled scene. as much when he was on the island. He didn't smile as much when he was on the island, but but now he's all smiles and it's just as. Creepy. It really is. Yeah. But he, he did this cool thing where, like, when he when he's at Sun's door and he's talking to her in the beginning before he comes in, like he 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 would kind of cock his head to the side a little bit, mm-hmm. or look at her from like not straight on, but from an angle, and it just it just made him seem so much creepier. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that guy, uh, Kevin Durant, I think, that played. Kevin he's, Durant. He's really good. 
He's great, and you know what? He's Canadian, and yeah. we can't hold that, we can't hold that against him. <laughs> no, Canada Canada did something right. He's one of the good ones. He's one of the good ones. Him and him and Rush. Yeah, Rush, Jim Carrey, Kevin Durant, and Will Arnett. Will Arnett, yes, got to put him on there. Um, yeah, exactly. Uh, but I, I did look. I looked at the Lost Pedia sometimes has casting calls for the characters, and uh, mm-hmm. if you look at the casting call for Seamus, he is described as like a scientist type. Yeah. Um, so I think the idea is supposed to be that Widmore. Whitmore hired a kind of not really that, you know, not really that, um, I don't know, mercenary-oriented kind of team. He hired this kind of science team, and, and, but he's sending them on these missions. and that's, So it's sort, it's sort of intentional, I think, that they're coming off like that. Yeah, and I think it ties back to to Dan and Charlotte, you know. Yeah. Him, you know, Whitmore sending the science team there before. And I think the big thing is, I would see is the big difference here that you know he's more interested in the science stuff than than the need to have the mercenary team to get banned. I feel like it's not right. about getting banned anymore, obviously. Yeah. And um, now, of course, you know you think you'd want some hired guns to protect yourself against Smokey, but uh, yeah. you know they've got the you know they've got the uh, pylons. Right. You know. The sonic barriers. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. So I guess yeah, it does seem like he's he's sort of taken he's he's assembled an entire team of the science team from the original freighter, and, yeah. and just he just hasn't brought the Kimi people this time. He's just sent them to do the Kimi work. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I don't know if we're supposed to believe he's just short. Like it's just. An intention is this 100% intentional? Is it he couldn't find good people? Is it you know? Well, I wonder. I wonder why this these people on this team. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I yeah. I want to say there's there is some kind of point to it, but you know, I mean, I think there is a point based on based on the casting call. They wanted this kind of thing to happen, but I from Widmore's point of view, I don't know why he would do it. Yeah. Um, but I don't know, maybe we'll find out at some point. Alrighty. Um, oh, I also wanted to say this whole thing of like shooting the camp with these darts that make them pass out is, uh, is again, kind of reminiscent of the others. Mm Mm-hmm. Oh, it's like just high tech, like. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but that was their thing. They had those, they had those little make you make you collapse darts. Mhm. Um So yeah, that's that's sort of what that reminded me of. Yeah, that's what you know, like I said before, the the Woodmore's team makes me feel like they're they're off island others. Yeah. 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 I Can I just say it. something? Yeah. Why are so many people wearing purple shirts on this show? <laughs> How many, how many people are wearing so, purple shirts? So I didn't notice. I think Alana's like, wearing one. Yeah, so I didn't notice. I noticed like two or three people at first were wearing purple shirts, and now I'm just, I was just looking through some of the episodes now. So Miles is wearing a purple shirt. Ben okay. is wearing a sort of purple shirt. Okay. Locke is wearing a purple shirt. Sawyer is wearing a sort of purple shirt. Uh, 
Who else did I see wearing? I think Sun. Yeah, Sun is wearing a purple shirt under her white shirt. Oh, okay. If I'm not mistaken, Jack's shirt looks does not look purple. Uh, yeah, there's a lot of characters with purple shirts, and I I, I don't know why. Wow. Wait, you didn't mention Alana. Does she not have a purple shirt no, on? Was sorry, I yeah, wrong yeah. with that? No, no, she does. She does. <laughs> okay. The only reason I noticed was because she's wearing something different from what she's worn on the entire show so far. This is supposed to be her first big scene, cha- her costume change. Yeah. Uh, she apparently, yeah, she just got some new clothes. Yeah. So it was noticeable to me, but I didn't notice all the other characters. Yeah, I guess the costume department was just really into purple. Yeah, they're episode. all... They're all wearing purple, which I just, I don't know why you would do that. Why would you have, like, six characters wearing the same color? It's a very odd color choice, too. And is it really six? I just said that, but that's that's sort of relevant to the show, that number six. Oh, the six Uh, thing? (laughs) It's been, it's, it's Alana, Sun, Miles, Ben... Block. Well, your shirt looks purple to me. Okay. And that's six. Yeah, that's six. And I don't know if there's other people. Saeed is wearing a black shirt. Kate is wearing... Ooh, I don't remember what Kate is wearing. I don't think it's purple. Is Kate in this episode? Yeah. (laughs) Very briefly. Uh... I remember she's there at the beginning, but it's night. Um, yeah. And you see her a couple times later. She talks to Sawyer at a certain point. Towards the end, I think. Right before Locke comes back. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I don't know. I just I just noticed that, so. Purple shirts. What are you Purple do? shirts. It's, it's, I don't know, it's the, it's the current trend. Yeah. Oh, yeah, there's Kate. She's not wearing a purple shirt. Okay. Oh, Kimi's wearing a purple shirt in the side. Oh, really? (laughs) (laughs) It kind of makes like I can see Kimi wearing a purple shirt. That seems to fit with his uh, character. Yeah. It's weird to have all the on-island people wearing purple, though. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, some of them is light purple. Some of them is dark purple, but it's, it's all purple. Okay. See if you can count the purple shirts in this episode in this week's episode of Laws. <laughs> wow. All right, well, uh next thing. Okay. No theories associated with the purple shirts? I have no no. There's no no. I'm gonna leave that to being the costume department, uh having their artistic license and, and you know consistent color palette or something. I don't know. Okay. okay. It looks good. They, you know, I don't have any problems with it. It just stands out. I can't I can't name any other episode where six characters are wearing the same <laughs> color shirt. Yeah, me either. No. Okay. So, uh so do you want to go to the next scene? Yeah, let's do it. Okay. Next scene, we go over to the main beach camp. Miles and Frank play cards. Ben asks Alana what they'll do now. Alana says, wait for Richard. Ben is skeptical that Richard will return. Alana thinks Hugo will find him and bring him back. 
and until he comes back, they will wait. Uh, on hearing the word wait, son gets frustrated and stabs a knife into the table, but then walks away, not saying a word. She goes over to her garden. Jack meets her there. Son doesn't care if Richard uh, comes back or about the fact that they're candidates or about the lighthouse or about destiny. She just wants Jack to leave her alone, so Jack leaves her alone. All right. Yeah, boom. So, uh, back to the garden. Wow, back to the garden indeed. I I guess I should have known they would show it again, but I really didn't think they'd see it again. Oh, man, the garden. (laughs) How those tomatoes. Yeah, they're dead. Uh, <laughs> nothing's been tending to them. I, I never I, really imagined that she grew anything as outlandish as tomatoes. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't expect she did that either. Uh, but I, I, you know, I, I, you know, I'm not a horticulturist. <laughs> what? Nor can I pronounce that correctly. Um, <laughs> it's hard but, to pronounce. Uh, but uh, I'm gonna say time shifting might might not be good for for plants and uh, mm. growing. Uh, Maybe that maybe that interferes with it somehow. I see. You think the plants time shifted? Sure. Why not? <laughs> okay. I don't know. I don't know. Listen, something was time traveling on that island. I just want to point out that tomatoes are native to South America, so I don't really know how they ended up there. Mhm. A little weird. I guess they could have been brought by someone. Oh yeah. But they Dharma, shouldn't be native. Dharma brand, Dharma brand tomato plant seeds. <laughs> Thank you. That's Come it. On. Of course, of course. See, I, I guess I always envision the garden as um, as a as an herb garden. Mm-hmm. You know, and you know maybe just you know um, sort of a just a decorative like just a nice garden to hang out in. But not. I didn't really think of it as being like let's you know let's really grow some you know produce. God, I, just, I didn't remember them growing any produce before. Yeah, me either. I, that's. It really just seemed to me like something for Sun to do to pass the time. Mm-hmm. You know, that it wasn't like a serious project. Yeah. So, yeah, anyway, it was. Uh, it doesn't look like I remembered it. Just like everything they go back to this season. <laughs> it's never... It's never exactly the way I remember it looking. Well, but, uh, apparently in Hearts and Minds, uh, she used guava and passion fruit seeds. Okay. Uh, and it was supposed to contain medicinal herbs and vegetables. That's also from Hearts and Minds. Oh, okay. Wow, and, Hearts and Minds. Uh, I didn't get anything to do with that. I know. She had the aloe vera uh, plant. Right. From uh, Walkabout, she uses it like toothpaste, which is weird. Yes. And she uses the treatment rashes in solitary, which makes sense. Right. Uh, so, all right, yeah. So, she had other stuff in there. Apparently so. Forgot about that. Yeah. Season one. That was a long Season time ago. One. Apparently... Jack presents Kate some guava seeds, asking what a garden would be without guava. <laughs> I don't <laughs> believe that line was in the show. <laughs> I, you know, we, let's just be honest. We've all asked ourselves that question. What would a garden be without guava? 
And we all come to the same answer. No difference. <laughs> what a garden be like guava. A normal garden. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> I don't know, Jack. What would a car be without guava seeds? I think the answer is the same. Wow. Wow. Yeah, we got to do that rewatch at some point. Yeah. I can't believe this shit they put in. It's weird. <laughs> yeah, they just... They just they what would just a garden be without guava? What the fuck? <laughs> Shut up and start talking about candidates already, all right? Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Jeez. Wow. This is why you guys never found anything out about the island. You're too busy talking <laughs> about guava seeds. <sighs> I'm glad Lassie yeah. to exist to remind us of gems like that. Yeah, yeah. I have to say, you know, when Locke shows up in, in Sun's Garden in this episode, uh, you know, she's obviously startled. But she should be because she was kidnapped from her garden before. That's true. You know? And that yeah. weird episode where it was, what what was it again? It was Charlie. It was Charlie. But he did it. At the behest of Sawyer. But it was Sawyer's idea. Yeah. Because Sawyer wanted to... So what, what was the story where oh, Jack looked bad or something? Uh, no, Charlie, Charlie wanted to make Locke look bad. Okay, that's right. Charlie wanted to make Locke look bad. Yeah, but Sawyer wanted him to do it so they would be afraid of the others and he would get control of the guns. That's what it was. He wanted the guns back. Yeah, so he could be the new sheriff in town for one episode. Mm-hmm. Oh, that was the end of that. He's just yeah. trying to be LaFleur. He, yeah, he was totally... That was the first incarnation of LaFleur. Yeah, yeah. It was very short-lived, but... <laughs> he kept it in his heart, and he, he went back to LaFleur when the time was right. Yeah. In any universe, Sawyer will be LaFleur at some point. That's right. Yeah, you're. I I forgot about yeah that uh oh man that was that was uh that was a weird time in Lost. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they don't do that a lot anymore. The the whole thing where they where they have some uh some mysterious attacker and they don't show who it is. Mm-hmm. And you just have to like guess, you know, and then and then they tell you later like that's I don't know. They used to do that more. I think. I remember they had. Uh, they had Saeed get hit in the head when he was trying to fix the radio. And then, like, years later, we found out it was Locke. Yeah. Yeah, that was that was weird. They pretty much tell us now when people attack people. Yeah, they could have played... They could have kind of tried to play that game with... When, uh... When, when, the, Lock, when the Locks get attacked at, at, at Locke's camp, but, uh... By Widmore's team. But it, it's no point in playing the game at this point. Yeah, yeah, they're not they're not trying to throw out fake mysteries. Oh god, I remember who hit who hit Saeed? Nobody knows. <laughs> yeah. I don't, they didn't even talk about that. I think it was season three before that was revealed. Mm-hmm. And then Locke went to blow up the sub, right? Yeah, exactly. I think he was explaining uh why he wanted to do that or something. 
Yeah, it was somehow related. He didn't want them to leave the island, and so he had to blow up the sub, just like he had to hit Saeed in the head. <laughs> oh, Locke, you were... Oh, yeah. <laughs> you were something back then. You're on the right path. Keep going, buddy. Keep going. <laughs> <sighs> All right. Uh, next scene. Okay. Next scene is Flash Sideways. Jin knocks on the door of Sun's room. Jin tells her he's going to deliver the watch. Sun invites him in. She thinks it's too late to go to the restaurant and that it won't be a problem since the man works for her father. Sun unbuttons the top button on her shirt and asks Jin about the time on the plane when he asked her to button it. Jin says he was worried they were being watched. Sun asks Jin if he wants her to button it now. Jin says no. Sun continues to unbutton her shirt with Jin approving each unbuttoning. They approach each other, and once uh, Sun's shirt is completely unbuttoned, they uh, embrace and descend to the bed for activities that shall not be described. This this is just a total commercial from the fornication suite. <laughs> it really is. <laughs> it's like, it is. It's a commercial for it. <laughs> oh, no, we might get caught. Don't worry. No one's watching. Should I unbutton this? Yes, please. <laughs> The Fornication Suite by, by Hilton. <laughs> the people you don't want to know will never find out. <sighs> yeah, you're right. It was it was strange seeing Sun be all sexy in this uh, in this in this scene. It was uh, you know we don't we don't get a lot of that from Sun. Not uh, at all. Ever. Um, As in ever, exactly. <laughs> Yeah, you're right. I was really shocked by this scene. Yeah, it came out. It just, I, I was like, okay, you. This is not. This is not normal. Sun and Jin stuff. No, it's not. But I, I liked it just from the idea that that you know her that whole button thing, which of course they came back to in LAX, was like the first big you know Sun and Jin thing from right. season one. Yeah. Um, so it was cool that they, they managed to bring that back and, and sort of say something about that. Uh, yeah. Um, and I don't know if we're supposed to believe, if, if we're supposed to revisit, you know, what happened in season one and sort of look at it differently, like, you know, maybe he wasn't being overprotective or, or traditional, but he was just being something else. He mm-hmm. thought, you know, someone was watching or watching them or... Yeah, I don't know how far we're supposed to take it, but um, but I did like that they brought that they 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 were able to play with that. Yeah, yeah, it's nice. That's 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 one of my favorite things about the Flash Sideways. It's really it's really a good way to revisit stuff from uh, from the history of the show and and put a spin on it or say something about it, um, you know, in a context that's not you know just the current timeline. So yeah. they can they can really do interesting things like this, and I, I agree. I like that. It was it was uh, it, it was really. Uh, I I feel like what they're doing is just contrasting. Like the 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 button issue in in this timeline is is uh, is different from what it was in the original. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's that's sort of my takeaway from it. Okay, I see. Um, because basically, because in this timeline they're having this secret affair. And so, you know, Jen is just worried that, you know, that someone's going to see them 
you know, someone's going to see Sun with her shirt unbuttoned next to him and think they're too comfortable with each other or something. He's just paranoid. Mm-hmm. You know, whereas I do think in the original timeline he was supposed to be overprotective. Okay, yeah, that makes sense. Um, so yeah, it's it's. I mean, it's weird. It's like their relationship is a lot better when they didn't get married. Uh oh. <laughs> Seemingly. Uh oh. What are they trying to say here? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I uh, yeah, don't want to draw any conclusions, but uh, just saying. Yeah. Seems a lot healthier than uh than the constant I mean even the even the sort of courtship stuff that they showed in the flashbacks just wasn't as playful, you know, it just seems like they have a better way of interacting with each other. Mhm. You know, than even they did before they got married in the original timeline. Yeah. You know, so I just I don't know. I, I really feel I mean, aside from the fact that Jen's about to get killed uh, you know, just it just seems like this is this is a lot better situation. <laughs> <laughs> you know, just relationship wise, forgetting yeah. about the the other problems. Yeah, it to me it came off like their relationship was was newer. Ah, yes. You know, like they they hadn't been together for as long as they were in the original timeline. Yeah, I think that's I think that's true. Yeah, because presumably it would have taken Jin a while to get from doorman to bodyguard. Mm-hmm. And then it would have taken Jin a while to get from bodyguard to, you know, fornication suite partner. Yeah. <laughs> um, Unless she does this for all the bodyguards. Yeah, I don't know. Does she? <laughs> I don't know. I don't think we're supposed she, to assume that, she, but I'm just saying. She lures them. She lures them out of the country and pretends to want to elope with them. Mm-hmm. But but all the time, it's just you know she just wants to end the relationship, and she knows her dad sent them there to get killed. And oh wow, that's a dark son. <laughs> she doesn't you know she she doesn't want to. It's like a fifth fatal son. Yeah, I know. She doesn't want to deal with the breakup, so she has her. She lets her father. Uh, kill kill her, her boyfriend and just goes after the next bodyguard. Yeah. Wow. Wow. <laughs> yeah, that is Mount Fatal son. I like that. <laughs> I don't think that's what they're doing, but it's interesting. Well, yeah, she try it. Yeah. Alrighty. Okay, so um, let's see. Next scene. Next thing. Okay. Uh, Sun continues to work in her garden. Uh, she cuts her finger, and then Locke startles her. Uh, Sun asks him what he's doing there. Locke tells Sun that Jin is with his people across the island, and he offers to take her there. Sun doesn't believe him and accuses him of killing the people at the temple. Locke says they could have chosen to come with him, and he didn't want to hurt them. Then he says he will not force Sun to do anything. He's asking her to come with him, and Jin is waiting. He offers his hand to her. Sun thinks about it for a moment and runs away. Locke follows. Uh, Let's see. Sun uh, looks behind her um, at Locke uh, to to see how far behind he is and accidentally runs into a tree. (laughs) Oops. Yeah. Man, that was the most comical part of this episode. I know. Uh, every time I see that, I just laugh. I just 
<laughs> me too. I just, why a tree? Why why did you have to run through a tree? It's ridiculous looking. It's just it's like so bad. <laughs> this is like where it's like it'd be different if she ran through a tree in some part of the island she hadn't she wasn't familiar with. But this is, you know, generally speaking, the area she knows the best on the island. Yeah. You know, how to get from the beach to to the, mm-hmm. to, the, to, the to the to the garden. Yeah. Like she should know the best way to get to you know, and just she never she didn't remember that tree thing. It just it was just so bad that it was a so not only what is it bad that it's a tree that she's running from Locke, you know, which good luck, right? Yeah. Uh you know. Uh and um uh why would you run from Smokey too? Yeah. And uh so that's bad. And then she gets hit by the tree, but then what happens because she gets hit by the tree and it's just like, Wow, oh, gosh, that's a lot to take. It is. That's a lot for us to take. Indeed, yeah. Yeah. Um yeah, no, I when they it's there's also something about the pacing. The the way they put in the the transition noise for the flash sideways. Mm-hmm. Like right before she runs into the tree, like somehow yeah. that that makes it feel even weirder. Like, like that's the punchline to this scene that her running into the tree. I just I expect some sort of comical music to come on after she hits the tree. It's so bad. Like it just it just looks silly. I yeah I. <laughs> It'd be different if she tripped and fell. That's to me that's totally possible. Right. You can't really see where you're going. You know, yeah. you're, you're running through tall grass. Right. But but to, but to, but to run into a tree. I don't know. I don't know, son. I don't know. I, I feel like you, you you just wanted an easy out. <laughs> yeah. Like, I can't outrun him, and I don't want to know what happens when he captures me. I'm just going to knock myself out. I don't know. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, I'd like to believe that. It's just, I feel like it's kind of hard to make running into a tree look realistic. Yeah, I agree. You know, it's it's one thing if you're skiing or something and you lose control, but it's like she, I don't know, she she really should have been paying more attention to the forward direction. <laughs> Says her brain, because it's like she should have seen that tree coming. I feel like it wasn't. I mean, it wasn't a huge tree, but it was big enough that you know she must have been looking behind her for a very extended period not to see it. Yeah. So, yeah, I, and yeah, what comes out of it, we'll get to that. That's, mm-hmm. uh, oh, that's another, that's another can of worms. Yeah, it seems like she started, she was looking behind her, and but she wasn't running straight or something. And yeah. So, whatever was in front of her wasn't, and she, anyway, it was, it was, it was, it was a bit much. Yeah. It was definitely a bit much. Um. So what do you think about what do you think about this lock scene? It seems like this is uh kind of a pattern that they're doing this season. Um uh that with these lock like this is just very reminiscent of the scene with Ben. Mm-hmm. Um Lock just shows up, says, you know, he has what son wants, come with me. I think he did that to everybody, right? He yeah. Did that to Sawyer, he did that to Richard. <laughs> Yeah, that's just his yeah. thing, I guess. Yeah. Um, and yeah, so presumably he he really doesn't know, um, as he says, as as no one seems to know who the candidate is. But at the very least, if he gets both of them, he's safe. And mm-hmm. you know, Jen and Son are both more likely to go if the other one's there. Yeah. So you know, that's uh, 
that's that's the motivation. And it's interesting because he's he's telling her the truth. <laughs> he does have mm-hmm. Jed, <laughs> even even though uh, even though she she's maybe correct to be suspicious of him. Yeah. Um. Uh. So if she went with him, she really would get to see Jen. Um. I mean, yeah. supposedly, not really, because he's got kidnapped. But <laughs> as far as Locke knows. Well, I you know I'd say if Locke if Locke would have done his due diligence, then uh, he really should have just brought uh, Jen's wedding ring oh. as proof that Jen was there. But oh wait, maybe that doesn't prove <laughs> prove what you might expect it to prove. Right. Just right. been about that. <laughs> wait a minute, did oh no, doesn't Sun still have that? Yeah, she probably still has it. Okay, I, I lost track of the wedding ring. Yeah, I think I think they haven't seen each other, so yeah, they haven't seen each other since season four. Yeah, that's right. Wow. Yeah. If this was Sawyer, he would have been like, I don't even <laughs> remember what she looks like. <laughs> You're right. You're so right. It's three, it's three years, years enough to forget about someone. <laughs> Yes. Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. Just ask me. Don't ask Juliet. <laughs> yeah, wow. That's right. Not only has it been since season four, but it's been like three years. Mm-hmm. That's a long time. It's a long time. It's a long time. That's that's weird. I don't really use it that way. In the previous scene, when they're talking about waiting for Richard to come back, and Sun gets upset, and she, you know, she throws a knife down, whatever she's doing. Mm-hmm. I'm thinking, oh, okay, she's gonna go storm off and look for Jen herself. She's tired of waiting. She's right. just gonna, you know, because the because the the, the 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 cue for that was, you know, we'll stay here and wait. And right. then she slams her thing, and you think, oh, okay, she's not gonna wait anymore. No, she's just gonna wait by the garden. Right. <laughs> She just didn't want to be around them. She yeah, she's going to wait with them. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'm just like, damn it, son, I thought you were, you know, going to gonna go find Jen now. Right. I thought that, I thought the same thing, especially because that's kind of what Jen does. Exactly. Like you think, oh, they're going to go both look for each other and miss each other or something. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah, they go through this son Jen centric episode, and they still haven't met by the end of it. No. <laughs> <laughs> it's ridiculous. Yeah, and there's people trying to help them meet. There are, exactly. <laughs> it's just, yeah, God, when are they going to, how late are they going to push their meeting to? Is it going to be the finale before they meet? Oh, jeez. Like, I just feel like if they didn't do it in this episode, what episode are they going to do it in besides the finale? Well... <laughs> I don't know. Okay. I mean, I think they'll, they, they, I think they'll meet before the finale. I definitely think they'll meet before the finale because I feel like there's gonna be there's gonna be stuff going on where right it, we we're not gonna have time for Sun and Jen to have a reunion. Um, hopefully, hopefully there'll be bigger things going on. So mm-hmm. I, I think they'll meet pretty soon. I mean, all that needs to happen is for. Uh, didn't uh, so is Richard and those guys? I forget what what are their what are their plans now? Aren't they going to go to Widmore to the Hydra Island? Or well, go I guess 
it gets a little confusing to me, but initially, yeah, they're that's where they're gonna go. Okay. So that's where you know, that's where Jen is. Right, that's true. That's true. That's a setup. That's definitely a good setup for them to meet. Yeah. So that that's probably at least in part why they put him over there. Yeah. So you're yeah, so they, they very well could meet pretty soon. I'm just kind of surprised they didn't do it in this episode. Mm-hmm. Um, well, they did do it in this episode, but now <laughs> they do it, you're talking about it. <laughs> Wow. Yikes. Um, <laughs> move right along. Okay. Uh, so, yeah, Locke says that he promised that they, that they would be reunited. Um which he's trying to keep his promise. Apparently so. Still think he's the bad guy? No, I'm kidding. <laughs> um, so he doesn't take Sun against her will with him. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, and as he says, before she gets knocked down, before the chase, you know, I would never make you do anything against your will. I'm asking you to come with me. So he's got this weird thing, and I guess it's back to choice, to where if these candidates don't choose to come with him, and I think that you know, I think that that's important. That I agree. He can't just force them to come with him. Yes. Yeah. 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 Because I feel like I feel like um, Smokey is not like Jacob, and that he just has this, you know, ideological commitment to allowing people to make choices. I feel like if he if he could if he could force them, he would. That's what I was going to ask. So do you think it's more of a function of the rules? And, I, you know, lowercase r rules, not the rules that you're talking about, but just in terms of how this has to work out. Um, so you think it's more it's more of – you think it's more of that than of his character and wanting to give them the option? Yes, I do. I do. Yeah. I, really, I really think that he wants to go home. That's his main goal. I don't think he's – I don't think I think he's you know he's opposed to Jacob in general on on issues like that and Jacob was very much the give you the choice guy and so so I really think that if he could not give him the choice um, he would and he I think he's obligated to do that for some reason hmm. such as the rules or you know whatever you know whatever is sort of governing why he has to round up the candidates and you know why he has to proceed in this particular way yeah. I, I, d- I don't think that's that's I mean it might be but I I want to I really feel like that's more of a Jacob thing. The whole choice thing. Yeah. Yeah. And maybe that's I mean, why he... it's part of the rules. Mhm. Okay. I mean, it'd be interesting if it really were a part of his character, because that would be something he has in common with Jacob. Yeah, I mean, he's definitely been consistent. I would say the big difference would be, you know, what we saw the Man in Black do with with uh, with Richard. Um, you know, he sort of was obviously trying to trick him into killing Jacob. Yeah. Uh, but you know when. Uh, uh, again, like I, I, he's just, he's just been very consistent uh, in general. I think uh, at least 
the man in black looking like Locke has been very consistent in how he approaches people. So I, I feel like it is. It does have to do with um, with just the rules on how he has to leave, uh, yeah. or how he can leave. But but I feel like if that's true, but I feel like he he sort of his niceness or whatever you want to call it, generalize it as is is part of that too. So I feel like if it just I feel like if this isn't in his character to do it, then you lose you lose some of his character. Ah, uh, you know, because he's so forthcoming, generally speaking, all the time. I feel like that's part of his character. You know, he he told Richard, you know, I wouldn't I wouldn't have lied to you about this and that. You know, Jacob's all like giving you the choice, but he doesn't give you all the information. You know, uh, and so with Smokey, it's like. You know, he seems to be about the choice too, but also he'll try to give you the information you need. At least he says he would. He tells Richard that. Right. And he has told other people, you know, what the what what the circumstances were too. I see. Yeah, I mean, maybe he just. But he that's just, why I feel like it's part of his character, but maybe he just thinks people make the wrong choices, but he thinks they should have the choice. Mm-hmm. You know. I mean, it's, it's possible, you know, for him to still yeah, be... Yeah, I think, yeah. I do think, I mean, I do think in a way it is part of his character. For whatever reason he's doing it, I, I do think it's a part of his character. Mm-hmm. Um, I guess I just, I really want to say that he cares more about going home and leaving the island than he does about some ideological commitment to choice. Yeah, but he, uh, but I mean, you would agree he's got his own ideological beliefs right he does yeah yeah i just i just think his desire to go home and leave oh is is more important to him than those things yeah and so so what i'm saying is i feel like if he if he had a way you know where he could just snap them all up and leave without this choice thing if he could just force them you know knock them all out and pop them on the plane and fly out of there i think he Mm -hmm. would do it i i can't imagine him not doing it just out of you know just out of his own ideology yeah you know i don't i just i can't quite buy that but i'll buy that you know in general he's disposed that way hmm yeah We'll see. We'll see what's up with the old man in black. Yeah, I think we will. I think we will. Um, all right. Anything else with this scene? Um let's see. Uh yeah, that's I made this I, I so when Sun Sun cuts her finger and Locke arrives, um Probably a coincidence, mm-hmm. but um, uh, the other thing I wanted to know was that uh, there were, there was actually a deleted scene in the Ben episode um, right before he he arrives, where uh, where I think Alana um, like punches Ben in the face or something, um, and he has these wounds that you can see when when Locke shows up. They just they just mm-hmm. cut the scene out uh, where that happens. Um, I didn't really notice, but I, I read about it. Um, so I don't know, like that, that's sort of what fueled my wondering about Jen and like, if he's got some weird thing with like wounds, you know, if he's attracted to wounds or something. (laughs) Um, 
Yeah, I don't know. I don't know if I would. Uh, I, I feel like he's got a motive for all those people, uh, you know, especially when he shows, when the, the two cases where he shows up to people out of the blue, he's, he's there to, 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 to recruit them. So Right, right. Yeah, I feel like it's just a coincidence. Okay. Yeah, I agree, I think, and yet, I don't know. I was just, I, I'm somehow wanting, I'm, I guess I'm wanting to really, I'm wanting to understand the sickness more, and I'm wanting somehow to tie that in. It's, it's, it's a long shot. I, I agree. It's, Probably just a coincidence. Yeah. Um, I think he would have shown up there if Son didn't, you know, if she hadn't cut her hand. So. Of course, he was go- he was clearly going to get her anyway. Yeah. So uh, you're you're right. You're right. Um. Okay. So next scene. Mhm. Okay. Uh, the next scene is flash sideways. Uh, Son wakes up in bed with Jen. Son suggests to Jen that they run away. She tells Jen that she has an account. Jen realizes this was her plan all along. Son is about to tell Jen something when there's a knock at the door. Jen hides in the bathroom while Son answers the door. The door knocker turns out to be Martin Kimi. Kimi invites himself in. All right. So this is the scene that I alluded to before about Mm -hmm. uh, a little bit of evidence in terms of uh, which which one, Son or, Son or Jin, is the candidate. Yes. Okay. In this scene, um, when it first starts, when Son and Jin are in bed, if you if you look at the scene, you'll notice that Jin is in the sunlight and Son is in the shadow. <laughs> okay. As they lay in the bed. Mm-hmm. That's all I got. That makes you think Jin is the candidate? <laughs> <laughs> yep. Oh, wow. That's all I got. Hey. Well, what do you have? <laughs> I was gonna say something about all this, uh, all this, you know, having an account and wanting to elope, and you know, somehow tying mm-hmm. that in with, you know, knowing English or not, and mm-hmm. the time travel, and you know, all frivolous, all frivolous, all frivolous. I it's all about where that sunlight goes. <laughs> no, I just thought it was interesting that uh, that they lit the scene that way with her her just completely in shadow and him like bathing in sunlight. And mm-hmm. uh, our, hey, I don't know. I don't know if that means anything. It probably doesn't. But um, just thought I'd bring it up. That's interesting. I I definitely did not notice that. Now I am gonna have to look at that scene. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Check it out. Yeah. Um. Let me. Uh see here and speakers down okay let's see uh where does that scene start right here uh oh i see yeah you're right yeah the sun comes in uh and it's over on his side i see wow oh good catch so it either means something or it means nothing. So uh, <laughs> you're right. It is one of those two things. <laughs> That's a good theory. Yep. Yep. I really like those theories that just can't be wrong. Can't be. My favorite. Um, it's, like, it's like binary. One. One or zero. Mhm. Exactly. Um, uh, yeah. So let's see. Um, oh right. So the thing, the thing I was gonna say, um, since 
apparently neither Sun nor Jin speak English. Um, you know, the original reason Sun learned English was because she was going to run away from Jin on her own um, and, uh, you know, go to the U.S., and so she'd have to speak English. Um, so, you know, since they found out here, she's sort of still planning to do that, but this time she's going to run away with Jin instead of away from him. Um, you know, there still would be some kind of motivation to, to learn English. The best thing I can throw out there is that, you know, since they're together, um, you know, there's there's less of it since she's not going to be on her on her own. There's there's less of a impetus to 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 need to learn the language. Yeah, I would I would agree with you, but I would say I would go back a little further and say you know the reason that she learns English isn't specifically because she was planning to run away to America was specifically because she got involved with Jay. Oh, that's who's, right. I forgot that was connected who, to that. Yeah, that's the guy who taught her English, and then they started having an affair, and I think they started having an affair because she was unhappy with her marriage to Jin. So I think all of those things, you know, are related. Are I forgot. See, the, pro- the problem I'm having is that we initially learned about her running away and and her learning English before we learned about Jay. Yeah. So I'm I'm getting mixed up what the order was. But yeah, you're right. Jay was the one that taught her English first and mm-hmm. really that was that kind of was a sort of thinly veiled excuse for them to see each other. Yeah. At the in the fornication suite, no doubt. In the, <laughs> <laughs> right. Uh, the uh, the Korean branch uh yeah. edition of the fornication suite. The the Peck Hotel fornication suite. <laughs> yes. Um we're gonna need two rooms. Really? We just want one, buddy. <laughs> right. Uh, you have to whisper that part. Um, mm-hmm. So, yeah. Um, so I think that, you know, it has, I think it says a lot about the fact that she doesn't speak English, I think, has, to me, in my opinion, has more to do with, uh, you know, what am I trying to say? Uh, the fact that she didn't more Jay. to do with Jay, yeah. And either either they never met, or they met, and she was teaching. He was teaching her a little English, and it never really, you know, got further than that. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, um, but I would say, I would say, you know, for simplicity's sake, maybe they just never met. You know, she had, uh, and I, I, if I remember correctly, her mother or something set them up. Something yes, like that. That's right. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, her mother. And I, I think I think Jay's parents knew each other or something, yeah. and they they collaborated and, and set them up. Was um, so she wasn't married to Jen at that point then. No, okay. no, she hadn't even met Jen yet. She hadn't met him yet. So wait no. a minute. So okay, so the idea is that Sun and Jay met before she met Jen. Right. And Sun was learning English, and she kept seeing him after she was seeing Jin. Yes. Okay, but yes. now, but were were they ever married when she was seeing Jay? Yes. Okay. Yes. So she yeah, was, basically, she, like she she initially she was disappointed to learn that 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 Jay was in love with someone in America or something, and that that was what yes. led to her meeting Jen originally. But I think the idea is that at some point they reconnected or something. I don't remember what the details were, but it was while she was married to Jen. I think, you know, basically out of dissatisfaction with 
the marriage to Jim and, you know, remembering, you know, Jay and, you know, they, they sort of hit it off when they originally met. So, I, I you know, so and she knew that he, he knew English, and I think that became sort of the ruse for them to get together. Yeah, okay. I was looking at his wiki, his last Wikipedia page. So, yeah, so this says Mr. Peck found out about the affair. That's true. Yeah. And, uh, and, and you know, Jen was going to go deliver a message. Yeah, he walked you know. in. He walked in on them. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. In um, the Glass Ballerina, I think. Yeah, so this is all very familiar, very similar to what's going on here. Yes. Uh, I guess you're supposed to know not to uh, diddle the boss's daughter. Oh, that's right. He, sent, he actually sends Jen to yes. kill the guy. He's in Jen and killed Jay, yeah. And then, but Jen doesn't do it. He just tries to scare him and tell him, so, tells him to leave. Mm-hmm. And, but then Jay like kills himself. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I forgot. All right. So this is actually consistent with with Mr. Peck hasn't changed much. He has not changed one bit. Maybe he's evil incarnate. <laughs> <laughs> Good point. Uh, but yeah, it's definitely it's definitely uh, consistent here. That's interesting. And apparently, yeah, the whole thing with the pearls, and I guess he wanted Son to come with him to uh, to America. Yes. Yikes. Um. Okay, so that's one big difference then is this whole J factor. Yeah. 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 So it sounds like basically Jin. Jen is playing the role of Jay in this story. Mm-hmm. Son's just not married. He's just not married, yeah. She's not married. And, I mean, Mr. Peck was really hard on Jen, even though he, he let him marry Son, but, you know, he you know, wouldn't let them go on a honeymoon. He made Jen do all these horrible jobs for him. It, it was, you know, it was this, it was this very... Um, you know, he was he was micromanaging their marriage basically. Yeah. So, um and he just I don't know, he really didn't like that affair. <laughs> <laughs> so in the original timeline, was Sun uh sorry, was Jin just delivering a wash or was there money involved also? I don't remember. Uh, I think as far as we know it was just a watch. Okay. I I don't believe there was money involved in the original timeline. So I want you know I want to I want to think that that Peck would want uh, Jen dead in that timeline too. But maybe since he's working for him, he feels like he has him under control or something. Yeah, something like that. I I want to say. Um, and of course, like Jen isn't deceiving him in the way he is in this timeline. Yeah. You know, he he knows Jen's married to Son, so yeah. it's not it's not the same kind of situation, but I could still see him. I mean, he definitely didn't like Jen. And they did have that weird scene I remember from Exodus where they had that guy approach Jen in the airport in Sydney and and tell him, you know, he was being watched and mm-hmm. you know, um that's right. Actually, Jen was planning for them to elope <laughs> in in the original timeline. Like he oh, was, really? he was going to use that trip as the opportunity for them to run away. Yeah, yeah, that's right. While even at the same time, Sun was going to leave him before they even left. 
Oh, that was the whole that was the whole tragic the tragic irony was that was that she was gonna leave she the the trip to America she was gonna leave Jen even though this was he was gonna use it as a chance for them to, to be together right to and to get out from under the thumb of her dad yeah yeah you know I'm just gonna say this I've said it many times before but but the couple in relationships you know need to communicate that's all I'm gonna say. <laughs> Wise words. Communication is key. We we could all do well to listen to those. We could. We could do well for that. So. Yeah, this is really making me real. Just like we talked about in the in the Sawyer episode, like there's just so much on these characters. Yeah, there's it's, so much. There's a lot going on there. I really didn't think there was that much to it, but there really is a lot of details there. Yeah, there's a lot of little things. Lot of little things. Um, oh, and I just wanted to point out, I didn't mention it in my recap, but Sun looks at herself in the mirror um, for just a little bit too long. What? <laughs> what does that mean? Uh, it means, it means, you know, she's she's just. Essentially, she's just checking herself in the mirror before she answers the door. But she she looks at herself in the mirror a little bit too long for that. There's some, there's something that happens when she looks at herself in the mirror, and I think the mirror thing in this um, in this alternate timeline is a is a recurring motif. Yeah. Okay. That's what you mean. Um, yeah. Yeah. She she seemed to notice something uh, when she's looking in the mirror. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Some something beyond just how her hair looks. Mhm. Flat. No, I'm kidding, son. <laughs> uh, so, so Jen goes in the bathroom, and yeah, then Kimmy's at the door. Yeah, I'm glad they didn't they didn't try to play that game of guess who's at the door. Oh you yeah, know, we we heard his voice, and then they cut to him pretty quickly. And yeah, it wasn't like they're trying to pretend like we don't know he's around. Yeah, disguise his voice and hello, hello Miss Peck. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, no, I agree. It was it was just they just went straight for who it is. Mm-hmm. I agree. Yeah, it's 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 nice. They they've kept that to a bare minimum this season. Yeah, yeah. It's uh, it's nice to have Kenny back. Kimmy is Kimmy gets a lot of screen time in this uh in this episode. Yeah, yeah he does. I, I I thought I thought the thing with Saeed was kinda all you know, the most you're gonna get from Kimi. I didn't really expect him to play a big role like this. Uh yeah. I guess I knew he had to get involved in this story, but I didn't really realize how much Kimi we'd get. Um, like I feel like we've gotten as much Kimi in this sideways timeline as we got, you know, in season four. Like we've gotten we've got as much Kimi in the sideways as we've gotten some main characters. Yeah. You know. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, it's like like a Hurley or something. Yeah. I mean, he's he's way up there. It's 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 so strange to get so much Kimi. Yeah. I I I, I have, have to believe he brought him back, but anyway, what were you saying? I have to believe it's it's partly due to the what what science calls the Michael Emerson effect. Oh uh, yes, you know I think they I think they really like Michael Duran and uh, and they they keep giving him stuff to do. Yeah, yeah, that's probably right. 
Yeah, because his egg scene was so short, but here he gets multiple scenes. He gets a long monologue. It's it's mm-hmm. really uh, you feel like you get to know this Kimi, and this Kimi is a little different from the island Kimi. Yeah, he's still dangerous. He's still scary, but he's uh he he's got a somewhat different personality. Well, he's not. You know, he's not hell bent on accomplishing. You know. A specific mission. Yeah. Uh, he's just sort of this is just like everyday Kimi or something. This is yeah. Like, this isn't you know uh, black ops Kimi. Oh okay. Where he's gonna you know where he's prepared to strap you know a, a, a transmitter to his arm so he can you know blow up some some uh, dynamite. <laughs> right. You know what I mean. Right. Blow up the freighter that he came on. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> what the fuck, Kimi? <laughs> That was a crazy move. That was a weird move. What's 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 stranger? Why Locke blew up the sub or why Kimi blew up the freighter? <laughs> That's a good what question. They're really similar. It's, yeah. I don't know. I don't know. See, in Kimi's case, like basically the reason why he would have wanted to do it comes into play without his knowledge. Mhm. You know, like he ends up being able to use it, but he didn't know that before. You know, when he actually set it up, so it's like he just kind of lucks out. In last case, I don't know what the fuck he was doing. He doesn't either. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He just seemed like he was just blowing up stuff. Yeah, that's all he had back then. I mean, I guess that's supposed to be in line with he didn't he didn't think anyone was supposed to leave. Yeah, he didn't think anyone was supposed to leave. Yeah. <laughs> which is which is why he left. Which is why he left. Yeah, because they weren't <laughs> supposed to leave. They weren't supposed to leave. I need to go. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I I. Uh, All right. Well. So. um... Uh, did I? Did you want to say anything else about this scene? Uh, no. I mean, this is a scene where, yeah, Sun says she's got an account and they can they can leave. Right. Um. That's about it, right? Any any other? Any yeah. Other yeah. We we return to this scene more or less later. Yeah. So we'll get more. Um. Oh, I guess she says. Uh, he says, I love you, and she says, good, there's something you need to know. And I guess this is when she was going to tell him she's pregnant. I think so, yeah. I didn't really catch that until the second time, but, yeah, I think that's the idea. Yeah, and then there's a knock at the door. Look at that. Mm-hmm. That's not cliche. Not at all. <laughs> it's like fate knocked at the door. It's fate. Down from Canada. Mm-hmm. All right. I'm ready for the next scene. Okay, the next scene, uh, back on the island, Ben finds Sun passed out by the tree. Sun wakes up. Uh, Sun tries to tell Ben what happened, but she speaks Korean. Ben asks her to speak English. Uh, she says that Locke did this to her. Yeah, well, that that's a name that does not need translating. <laughs> 
Oh, that's what I was going to say earlier. I noticed uh, in the in the seduction scene, it was it was sent. Sin and Jun with Sun and Jin. Uh, there is some sin in that scene, I think. <laughs> <laughs> Not any Jun, but there's some sin. <laughs> um, yeah, that's good. Um, uh, you know, when she says, uh, "You think I came here just to just to go sh-, like?" You find out that the Korean word for shopping is just shopping. Oh, really? oh that's funny. <laughs> yeah, I like that. That's clearly uh, that's clearly a concept that was imported. Yeah, because in Korea you do, there is no shopping. There was no shopping. Like, what is this thing? We need a word. Shopping. Okay. <laughs> oh man, that's how it happened. Exactly. Yeah, I just like that. I like it when uh, when you hear uh, uh, another language and it's just some some English word just gets thrown in there. Yeah. It's it sticks out. Yeah. I I have to imagine it's somewhat similar when when we have you know other you know foreign words in, in mm-hmm. English just to sort of normally use right and I, and I wonder if that would stick out to that to the speaker of that language or something like if I said rendezvous mm-hmm. you know not that I'm pronouncing it like the French would but right I wonder if they go oh look they couldn't come up with a word for rendezvous so they just <laughs> took our word you know, like, right right like. You know, meeting people didn't exist. So, uh, mm-hmm. what did they use before that? Oh, well, there was no word before that. Yeah, right. Or like uh, deja vu. Mhm, mhm. Yeah, there was just no, there was no word for that. We couldn't, yeah, <laughs> couldn't come up with a native word for that. Yeah, uh, presumably that's true. English has a ton of loan words too, so it probably happens a lot. Yeah. So, you know, we take, we give. It's all a balance. It's all a balance. Uh, so, yeah, Sun hits her head and wakes up, and she uh, cannot speak English. Yes. <laughs> um, yeah. WTF. <laughs> um, uh, I don't even have any jokes. This okay. Is, this is already, it's too funny for me to make any jokes. <laughs> <laughs> You're right. Sometimes things you know, are, yeah, just inherently so humorous that you just can't squeeze any more humor any, out of them. Yeah, any joke I would make would just de- de- diminish the, the the level of humor here. I don't know what what's going on, but it's definitely not a contrivance. I can tell you that. <laughs> are you sure about that? <laughs> I'm 100 percent sure it's not a contrivance. Okay. Okay. All right. Well, you're more sure than I am. Uh, no, it's definitely contriving. Um. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know what the whole point of this was, but I think it does have something to do with the flash sideways and and the lack of English being spoken there. Right. Uh, I feel like there's some connection. I will, I I hope there's a connection because mm-hmm. uh, that that's the best reason I can think of for them to do this. Yeah. Because um, if they just did this to sort of trump up a little contrived drama, you know, that's uh, that's come on, guys. Yeah. <laughs> really. I just yeah I um uh I I want to connect it as well I I I'm, I'm that's what I'm thinking. It's also kind of interesting that um, just symmetrically I think you know at this point we're uh, this is episode ten I think we're 
mm, about six episodes from the end, maybe seven, uh, including the finale. Um, and it was uh, it was episode six of season one um, where we learned that Sun could speak English. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So it's just sort of like we're going back to the beginning somehow. Yeah. Uh, I have a crackpot theory. Okay. Um, which I guess means it'll it might leak out of the pot since the pot is cracked. <laughs> okay. So let me say it quickly before it spills everywhere. I guess. Please, please. I don't um, like I don't like cracked pots. I only like overflowing pots. <laughs> so you wanted to spill in some fashion. Yes, yes. Just not uh, out the side. That's not, not fun. All right. Um. I'm thinking, in terms of how the side, Flash Sideways are related to the main timeline, I'm wondering if it's something, because Sun hits her head, and then she can't speak English. Uh, I just got to say that again. <laughs> okay. And uh, When you and say it like that, it's just, it's hard to not laugh. <laughs> and the Sun and the Flash Sideways can't speak English. So I'm wondering if the big connection there is somehow the the difference in the consciousness between the two sons, and if we throw a little flashes before your eyes in terms of consciousness time traveling, I'm wondering if there's some way that their consciousness uh, is, is somehow connected between the timelines. Okay. So so I'm envisioning something along the lines of. You know, maybe if they get off the island, if the if the six get off, then what happens is their consciousness from the main timeline shifts to the Flash sideways consciousness, and they have both. They have memories of both. Oh, okay. Then. Just like the the Flash's thing. Just like the Flash's thing. Yeah. Okay. And then that way you have the Losties from the main timeline and the bodies of the Losties in the Flash Sideways who now know they need to, you know, whatever, get back to the island ah, or, I see. Or, or stop Smokey or Okay, that's whatever. how they figure that out. Yeah. I see, yeah. Okay, that's interesting. Wow, that'd be so, crazy. Something, yeah, it is pretty crazy. It's it's crackpot. It's got a couple cracks in it, but yeah, uh, it, it, I, I feel like they, I feel like that this whole consciousness traveling might be the key to understanding what's going on here, since we've seen an example of that before. That's true. That's true. And guess who's back? Guess who's back? Indeed, I was. Gonna... <laughs> <laughs> yes, the the patron saint of consciousness traveling. <laughs> yes, Saint Desmond. <laughs> Yeah, St. Desmond of Scotland. <laughs> yeah, um I you know, that's uh, that's for a crockpot theory, uh it it seems pretty reasonable. Yeah. I would say. It's 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 not too cracky. Not too cracky. <laughs> little, when they little, say little, cracky. little potty, not so very potty. <laughs> <laughs> Well, um, that's because I feel like this. I, I feel like you know, like I said, that was kind of that's kind of the the theory that just sprang my head in terms of sun losing her consciousness and what that might mean, and yeah, and, and that being the connection between uh, you know between the two sons, you know, which makes me think if if Jack hit his head, he might go, 
oh man, I have a sign. <laughs> right. I don't know. But, you know. Yeah. I'm joking, but I don't. I don't know what the analogous <laughs> thing would be for other people. I really want to hear that line. Oh man, I have a son. <laughs> And I'm an awesome dad because I order pizza for dinner. <laughs> That's right. That's right. Listen, you're not a, you're just not a cool dad unless you 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 order pizza. Mm-hmm. You know. That's true. That's true. He'll he'll have to love me. I brought pizza. I brought pizza. He's a teenage kid. What else? What else can I do? It's a good point. I think it worked in the end. I think it did too. Hey, David came home, right? He did. He did, and they were so gonna eat pizza. They were gonna eat that pizza, even if it was old. That's right. <laughs> uh, all right. Well, keep keep that crackpot theory in mind. There might be other things along the way that uh, that uh, either you know throw it out or clarify it. So. Yeah. Yeah. I I think a consciousness traveling connection kind of theory, I I, will, I feel like something like that should work. I I can't mm-hmm. uh, the the details are hard to work out at this point. And but fitting the sun thing into that, like it kind of seems like in that case it's sort of alternate sun coming, you know, getting getting inside the head of island sun. Mm-hmm. You know, um, of course she still you know she still remembers Jack and she can still understand English and so there's still like the original son there but somehow somehow the language part uh, gets affected it's it's some yeah. some little bleed over I I I think uh, that, that that seems kind of plausible yeah uh, we'll see what happens we will I think I hope um. Okay, so um, are you ready for the next scene? I am. Okay, in the next scene, Locke returns to his camp to find everyone passed out on the ground. Locke wakes up Saeed. Saeed says they were attacked, but he doesn't know by whom. Locke asks, where is Jin? And then we cut to Jin, but I'll, I'll stop there. We can okay. continue. Okay, because this is this is basically ex- what exhibitional. Is, what did Saeed say mean when he said we were attacked? <laughs> yeah, there's nothing here to talk about. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yeah, very transitional. Um, okay, we cut to Jin. Uh, he wakes up in a chair in a room filled with speakers and with a screen facing the chair. We realize this is room 23. Jin tries the door, but it's locked. Um, he throws a switch on the wall in the Room 23 video and sound presentation comes on. Then Jen flips the switch again and the show stops. Then Zoe enters. Uh, she tells Jen that uh, Dharma is doing experiments on subliminal messaging in this room. Jen tries to leave, so Zoe tasers him. Then she shows Jen a map that Dharma used to identify pockets of electromagnetism. She wants help from Jin Su Kwan, whose signature is apparently on the map. Jin tells her if she wants answers, he wants to talk to Charles Widmore. Zoe informs Jin that Widmore would also like to talk to him. Boom. Lost. Lost. (laughs) Yeah, such a great... Every other scene is really... They could end the episode with, almost. (laughs) Um... 
So, you know, the first thing is, uh, say what you will about the, the brainwashing room, but it looks like it would make a great uh, home theater Home setup. theater? Oh, yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. man, it's like, what, a 20.1 sound system there? <laughs> There's only one subwoofer. There's always the one sub. You can't do anything about that. Uh, <laughs> but there's 20 speakers. But there's 20 speakers, surround sound, uh, and, you know, a nice a nice recliner chair in front of a big screen. It doesn't look like it's 1080p, but you can, mm-hmm. you know, you can get something else in there pretty easily. Oh, yeah. Know? Yeah. Uh, Absolutely. Retrofit it. Yeah, yeah. But uh, I don't know. Yeah, it was, probably it, built, it was probably built in the 70s, so, you know, they did the best they could. Yeah. But it's it's a great, uh, I mean, it's really a theater room for one, but I guess you could I guess you could pull that chair out of there and uh, make it a little more hospitable. But, yeah. uh, but I totally agree. I, that's what I kind of thought when I saw the speakers on the wall. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, man, yeah. You could just watch stuff in here. <laughs> <laughs> and be brainwashed. And be brainwashed. Um... So, yeah, let's talk about room 23. Um, okay. Which is this room, right? Yes. Now, this was supposed to be the room they had Walt in, right? Uh, is that right? I guess it is. Which they, I definitely, didn't think was... they definitely had Carl in there. Yeah. I guess, okay, I, guess, the... I guess Walt might have been in there in that uh, Mobisode. Yeah, in the Mobisode, wasn't it room 23? It was called room 23, so presumably it had something to do with it. And and, they, and that's the room they had Walt in, and you see, like, you see the room, but you don't see, you, obviously you don't see him in there. Right. Um, it's implied, I guess, that he's in but there. But I never, I never thought it was this room. Oh, really? I ne- no, yeah, I never thought he was in the brainwashing room. I thought they had Walt in some other room doing other experiments. Oh, actually, I guess I agree. I, I never thought of... What can I say? I never thought of where they had... I knew room 23 was the brainwashing room, and I knew they had Walt in room 23, but I never imagined Walt in the brainwashing room. Now, I blame your brain for that one, all right? You know, I know that's you, just a logical inference. Your brain, I, your brain should have made that connection for you, and the fact that it didn't, says, you know, I think, you know, that's, that's your brain. That's not your fault. That's your brain's fault. Okay, good. That's what I'll, I'll blame my brain then. Yeah, blame your brain, because, yeah, your brain should have made that connection. Let's see. Something's in room 23. This thing is in is, is room 23. That something is in room 23. That's Yeah. The brain is usually good at doing that. Right. Um, That's pretty much like a logic 101 problem. Yeah, exactly. But uh, sometimes sometimes it misses that. My brain missed it, too. Uh, mm-hmm. Although, I, although my defense is, my brain's defense is, I don't remember thinking that the brainwashing room was room 23. Oh, I didn't okay. think we knew what room number that was. Yeah, they showed it when uh, when Sawyer and Kate went in there to rescue Carl. Mm, okay. You, you see the 23 on the door. Um. Okay, that makes sense. Uh, so anyway, I just wanted to bring that up. Uh, the other thing I wanted to bring up, uh, which I think it's weird that they have Walt in here. Um, I do too. Yeah, that's why I didn't think it was. I didn't think Walt was in here. I never. Yeah, we never mentioned. Yeah, remember that time they were brainwashing Walt? <laughs> right. Exactly. Yeah, we never talked about that. That's just not what I imagined. I, yeah. I, I imagined they made him take tests and stuff, like he said, not not mm-hmm. that they tried to brainwash him. Yeah, and I remember from that Mobisode, it was like, uh, you, you heard, like, noises and stuff going on. Like, I just remember getting the sense he was, like, wasn't he, like, throwing things around with his mind or something? Like, yeah. there was weirdness going on in that room. Yeah, they they go outside, and you see there's, like, a pile of dead birds. 
um, yeah, that's what it was. The lying on the ground, and Juliet confronts Ben about it. Oh man, forgot about forgot about the bird. I knew it yeah. was something. Uh, uh, I remember you told you said uh, at one point. I think it was this season, or maybe it was off. The, I don't even remember that the idea that Walt. Uh, the thing with the birds was like the birds were drawn to Walt. Yeah, so that's what I remember seeing on one of the official podcasts with Carlton and Damon. They oh, were, that's where you got it. They okay. were explaining that he didn't necessarily make the birds come to them, but it was just sort of like it, it's, it's something like it. It was more the fact that the bird died because there was a wall in between them. Mm-hmm. You know, like it, like the bird was just trying to get close to Walt or something right, like that. Right, right. And so maybe that's what happened with the polar bear as well. Oh, the the one that attacked him. Yeah, something like that. Yeah, although it was really trying to kill him. It did uh, seem like it was trying to kill him, but you know, it has to get close to kill him. It does have to get close. <laughs> Uh, all right, well, just wanted to bring that up. So back to yeah. the end, um, I had something about this. Uh, did I, what was I going to say about Jen in this room? Oh, no, I was going to say something else about room 23. So this is where they brainwashed Carl. Right. Uh, or attempted to. Yeah, it didn't seem. Oh, to take. so so yeah, so okay. I wanted to revisit that because that whole thing was Ben's overreaction to to Carl dating Alex. Right. Right. Like he thought she, he thought uh, he was going to get her pregnant. Yes. <laughs> um, and um, so originally, I think we thought uh, that that video was something Ben had made up. Mm-hmm. Uh, but now that we now we know that the whole brainwashing thing was specifically a Dharma thing. Yes. I don't think before we had clarity that it was a, a Dharma project. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And it seemed like Ben just showed Carl whatever Dharma video was around. <laughs> like apparently so. Even though, even it, had though some, it, it had that even Jacob reference. Jacob. Yeah. yeah. So I don't I don't know what to make of that. Yeah, it's very strange. Very strange. I I think there's there's a certain amount of blurring about the others and Dharma sometimes. Mm-hmm. You know, it kind of reminds me of how at the temple, you know, the water bottles with Dharma logos on them. Like sometimes it just sometimes it just seems like it seems like they don't distinguish between the two very well. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it does. I mean, okay. Like I, I always assumed that yes, uh, Dharma built this place, so they used this room in some way. But I guess I imagine that Ben had crafted a video specifically for Carl. Yeah. You know, and and made and made use of it. So I did imagine that this was a Dharma created room, you know, with that purpose in mind. But that Ben had utilized it for his own purposes. But it does seem like he just he just threw in whatever was lying around. And hopes that somehow that would make Carl not want to get Alex pregnant. I, I don't really know how that works. <laughs> it would confuse his genitals so much they'd become useless. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> hey guys, I don't know what to do now. <laughs> don't ask me who's talking. Don't ask me who it's talking to. <laughs> uh. But that's what I heard them say. Um, all right. 
Yeah, I don't know what was supposed to happen. <laughs> I like that. That's a good thing. Um, yeah, I don't. I don't think it worked. Whatever was supposed to happen. But yeah, there was there was there was glimpses of like the DeGroots and Hanzo or something in that video, and so mm-hmm. obviously it was it was just a Dharma video. But but why Ben would show that to Carl again? Uh, uh, there's only one explanation I could come up with, and you heard it already. So <laughs> yeah, well, I think that's what we're gonna have to go with. It seems to be the best working theory. <laughs> I see that I see that appearing on the the uh the Lost Slowdown highlights already. <laughs> yep. <laughs> if it, if it doesn't it, it it will be uh it will be a grave disappointment. Yeah, no, it'll I'm sure it'll be on there. Uh so all right. Um I just think it's weird that that you know it, it's strange or interesting or something that in season six we're getting this extra bit of info about this one room that was they taught you know this one instance that they used it uh it's like we never saw Dharma use it like that you right know? uh so it's weird that three seasons later we're getting we're getting this weird little detail about about the room twenty three that we didn't even know we should be asking. Yeah, it's like all the. So I feel like there's a there's a there's a specific percentage of information that we know about loss and in terms of what happened and why Mm -hmm. that's just wrong. Yeah, you know there's this percentage that like we're just we're just misinformed or we're not connecting the dots the right way. You know, and it's and I think at the end of the day that percentage is going to be still you know fairly unchanged because there's going to be stuff they don't ever address again. Right. So it's just interesting to, to see, you know, if you would have asked me before what Room 23 was, I would have told you something a lot different. Well, not a lot different, but somewhat different than what I would say now. So yeah, uh, it's interesting that uh, a little change can do that, and it's, uh, you know, a lot of little things. So a lot of little changes to a lot of little things adds up. Right, right. I mean, there's just so many details. They've they've got a pretty big story, and so uh, there's definitely a lot that – they haven't filled in and we just mm-hmm. have to fill it in ourselves. And yeah, some of that stuff's going to be wrong. Yeah. I, uh, I, I also want to say, you know, it's a little weird to have this here to me, I guess, because, um, you know, the hydro station seems to be a zoological kind of research station. Like that's how it's built at least, you know, it's got mm-hmm. the polar bear cages and the shark, uh, shark, what do you call them? Tank. Uh, Shark Tank, thank you. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, um, um, but I guess again, maybe I can throw that to Dharma had that weird thing where they would, where like like at the orchid, where the cover story was that it was a botanical research station, but underneath they had the uh, you know the the time travel chamber or something. Mm-hmm. Um, so maybe it's sort of like that. Uh, the the zoological stuff is is the cover story, and the secret project is the subliminal messaging research or something. Yeah, maybe. I mean, you could also say, you know, humans are animals, so mm-hmm. they, they're still zoological, right? Sure, sure. I don't know. Uh, yeah, maybe, maybe that, maybe that, maybe something like that is is right. That that was the, the zoological stuff was the was the cover. Uh, the swan didn't have a cover, but it was underground. It didn't need one. Yeah, it seemed like the uh, swan itself was totally secret. Yeah, you know, I mean that's the way Rosinski was acting, at least. 
You know, uh, I don't know if we were talking about this on the podcast or not, but I was thinking about Rosinski again and just thinking about the timeline. And uh, and I was thinking, you know, maybe that I would that, that you know, if the Losties hadn't time traveled, that maybe he would have that our impression of Rosinski would have been totally different if he wasn't so paranoid about you know people, the, the hostiles finding out about it, the, the plans. You know, so mm-hmm. I feel like I feel like I feel like maybe he wouldn't have been such an asshole. Like he was really just an asshole because of the circumstances, mm-hmm. and that it, normally he'd be a he'd be an okay guy. Yeah, you know, if he if his life's work wasn't in the hanging in the balance or something like that. Right. But yeah. uh, I, I guess we, you know, Bye-bye. we're only a few episodes till the end. I guess we're not going to be revisiting. You know, Rosinski and Kelvin in the in the in the hatch, right? Yeah, at this point, I doubt it. But uh, who knows? Maybe, maybe get a Desmond flashback. It depends on how important it is, I guess. Yeah. Um, and yeah, I don't. I don't know. I. It is true that Radzinski's annoying behavior was was completely reacting to stuff that was caused by um, the time traveling characters being there. Mm-hmm. So, um, so from that point of view, yeah, maybe, uh, maybe he would would have just been a really nice guy if uh, if they hadn't shown up. Yeah. Um, I mean, I still think he reacted like an ass, but but um, yeah, it was a skewed point of view. Yeah, totally. And he was right. <laughs> he was well. He was wrong, but he ended up being right. He was sort of right, wrong. Yeah, he was right that there was a threat. I, that's the thing about Dharma. Like the, a lot of those guys never really understood what was going on. Like, they, oh man, could you imagine just being what ninety-five percent of the Dharma people just never knowing what's not even what's going on with your own organization, but like right. what's going on with the hostiles and the tra- time traveling losties and. Yeah. And all this other stuff, man. Yeah, I mean a lot of them really thought that they got infiltrated by the hostiles, I think, and and that the hostiles attacked the swan or something. I think that mm-hmm. would have been the story to a lot of them. Oh yeah. And they just had no idea that people time traveled from the future who had actually seen their stuff in the future and like I man what a what a weird position to be in. Hey, Roger, you know your son, Ben, who was shot by the hostiles? Yeah, that actually wasn't a hostile. It was a guy from the future who your son's going to grow up to be tortured by. Right. And, yeah, you know Kate, who saved your son? Yeah, she's from the future, too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Sorry about that. Um, yeah, that would yeah. be hard to explain. It would. It would. You know, I kind of forgot. I was I was reading on Lost Peter. I kind of forgot that when we originally met Ben, um, I didn't really forget, but I didn't sort of make the connection. When we originally met Ben, Rousseau turns him over to Saeed, and Saeed is the first person that questions him. Mm-hmm. And I was like, it, it starts off with Ben and Saeed. Like, that, that was something yeah. they immediately, you know. So having Ben and Saeed, like, closely tied together was there from the beginning. I didn't, I didn't really realize that. Yeah. Does it, does yeah, he was that. the go-to guy for. Uh, they were like, "Well, we need to find out who he really is. Go, yeah. go get the torturer." Yeah, exactly, exactly. And so they were they were sort of connected from the beginning. Yeah, it's just it's weird that Saeed then you know grows up to shoot him in the past and to work for him in the future. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like their lives are just so intertwined. Yeah. Just ben, ben is Ben is Saeed's true Nadia. Yes, 
Exactly. <laughs> You've been running away from love this entire time, Saeed. <laughs> love in the form of Benjamin Linus. <laughs> wow. The wow. love that lies. <laughs> wow. I I I never realized what a what a bond they shared. Yeah. That's good. A lot of characters who you wouldn't pair up ha- have these connections, which I think is interesting. Yeah. Uh, you know, there's people who, uh, you know, just seem like it, – it's just – and again, like you've been saying about the flash sideways and how you see the connections and uh, the comparisons, it's, it's weird when you see characters, you know, uh, interact, you know, across different destinies and stuff, and it's like, wow, you guys are just fated to be like Omar and Kimi. Like, mm-hmm. I, I love the idea that they're just fated to be, you know, some, 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 you know, almost a buddy cop, but they're not cops, but right. you know, buddy uh, criminal, buddy criminals or something. <laughs> yeah, you know, uh, yeah, which is it's like you know, it's like they're analogous to Sawyer and uh, Miles. Yeah. Yeah, I feel like those they should all double date and hang out. Like they mirror each other. Yeah, they. Yeah, I don't know. I think they'd have something in common. They do seem to have a lot in common. That's weird. Yeah, I like that. I agree. That's that's another thing that's cool about the Flash Sideways. Like you don't, I don't necessarily, I wouldn't necessarily have thought of the Kimi Omar pairing as some kind of universal fated mm-hmm. thing. But like, yeah. When they present it like that, it really comes across that way, and that's just kind of interesting. And when Kimi tosses a bomb over to Omar and blows him up, it makes it seem like he doesn't give a shit about it. Absolutely. <laughs> oh man, maybe he doesn't, but still, um, it's uh, it's interesting when you when you see those connections. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. You know, even even something like Lock and Boone, you know, just yeah. whatever whatever that is about, you know. Right. Yeah. Yeah, I think which it. makes me think, uh, you know, if they if they're really gonna go season one, uh, Walt is gonna show up at Locke School. You're right. Yeah, I don't know how they're gonna do that, but that that would uh, that I would give be... you. I can give you a way. You want a way real quick? All right, uh, go for it. Let me think. Oh no, no. Well, I was gonna say. I, I, how about this? Locke's mom. I'm not. Ooh, I did it again. Walt's mom. Oh uh, no! Back to that. <laughs> wow. We talked about my, Walt for two seconds. At least my brain is consistent in that error. Wow. It's true. Yeah. I wasn't faking. Those connect. They must be close together or something. They're just, yeah. They, they're, they yeah. It's like they're linked. Like the same center wants to store those things. Yeah. Um. So Walt's mom dies. Michael, you know, same scenario. Michael right. has to step in, right. but be, instead of being in New York, he lives in L.A. Okay. And he enrolls Walt in school, and it's Locke School. Okay. No, that okay. So that part's fine. What I mean is, just practically, how are they gonna? I mean, are they gonna recast the part, or you know, like the the actor is way too old to play how old Locke uh, Walt should be? Yeah, Fuck, that's I just true. did it. Yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> Yikes! Uh, yeah, and I was thinking he's he's actually probably too young for a high school in that time period. Um. Oh yeah, that's right. It's a high school. Yeah. Actually, I think school. the actor is probably old enough for high school. Yeah. But it's just Walt shouldn't be that old. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know what they would do with the age thing. But like I said, if they're gonna really go season one. You know, Walt and Locke have a connection. So. You're right. 
You're right. Something uh, something should happen. I agree. I actually I I expect them to do something with Walt um, and with I, Michael. I do too. I mean, you can't. Um, you just you you know they would be remiss if they. <laughs> Don't have Walt and Michael in this season. You yeah, know, it, it would just be it would be a shame. Yeah, I agree. As much Kimi as we're getting, <laughs> yeah, right. They owe us a little Walt and Michael. Yeah, <laughs> he's he's a little a little bit more uh, vital to the story than Kimi. I like Kimi at all, but you know, yeah, Walt and Michael are original. Yeah, OG Losties. OG Losties, exactly. Um, yeah, and I think you know. They they showed us for last season, you know, when uh, I guess was that season four. Oh, geez, when uh, when Walt I guess it was five when Walt uh, was talking a lot when Locke comes to see Walt. Oh yeah yeah yeah. Uh, and uh, and Walt said, you know, I had this dream about you. So I, I feel like that was some foreshadowing. God, what the and, fuck was that? I still don't know what to make of that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. There were people surrounding you who wanted to hurt you. <laughs> yeah, why would Walt be dreaming about Smokey? Exactly. That's just you know? weird. That's just that's really weird to have Walt dream about Smokey. And not not realize, you know, like he constructs this whole dream world and but he thinks it's Locke, even though Locke is actually dead nearby in a box. Mhm. Like I, that's yeah. Like is that what that's supposed to mean? Like he just he just mistook Smokey for Locke. That's what I have to imagine. Like he he basically just had a vision of like like yeah like he he saw it from from a third perspective of like as if he was on the island or something. Yeah. You know he didn't he didn't view it from you know a dream from like Locke's perspective or something and didn't know he was. Smoky, but it was it was more like he was just viewing things and he saw what looked like Locke and just assumed that that's who it was. That's still yeah. very strange, though. Why would he even have that vision? I... Yeah. Well, why would he eat a lot of things? I guess. Yeah. Good point. Um. First, we should leave the island. Then we should I mean, leave the island. It, it could have been some sort of warning. I mean, it could have been you know the same way Locke appears. Walt appears. Uh oh. So Locke, it doesn't help when I'm about to say their names, you know, close together. Right. Uh, it, you know, when, when, when Locke is about to kill himself and Walt shows up, oh, you know, come yeah. not to. Now, I don't think that that was Walt, but I feel like some sort of idea of Walt being there to help or warn Locke, I think, is at play. You yeah. know, the fact that he sees this sort of premonition almost. Um Yes, as a I sort agree. of warning, you know. I think yeah. I think that's sort of the idea, but I, but I feel like my point is, uh, since they did sort of bring that up, uh, I, I feel like something is going to come into play with Walt again. Yeah, you know. Uh, oh, Michael's dead. That's right. So mm-hmm. yeah, so that's the whole thing. He needs Walt needs to get his ass to the island. He needs to be like, <laughs> "Where is my dad?" Like. Yeah, I'm tired. Of, I'm tired of waiting around. He needs to be like son, isn't? Yes, <laughs> I'm tired of waiting around. And uh, and I'm gonna go find. Uh, I'm gonna go find my dad. Yeah. Yeah, he really deserves to find out what happened to Michael. Totally. That that was really it was really sad to me that no one would tell him. No one would tell him. No one even came to see him. Yeah. Yeah. You know, not that. Yeah. 
I don't. I mean, he, I think he was under a different name or something, wasn't he? Yeah, yeah. But but still, like that's true. And Locke does think, go to see him. And Locke does go. Well, he he wants to make him come back though. That's why he goes. Exactly. And none, <laughs> but none of the Oceanic Six do. Yeah, yeah. He has to go see Hurley. Mm-hmm. In the in the mental institution. Um, yeah. You know, but I agree that um, I agree that the guy, the Waltz, who shows up when Locke's about to kill himself in the Dharma pit, um, I agree. That's I don't want to say that's Walt because I think that guy actually tells Locke to go kill Naomi, which I don't really see Walt doing. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, he tells him he has work to do. Like to me, that's that kind of seems like that's smoky. Yeah. Um, but that troubles me a little bit because that means that uh, the whole idea that Smokey has to impersonate someone dead isn't entirely true. You know, like if that's Smokey, then he can impersonate people who are alive, or at least he could. Yeah. Uh, so I, I, I don't know. I, that 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 part bothers me a little bit. So you're saying Walt's dead? Well. <laughs> It'd just be easier if he was. I also like I want that to line up with when Shannon was seeing Walt, you know, the wet Walt, the wet backwards speaking Walt. But it seems like that was a different thing. Oh, Walt after he blew up the submarine, you mean? <laughs> you got it. I did. That's why Walt went. I forgot. That's what you do. You just when you blow up a submarine, you gotta get wet. You're just wet. We finally know why Walt was wet. That's why Walt was wet. <laughs> yeah. So anyway, I just I, uh, I I'm kind of confused by by all that. I'm I'm not sure. You know, it seemed like that was sort of really Walt, but. You know, this other one. That's when, he was, that's when he was kidnapped by the others, right? Right, right. And and what was it he was trying to warn her, like, to go back or something? Because this is that's the second time was right before she got shot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He sees her twice, and yeah, the second one's before she got shot. Uh, and he's speaking backwards, so you can't really understand what he says. Oh man, he's speaking backwards. Because I was gonna say, like, well, maybe he was just around there with the others for some stupid reason. They took him with them, and he, you know, escaped for a second. Threw a <laughs> to <laughs> Oh man, they won't be able to. F- hey, maybe. Hey, maybe Walt knows. Well. I was going to say, maybe he knows that they, they can't track him if he's wet, you know? Like, if they tracked him with, with, with dogs or something, with smell. But they're not going to use dogs. They're just going to wash his scent off. That'd be, that'd be something good to do if, if, if dogs were around. But um, I haven't seen any other dogs. But there's no... Hey, Vincent. Except Vincent. Vincent's <laughs> working for the other <laughs> Wow. They got better doggy treats. I'm working for those guys. <laughs> wow, that's what happened to Vincent. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's why he's always when he's not around, he's he's over working for working oh, for shit. the others. Vincent is a mole. Vincent is the mole. That's the mole from season one. <laughs> we finally figured it out. 
<laughs> well, we are we are just we are just busting uh, mysteries apart left and right. We over really here. are. We're gonna solve Lost before we the are podcast solve. is over. Let's let's yeah. I think we'll solve it before the podcast is over. Um. Yeah, Vincent Vincent Thamal. Wow. That makes a lot of sense. It does. Now that explains why he was always doing those weird things. Mm-hmm. Like Bob Charlie, Charlie the Drugs. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Here's a dead guy's arm. I'm a nice yeah. dog, right? I'm a nice doggy. I'm not a mole. <laughs> I'm a dog. See, that's why you originally thought he was smoky, but now, you know, he can just be the other dog. Mm-hmm. Anyway, back to real pigs. <laughs> okay. Uh, anything? Uh, anything else? What scene are we even on? What are, what I, are we even talking about? I, I, we, we went pretty far away from the main idea, I think. I'm we were talking about Room 23. Yeah, that's right. That's how we got there. <laughs> and, then we, and then we got to Vincent is a mole. <laughs> that was. I'm glad we could map that out. Yeah. It wasn't clear how we got there. Okay, right. <laughs> Room 23. Okay. Yeah, I wanted to say a little more about this scene. Um, so uh, so Zoe, uh, Zoe shows Jen this map, and, you know, it's got a signature on there, and she wants to know um, something about the map. We, we never really exactly get to the point of this because, you know, he just – But knock at the door? Yeah. <laughs> well – yeah, Jim basically just demands to see Widmore, and yeah. uh, so we never get the conclusion to this. But I feel like this is a clue about, you know, what Widmore's plans are, mm-hmm. um, and I I don't know exactly what they are, but somehow he's interested in finding these pockets of electromagnetism, and he's gonna do something with them. I really, I, I is he gonna use them to kill Smokey? Is he just gonna? I you know I re- I really don't know what the what the plan is but it it seems like this should be telling us something so yeah I just want to note it Yeah I'm wondering if um if these pockets have something to do with Smokey or how to stop Smokey maybe he's looking for uh maybe he's looking for the pocket like the orchid where the orchid is uh, maybe he wants to turn the wheel for some reason. Uh, okay. Maybe he wants to uh, move it back in time or something. I don't know. Uh, I, I feel like it's something like that. Like he's trying to find something that's going to uh, give him the upper hand. Okay. Okay. So you're thinking it it is connected with, um, you know, some. So, some some way of getting rid of Smokey. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah, I think I agree. But but yeah, I just at this point I have no idea. Um, you know, and, and based on you know what the package turns out to be, um, I guess you know I guess you know Desmond's Desmond's uh, ability, whatever you want to call it, was connected to the electromagnetic. Like it did. I think they sort of told us that because he, he turned the fail-safe key, he was exposed to the electromagnetism, and somehow that made him more susceptible to crossing the barrier. Mm-hmm. Um, and it also, you know, caused him to have the, the flashes before his eyes. Uh, 
uh, and and then the the thing in the constant. So so maybe you know that's maybe the the electromagnetism is tied in with what they want to do with Desmond to uh, to to defeat Smokey. I just I I don't have a coherent way to put that together. Mm-hmm. That's just I think I feel like something like that is what's going on. I wonder if somehow the, if they expose him to this electromagnetism. And then you know maybe send him back through the barrier or something. They maybe they're trying to get him to his consciousness to time travel. Okay. And it can go. Then he can somehow go back to uh, some fairly recent time. And I don't know, warn Jacob. Mm-hmm. Can they even do that? Is that too much time travel? Whoa. Wow, go back or to ask Jacob for alive. help. Go back to when he was yeah, alive and somehow get some information or, or do something that way. Okay. Okay. Wow. Is that too crazy? I don't know if it's too crazy. It's definitely crazy. <laughs> <laughs> well, if it's crazy, it's probably on the right track, as long as it's not too crazy. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm, I'm not willing to say – there's not very much I'm willing to say it's too crazy at this point. I mean, it shows, shows way out there already. Yeah. I, I was gonna say I think it's strange that uh, that that Widmore seemingly knows that Jin and you know that Jin was involved with Dharma in the seventies, um, but then I remembered that actually Widmore met some of them uh, mm-hmm. in the seventies and in the fifties for that matter. Um, so he's he's known about he's known about the time traveling lofties for a long time. Yeah, totally. Um, which is kind of crazy. <laughs> I, I I don't know what I would do with that. Mm-hmm. Um, He's surprisingly, you know, <laughs> stable and a, and a sort of regular <laughs> businessman. You know, considering he 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 knows time. You know that it's possible to time travel and affect the past and all this other crap. And right. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. And even you know when Locke shows up, he asks him, you know, how long has it been for you? And you know. Locke tells him like four days or something. So mm-hmm. you know, so he even knows that he even knows how quickly Locke went through those experiences, and you know, so how quickly they were time traveling. And Locke, you know, went went into the future when he turned the wheel. So it's just that's mm-hmm. just a lot of stuff to take in. I I agree. Woodmore is Woodmore is surprisingly nonchalant about it all. Yeah. I, I I would have a harder time with it. R- Richard was quite calm about it as well. Yeah, and then he thought Jacob lied to him, and then he flipped out. And I think uh, all those years of being calm, uh, his anxiety actually came out. Yeah. His pent-up anxiety about it all. Yeah, you're right. Took a long time, though. Yeah, yeah. He held it in. All righty, what else? Anything else in this? So, so yeah, so Zoe's apparently, uh, she's a, what, ge- was a geologist? Geophysicist. Geophysicist. Yeah. And um, I'm a rock scientist. <laughs> um, <laughs> I'm sure that's what, what it is, right? Yeah. Uh, and... Um, what was I going to say about that? Okay, so she, yeah. So apparently Jin was helping Dharma map these pockets of electromagnetism. Uh, I, I wonder if this has anything to do with 
you know, the grid system he was using with uh, with, with Sawyer when he was out trying to find uh, the rest of the Losties when they were stuck in the 70s. Right, yeah, yeah. And I'm wondering if, like, this was this was part of Jen's job for Dharma was to go out and, and map these grids or something. Yeah. But while he was doing that, he was looking for, you know, ah. looking for the Losties. And so that's okay. how he was able to, to keep up that whole thing because he was actually doing Dharma work too. Right, right. I see that, yeah. I never got totally clear on exactly what Jin's job was. Yeah, yeah. Uh, You know, I thought they they established pretty well what the other characters' jobs were. Um, You know, even even the new people who showed up. But Mm -hmm. uh, it was never exactly clear what Jin was supposed to do normally. I mean, they showed him do a couple things. But, yeah, I I think that's a good good thing. He was just the island cartographer. Yeah, and I think... uh, uh, he he was really you know sort of far out, which is why he found uh, Jack and and, mm-hmm. and and Kate and Hurley in the first place because he was sort of out doing I guess this. Yeah. Yeah. I just I I never quite imagined that he actually had duties of this sort. Mm-hmm. Uh, I I just. I guess I figured he was just doing routine stuff. I guess this is kind of routine, but still, I don't know. It's 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 just more. Listen, I I map pockets of electromagnetism <laughs> all the time. <laughs> nothing nothing crazy about really? that. Really? Wow. Yeah, okay. All time. Okay. I I I should try it. I I mean, apparently it's pretty boring, but it, it seems interesting. It, it's it's stress relieving. Oh, it's stress relieving. Okay, mm-hmm. well, that's good. Everybody needs a little stress relief. Um, what do you think about Zoe? Um, what do I think about Zoe? I, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm not trying to put into words. I, I'm, I'm skeptical of Zoe. Mm -hmm. That's, that's, that's the best I can say. She's a weird character. I, I keep thinking that her glasses look fake. (laughs) Yeah, I, I want her to take those off and to be like, yeah, I don't need to wear these. Yeah, like they were just part of the disguise for Sawyer. Mm Mm-hmm. I also like that, you know, they had that thing uh, where, where Sawyer's like, you know, your name's not even Zoe, is it? She's like, is your Sawyer's? And it turns out, yeah, her name is Zoe, and his name kind of is Sawyer, so. <laughs> 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 the answer was yes. <laughs> so two, two con artists use their real names. They'll both think they're fake. Yeah. Uh, yeah, okay, well, that, yeah, I like that. Yeah, it's nice that that was the outcome of that. I don't know. Use your real name, and if they get caught, if you get caught and they think you're lying, they'll think you're lying about your real name. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. Um, kind of like hiding something in plain sight. Right, right, right. Um, yeah, so... so I, 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 just... honestly, I honestly don't think her name is Zoe, though. Oh, okay. I, I don't know. I, I, I didn't think about that, what you just said, and even though that makes a lot of sense, I, 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 did, I did think that that was just the code, you know, her, her pseudonym for this project. They're something. just calling her that? So yeah. Everyone's calling her Zoe, but that's not really her name. But, but I do like your idea that, yeah, her name just really is Zoe, and that's, that's it. Yeah, yeah. No, the code name thing could very well be true. And, you know, Sawyer is, is kind of a, not exactly a code name, but, you know, it's not Sawyer's legal name. Yeah. So, so you know, that it, it may be more along those lines. But still, it's, I don't know. 
I, I when they say that, I expect everyone to sort of start calling her by her real name, but everyone's still saying Zoe, so mm-hmm. it's just kind of it's just kind of weird. But yeah, I I, uh, I really just I I don't know. Whoever got those glasses, they just they <laughs> don't look real to me. Yeah, I just don't believe that she needs glasses. I've heard people refer to her as Tina Fey. Oh really? Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes. Oh, I guess I've seen that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I forgot about that. The Tina Fey look. Yeah, yeah, I mean, vaguely. Yeah, vaguely. Um, Yeah, I don't know what to do with her. Part of me wants to like her, you know? Part of me wants to to be interested, invested in what she's trying to do, but at the same time, I I, I guess I feel like I can't trust her, you know? Because I want to believe she's just this... You know this this uh, this scientist sort of car- caught between a rock and a hard place, and she's got to do this this job she doesn't really want to do, and you know uh, you know sort of being the point person for Widmore's team, but um, so yeah, I want to sympathize with her, but at the same time, it's like I don't know what you're up to. So you're not your lack of trust for her is that is that for her like you think she has her own personal motives, or are you saying you don't trust Widmore? I'm saying, yeah, I'm saying, I guess I'm more saying about Widmore. I don't, I don't know. Yeah, I, I don't really have anything about her personal motives. Okay. Uh, but in terms, like, but just it. in terms of, yeah, just in terms of what she's trying to do and what her character is trying to do in general. Okay. Like, I'm not, I don't, yeah. I mean, part of it has to do with the ruse of, you know, her pretending, you know, the, the you know, the first impression we got of her was her lying, uh, you know, and being deceitful. So I think that has something to do yeah. with my mistrust. Yeah, that is kind of how we met Ben. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. The biggest liar of all time on the show, I think. So, yeah. You're right. It's not a good first impression. No. Um, but... You know, they are going there knowing that there's an enemy there, and so they're suspicious. And so, I, like, I sort of see why they would do it. And, like, I for the moment, I kind of trust Zoe. I, I, I wouldn't fully trust her, I guess. But I, I, I'm, I, uh, 75% trust her or something. Mm-hmm. You know, but there's something weird about her. 25% trust, 25% glasses. Yes. Thank <laughs> you. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> yeah, I just I don't know those glasses. She she doesn't need those. No, no, I just yeah, just don't look right. I hate it when she I hated the taser. Oh, I just I you know because when she comes into the room, you can kind of see she's got something behind her back. Mm-hmm. Um. And then she and she kind of walks in a bit more. She's talking to him, and he's like, "I'm leaving." And she's just like, "I'm just gonna taser you." And it's just, I don't know. That just that just bugged me. Yeah. Just I I think tasers are are too handy. Oh. Uh, as a, as a plot device. Yeah. They're just they're just too handy. It's like, oh, you got a taser. Of course you do. Yeah, it's a way that you can subdue someone without physically overpowering them. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. And it'd be different if she had to, like, you know, physically overpower him and, you know, knock him down or something. But it's like, no, I'm just going to tase you. Yeah. And they just they just kind of automatically fall down. Yeah. It kind of reminds me of the head bonk where they just instantly get knocked <laughs> <Yeah>. out. <laughs> it's a high-tech head bonk. Yeah. And yeah, it's just, it's just, it doesn't do, it doesn't, it's just, it's anticlimactic. 
Yeah. You know, uh, it's just like as soon as they taste somebody, you know exactly what's going to happen. Yeah. Uh, and that's it. So, all right. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, it was a little lame. Lame-o. Lame-o. This gets the official lame-o seal <laughs> of disapproval. <laughs> yes. <laughs> well, that should be a new thing on the podcast, the, the lame-o, the lame-o <laughs> thing. Yeah, I like that. Yeah, Tasia was definitely lame-o. This, this will inaugurate the lame-o seal of disapproval. <laughs> Congratulations, Zoe and the Taser. Zoe and the Taser. That's a good band name. <laughs> yeah, it is. But it's got to be like six people in it, because the name makes you think it's two people. Yeah. So it's got to have a lot of people. Yeah. Or just one person, but it can't have two. No, no, that's the only thing that's excluded. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Uh, yeah, everyone will ask who the taser is. Mm-hmm. We're all the taser. <laughs> I see. Yeah, that's how, that's that's what it is, right? That's the answer. Okay. Um. Okay, so are you anything else about the scene? Are you ready for the next scene? Yeah. Um. They must want this stuff pretty badly. Uh. The fact that she's asking about these grids. Um. The maps. You know, they they weren't supposed to capture him for a couple of days, you know. Mm-hmm. So, I don't know, I think it's interesting that uh, that, she, that the first thing she wants is for him to help her with this stuff. You know, it's not like, because he says, you know, what do you want from me? Oh, we just want to keep you safe because you're a candidate. Mm-hmm. You know, she didn't say that. So. Right. Right, right. I mean, Sawyer was in the camp, uh, and they didn't take him so it it mm-hmm. kind of seems like they want Jen for a specific thing and it isn't related to the candidate issue yeah and Saeed as well um I wonder how much Whitmore knows about the candidates it's it's not clear to me yeah you know I thought I thought you know him taking Jen was a sign that he knew what was up um but clearly, that's not. Yeah, yeah. We don't seem to have we don't seem to have any evidence that he does so far. Yeah. And yeah, that's uh, it's kind of strange. But you know, I don't think Ben knew about it. Richard didn't know about it. So uh, it's possible. Well, Richard didn't know who was gonna, who who would tell who would tell Whitmore. Right. That's true. Although, who told Dogen? <laughs> Jacob, but uh, why is a different answer. Okay. Uh, yeah. Okay. Why is a different one? So, Dogen had some kind of privileged position. He didn't have to I go think, I think Dogen and Alana will be proven to, to be outliers in terms of the relationship yeah. with Jacob. I see. Yeah. Alana, you're right. She's definitely different. And so, yeah, Dogen, Dogen is more like that, I guess. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, he was like he had side projects. Mm-hmm. You know, he had his main project, and he was consistent with that. But then on the side, he did this other stuff that was a little different. 
That's what it seems like. Yeah. Um, okay, so is that it? Anything else on this? Yeah, let's go to the next scene. Okay. Uh, next scene, Locke asks Saeed if he's a good swimmer and hands him a gun, telling him to wrap it in plastic so it doesn't get wet. Locke realizes something's wrong with Claire and asks her about it. Claire asks Locke if her name is on the wall. Locke says no, so Claire infers that it doesn't matter if she gets on the plane or not. Locke says there's plenty of room on the plane for all of them. Claire says Aaron won't know her. Uh, Aaron thinks Kate is his mother. Then Claire asks if Kate's name is on the wall. Locke says no, not anymore. But Locke explains that he needs Kate to help get the other three candidates on the plane. Then Locke adds that once Kate provides this help, then whatever happens, happens. Locke gets up and leaves Claire to think about it. Sawyer asks Locke where he and Saeed are going. Uh, Locke says Hydra Island. We find out Smokey cannot waft over the water. Locke tells Sawyer he's going to get Jen back. All right. Yes. So... So, where do I want to start with this? Um, so, here's all this Claire stuff. I like that, like, Locke was kind of annoyed in his tone. It's like, the way he said, uh, something wrong, Claire? Just like that. Like, Claire's oh, my yeah. Claire what? What? What did you say, Claire what? Claire's high maintenance. Oh, high maintenance. You got you 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 got that he was annoyed. Yeah, yeah. The way the way he said something wrong, Claire was just it. It was with this annoyed tone, like oh, again, again with mm-hmm. Claire. <laughs> what is it now? Yeah, he's I can nice see that. to her, but I feel like he, you know, he's tired of dealing with her. Yeah. You know, and I, also I think I think in this scene we get an answer for why he pulled her off Kay's. Mm-hmm. You know he he feels the need. You know he he feels like he needs Kate to help get the other candidates. So that's why Kate is is important to him. And and uh, you know he was so forceful in in protecting uh, Kate from Claire. Yeah, it's weird that Kate seems to have this ability to convince other people to do things. Yeah, like Jack. You know that was the whole thing with Jack and Kate with the Oceanic Six stuff. Was like. Right? If I remember correctly, Jack was like, you know, uh, what was the whole thing? Oh, wait, what am I thinking of? Yeah, wasn't that the whole thing when uh, uh, the whole lie they needed to tell and everything? Mm-hmm. And he was going to use Kate to convince everyone else? Oh, yeah, that's right. He was going to use Kate to convince everyone else that this was a thing to do. He had to make sure she was with him, and she said, I was always been I was with you. I've always been with you. <laughs> Except for those times when I ran off with Sawyer for a while. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> uh, so yeah, so that that just that reminded me of that thing too, of where Kate was, you know, Kate was important to get everyone else to come and. Uh, right, and then we have that thing at the. I remember from the beginning of the season when she goes off to get Sawyer, and she's like, "I can be very convincing when I want to mm-hmm. be." Mm-hmm. So yeah, I guess there's that idea out there that Kate's just very convincing. Kate's very convincing. She's like Jacob. She's like, wow. Or Smokey. <laughs> wow, do not let her speak a word. <laughs> <laughs> it 
it'll be too late. You'll have fallen under her spell. Um, so can we talk about did we talk about Kate and why her name is crossed off? Yeah, right. So I think yeah, I think that's what he's alluding to here. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, why her name was crossed off? So yeah, here's the thing though. I just want to like, if if they're gonna go with that, and I think that's what they're doing here. I mean, when Locke says not anymore, I think that means it's crossed off. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, as we've talked about earlier, that's something they said at an event, and so we we know that's supposed to be true, but it didn't make the cut. I mean, if they're gonna make that a plot point, they need to put that in the show somehow. I mean, they didn't show us it, so I don't know. Is Locke's word here supposed to be enough? Like, I guess I feel like it hasn't been clearly communicated. You know, based on like, say you just watch the show, I feel like what Locke says here is a lie. You know, very strange. Well, lie. well, we but you do know from the show who the six candidates are, and they've been consistent about that. Okay. And it has not. It has no one's ever said Kate was one of them. Yes. Okay. So I mean, in that sense, they've been consistent. You, we've never seen her name on the wall in the show, but I think you're supposed to believe that uh, that it. You know. Yeah. He. It would be weird for him to lie here, and when he says he needs her, it's because it would be like. You know, no, I don't need her because she's a candidate. I need her for this other reason, which is what he says, versus the the other way would be if he's lying, I need her because she's a candidate and I need her for this other thing. Right. So it's like, well, why would you, you know, why would you lie about her being a candidate? Well, see, I would say the lie is the lie is the any more part. Yeah, but the any more part means she would still be a candidate, right? No, no. No, no, no. The lie should be her name was never on the cave wall because they never showed it, crossed off or not. Oh, you think he'd be lying? That so, so he'd be saying yes, her name was on the wall, but it was crossed off. So that's the lie that it not only was on the wall, but it was crossed off. Yeah, because then yeah. you have to take that with it. Exactly. Um, yeah, that makes it a complicated lie. I think it's a very complicated lie. But I think because because you want to. Yeah, I think you'd want to lie and say, yes, her name is on the wall, and that's why I need her. Right. To say her name is on the wall, but it's crossed out, It does. I don't see any advantage that gives him. I agree. I agree. Yeah. But, like, we have no in-show evidence that her name was on the wall, crossed off, or not. True, true, true. You know, and it's just, it's like, if they don't show it, in that scene where they're in the cave, they never show Kate at all. You know, when he says this, it just it comes off like a lie if you don't have outside information. Mm-hmm. You know, so it's just it's just weird. Like I I feel like they need to present in the show somehow that that's the case. You know, if if it's going to be an important plot point. Yeah. Well, I mean, like like we said before, Locke usually tells the truth. So. Yeah. And he's you know, and this is if he was talking to someone else, you know, I'd say he'd have a more more higher probability to to be lying. Uh, but it's clear. He, he should have no reason. He's never lied to her before, right? Right. Right? Right? Never. <laughs> right. Especially not about her son. Certainly not. Not about the most important thing to her. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. Well, there, my point has been proven. <laughs> By science. So I think the point is that that Kate's Kate's name was on the cave wall, but it was crossed out, just like they told us. But it's also on the lighthouse wheel, not crossed out. So I feel like somehow that's going to matter, and this is setting it up for it to matter because 
what Locke says, you know, seems to be, I don't know what he's saying. It's weird because it seems like Locke is saying, you know, go ahead and kill Kate, I guess, uh, to Claire, uh, you know, once, once she served her purpose. Uh, to me, no sense. which is very strange because I thought, I don't know, correct me if I'm wrong, I thought Claire and Kate resolved their differences uh, yeah. a couple episodes ago, and Claire didn't want to kill Kate anymore. Yeah. So it's 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 sort of weird. I thought his little his little his little insinu- insinuendo about uh, whatever happens happens. That's Spanish. Yeah, a little Spanish. Okay. <laughs> Uh, and, uh, yeah, I don't, I didn't, didn't see that coming. I thought, yeah, I thought Claire had already, had already forgiven Kate now that she knows where Aaron is. Uh, like, didn't she say that? Didn't, didn't she, didn't she tell Claire that, Kate that or something? Like, I felt like, yeah, I felt like we were over this. Yeah. Didn't she say that to someone? Like, she was just trying to keep Aaron safe or something? Yeah. Didn't I, yeah. Wait, who? I don't know. Who are you talking about? Didn't Claire say that? Yes. <laughs> yes. Yeah, she said she understood what Kate was doing, and she forgave her, and they they hugged, and it was a nice moment. Yeah, so it's like, well, whatever happens, happens. <laughs> yeah. Really? And it's like, it, I mean, it comes off here like Claire's just needy. Like, she just wants to know that somehow she's important, She that Locke needs her, mm-hmm. you mm-hmm. know? Um, like, that's initially what she wants. Like, okay, if her name's not on the wall, then, you know, why do you need me then? Yeah. You know, um, which is, it's, you know, that's weird. And But then she wants to know about Kate. Like, she wants to know if Kate is needed. Mm-hmm. You know, and, like, like what what is supposed to be her motivation for asking that? Is she just, like, jealous if he needs Kate? Or, like, I... I just I don't I don't really understand I, from the from the point of view of the character I don't understand what's going on in this scene. I I get this some weird some weird thing of uh, she just wants to feel needed by him because he's the leader you know throwing some Stockholm syndrome throwing some daddy issues mm-hmm. something like that I think is why she she wants to she wants to feel like she's she's needed yeah okay yeah I I, I don't think it's too strange, you know. It's just, uh, I mean, I think I think people in general want to be needed, uh, and uh, in the specific case, she wants to feel like that she's part of this huge plan that's going on, that she won't be like left behind or something, or you know, that that he's just going to toss her to the side now that you know she just wants reassurance that you know he's not gonna he's not through with her. Right, right. But, she, you know, she cares. Yeah. And, but she, is he also like jealous of Kate somehow? Like what? You know, does she? You know, it it seems it comes off like she, like she. It seems more, like he's implying. It seems like I feel like it's more of him implying that. Oh, okay, you don't like Kate. Well, I need her for right now, but you can get you know you you can get her out of the way later. Yeah. It seems like it seems like it's the same way of when uh, what was that scene. Who? Uh, well, yeah, like when Sawyer assumes Widmore wants to kill Smokey, mm-hmm. and it just seems like it seems like Locke is sort of assuming Claire wants to kill Kate. Yeah, 
more than that's obvious from the scene, you know, obvious from that, from Kate, from Claire's perspective. You right. Know, like, right. Not, she doesn't seem like she wants to kill her, but he seems to think. So, yeah, so I think that's that's where the idea of jealousy is coming from, more from what Locke is doing than what Claire is doing, I think. Well, I mean, uh, Claire, Claire has the neediness. It, but, but she brings but it up. She brings up Kate, like, you know, like Locke didn't bring up Kate. Well, she was talk. Well, she was already talking about Kate, though. She was saying, you know, he thinks Kate's his mother. It's her name on the wall. You yeah. Know? So I mean, it was, it was sort of in the conversation about what's going on, right. you know, about her going home and and uh, uh, it's relevant to the conversation. So she's also worried that she's also worried that um, about the fact that Aaron thinks of Kate as her mom. His mm-hmm. mom and and so the idea is Locke is somehow thinking, okay, you you want her out of the way then, so like she can't be fulfill that role. But I really think Kate needs to tell her, I left Aaron, I gave her to your mom, I'm done with Aaron. Yeah, totally. <laughs> you know, I just I feel like that would help. You know, if if Claire had that kind of assurance, you know, because it it almost seems like. You know, I agree he's making that assumption, but, like, when Sawyer made that assumption, he appears to have been right. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know? So I think there's a decent chance that Locke is right here. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. That she's, like, she's relapsing or something. She's got some kind of weird thing where she, you know, she forgave Kate, but now she's now she wants to kill her again. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. I mean, she, first of all, Claire needs to ask the question, where is Aaron? Yeah, and someone specifically, Kate, needs to say with your mother. Yes, those are the two lines that have not been spoken. Yes, yeah, because it's like Kate's here right now, so obviously he's she's not taking care of Aaron right now. Mm-hmm. You know, and it's just she's acting like she is in a way. Yeah, you know, so it's it's yeah, I agree. That's that's a, that's a long overdue conversation. That that should have gone on way earlier. I. Hopefully we'll see that. Yeah. Um, okay, so so what do you think about um what do you think about Smokey not being able to waft over the water? That would be ridiculous. <laughs> <laughs> oh lost. I love when they do stuff like that. Yeah. Um I, I think it makes sense. Um, that's fine. I don't know what to think about it except just to accept it as the truth. Uh, okay. Yeah, I don't know. It at I least mean, answers a question we you had earlier in the season about about Smokey just doing you know just you know mm-hmm. flying back home right away. Yeah, exactly. Um, uh, he does appear to to need something to to go, and so yeah, this whole thing about the water that like that that also made me wonder what you know what happens when when the island sinks, if he's mm-hmm. somehow you know not not able to float over the water. But does that mean he can drown? Well, it doesn't necessarily mean that, I guess. <laughs> I well, know. I know that fire needs oxygen, to, and mm-hmm. smoke comes from fire. Yeah. Ugh. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. But it's a bit of info that he, we didn't know. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, it calls <laughs> uh, Fly your ass over the wall. 
Oh, man, Sawyer. What are you going to do? Yeah. Yeah, classic Sawyer. He, I, the, it, it also makes me want, I'm still curious about the Ajira people. Um, about who killed them? Yeah. Mm-hmm. This makes it a little different. I mean, not that much. He can still take a boat over there, but, you know, he can't necessarily zip over there and smoke form. So you think more people killed them? I don't know. Not necessarily. I guess I guess the thing the only thing that makes me think that is and this is very circumstantial, but later in the later scene when Locke goes over to meet them and they're talking and, and um you know, Locke uh, Locke says that uh uh that you uh that you took Jen and that's why he's there and Whitmore says, I don't know what you're talking about. I, I if I didn't if I didn't know that he's lying because I've seen the earlier scenes, uh-huh. I might believe him. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know, it's he's pretty convincing, and so it's like now I think back to when when he what he says to Sawyer, you know, uh, you know, no, I didn't, but I don't expect you to believe that. It's like, you know, I think well, it, I guess it's possible he was lying then, even though he came across as very believable. Mm-hmm. You know. You get a perspective. You get a very different perspective on the truth when you've seen it. <laughs> yeah. You know, if if we had seen Woodmore's team kill uh, the Jira passengers, when he says, "No, I didn't," but I don't expect you to believe that. <laughs> you know, that's like when you know it's the same way when Ben, uh, when Ben and 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 Jack are on the Jira flight coming back, and Jack has John Locke's suicide note and he says do you know he hung himself and Ben goes no no I didn't <laughs> <laughs> you're right that kind of sounds sincere if you don't know yeah. the truth he, you know he looks over he peers over his little glasses and mm-hmm. he's like he's so sincere he didn't know it but when you watch it again knowing the truth it's just such a big lie it's clear that he's lying yeah you're right you're right yeah so I, I guess yeah, for me it's still still somewhat open exactly who killed the Jira people. I guess also I thought in that scene with Locke, why even bother to lie about it? I, why did he bother to lie about that? It was weird. I, uh, it's like, well, who else would have taken Jen? Exactly. Like, there's no one else around Whitmore. Like maybe you could have gotten away with that back in the day, but right now, listen, there's no others. Yeah. <laughs> you know. Exactly. Yeah, the yeah, only there's, other there's, people who could have taken who could have taken Jen are Alana's crew at the at the mm-hmm. main camp. Mm-hmm. You know. Yeah, yeah, and, and, I'm and they didn't sure. have the, they didn't have the resources to yeah. do to do what they did. Smokey probably knows they can't they couldn't have pulled that off. Yeah, because they would have had to have a lot of darts and a lot of a lot of preparation to pull that off. And yeah, I don't think they could do it. So. uh it's obvious that he did it. So, yeah, anyway, the fact that he lied when it was unnecessary, it's just, yeah, I I don't know why Winmore would feel the need to kill all those people other than just to get him out of the way. But I guess I that's just sort say, of... Maybe they're just in the way, because I, I can imagine him trying to set up the, you know, the... Um... The sonic fence, the sonic fence uh, pylons and stuff, and uh, tripods, and uh, you know, I, I can imagine other people getting in the way and not understanding what's going on or wanting yeah. to, you know, uh, you know, just anything. Um, it's pretty crazy though that he would just kill all those people, but we know he does kill people. Yeah, he's not against killing people, but it is weird to have, 
you know, he's apparently against Smokey, who I definitely think is a villain. You know, if he's really the guy that just killed all those people, it's weird to have him be the, you know, the guy who's going to who's going to battle Smokey. Mhm. You know, I, I that that would be very strange, but I I the question seems open to me at this point. I I still think there's a decent chance Smokey did it, but you know. Yeah, at this point, I'm going to assume Widmore's team did it. I'm going to Occam's razor this thing and say okay. Widmore's team did it. They arrived on the island, the Hydra Island. They saw these people there. Okay. Uh, I mean, it could have even been more, you know, they could write it where it wasn't just, you know, a massacre that, you know, some of the Adira people had a gun and they shot first or something. Oh, okay. Or, you know, they can make it where it isn't necessarily just a big massacre, but. Right. Right. Something like that. Yeah. Yeah. And I think Widmore was in charge when the purge happened. So um, it's it's consistent with that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, still, though, I just, it's strange. I still think it's strange we don't know. I mean, why even keep it a secret? Can't they just tell us? I I don't know. Frustrating. Why did, why did Sawyer say, I thought you were trying to avoid Charles Widmore? Didn't, did he, wasn't the plan to kill him? Did he really say that? <laughs> yeah, he says he says uh, you know this is can't you just turn the smoke and fly your ass over the water and like do you think I if I could do that I'd still be on this island? And he says no because that'd be ridiculous. What the hell are you going over there for anyway? Thought you were trying to avoid Charles Woodmore. Like was he trying to avoid him? I That's thought, weird. Yeah, he was trying to kill him. Yeah, from what I remember, the plan was. You know, Sawyer told him like he misdirected Widmore so they could they could change their plan of attack and mm-hmm. get the drop on them. And so I didn't think the plan was to avoid Charles Widmore. That is weird. I didn't even catch that line. Yeah, it's a little 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 thing. Whatever, Sawyer. What does that mean? Ugh. Wow. I thought you were trying yeah. to avoid Charles Widmore. I guess I guess the, it's a weird thing because he's trying to say, why are you going over there? And I guess I guess the question should have been, you know, why why the hell are you going over there now? Are you are you going to attack them now? Yeah. You know, and and that that would have been weird, I guess, for him to say, no, I'm not going to attack them now. I'm just going to go get one of our people and come back, and then we'll attack them later. Like something like, I don't know, maybe that would have been weird. Yeah. Or bad writing, one of the two. <laughs> right. Yeah, okay. I like I like Locke's line of, you know, they took one of our people, James, and it's just like, well, if, if that's not a typical reason to go after a group of people, you know, lost, I don't know what is. If you You're can't right. relate to that, you know, yeah. one of our people were taken. That's why I'm going, okay, well, hey, that's reason number, you know, uh, <laughs> family feud again. You right. Know? Yes. So, <laughs> uh, you know, reasons why someone will would go, go somewhere else on the island. Sawyer has been there many times. Yeah, totally. He knows what that's about. Yeah. All right. Uh, anything I, else? Um... Let's see. Mm-mm-mm. No, I think that's it. Do you have anything else? That's it. Okay. The next scene is a uh, flash sideways 
uh, back to back to that. Uh, son gives Kimi the watch. Kimi says her bodyguard was supposed to give him some money and asks where Mr. Kwan is. Son says no English. Another knock at the door. Uh, Kimi sits Son down and goes to answer the door. The man at the door is Omar. He did not find Mr. Kwan in his room. Then Kimi notices two champagne glasses on opposite sides of the table and uh, tells Omar to check the bathroom. Omar opens the bathroom to find a shirtless Jin. Kimi puts on the watch and invites Jin to join them. Kimi asks about the money again. Uh, Jin asks Sun in Korean what to do. Sun suggests giving him some of, uh, some of her money. Kimi doesn't like not understanding what they're saying, so he asks about Danny's friend, uh, who speaks many languages. Omar says, uh, Mikhail. So Kimi says, yes. Yeah. Uh, so Kimi asks Omar to, to get Mikhail to, uh, to translate for them. So Omar leaves. All right. Yes. I like this little bit where uh, when Omar goes to check the bathroom and Jen's just kind of standing there. I, I just couldn't believe it. I couldn't believe Jen was just standing there. He didn't even put his clothes on. He wasn't pretending to be fixing the toilet or like, oh, excuse me, I'm just checking the plumbing. You know, like he had no cover story if they got caught. If he got caught, he was just standing there, like yeah. you know, like it's like if he had just committed a murder mm-hmm. and he didn't he didn't wash the blood off his hands, right? You know. Yeah, it's like God did, and that that actually that actually you know I was just thinking about how weird that was, and it reminds me of how uh, it, it, the idea you know the differences between this gin and and the main timeline gin, and uh, I, I just feel like I just feel like the the other gin wouldn't have been this sloppy. Mm-hmm. You know, he would have he would have been more industrious in terms of getting out of the situation. You know, or not even getting into the situation. You know, I feel like he would have went out the window or something. Yeah. Before, you know, not just I'll wait in the bathroom. Right. You know, where there's no escape. Uh, yeah, I thought that was really strange. <laughs> just yeah, you're just waiting. Don't don't open the bathroom door. I'm not gonna hide behind the bathroom door. I'm not gonna be in the shower. Right. I'm just gonna stand here. So if you open it, you'll see me. I know. It's just it just came off kind of silly. Like, oh, there he yeah. is. <laughs> there he is. <laughs> and see, this is why with the fornication suite we have ah. the door between the two rooms. So ah, you can make so your Mr. Vilsey did not, in fact, get the fornication suite. I get well. I guess he didn't. He didn't use it. He didn't use the. Uh, oh, they just didn't think he, of using it. They either didn't use it, or this isn't the fornication. We don't have okay. enough evidence to really be able to tell You're right. which one it is. You're right. Yeah, yeah. And, and maybe you know he didn't think it would be a big deal, so mm-hmm. he thought he could get away with just waiting in the bathroom. Yeah. He didn't realize it was gonna be gonna be Kimi. Um, but yeah, it, it just uh, that was. That was weird stuff. Um, okay, so oh, when uh, when Kimi brings up that Mika was Danny's friend, mm-hmm. is that uh, by any chance <laughs> supposed to be Danny Pickett? I was trying to I was trying to figure out who who a Danny was, and the way he pronounces it, I thought he said Denny. Uh, uh, I couldn't tell if he said Danny or Denny, but it's the transcript says Danny. 
but uh but yes absolutely i i would stake money on it this this world is too small believe me for it not to be daniel pickett it has to be i won't even i won't even entertain the idea that it's not him wow that's how far i'm going with this wow that's how far i'm going with this damn yeah okay. no that's listen listen if Omar and Kimi are fated to be partners in crime, mm-hmm. and and Mikhail is fated to come in to play with all these people, mm-hmm. then yes, that's that's Danny Pickett. Danny Pickett. Wow. I wonder if Colleen is. Uh... I hope Colleen's around. And maybe 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 it worked out this time better for them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Hopefully, Sam isn't going to end up shooting her again. <laughs> Why did you shoot me? I don't know. Who are you? <laughs> no English. <laughs> yes. Oh, man, that's a lie. I want to be able to shoot somebody, and they say, why? And I go, no English. No English. <laughs> <laughs> well, there's something, there's something about that. There's something about that I like. Just sorry, I can't can't tell you why I shot you. There's no English. <laughs> yeah, I like that. It's good. Um, all right. Uh yeah, so him seeing the uh you know, I like that son tried to hide Jen's shoes. Mm-hmm. Um but uh but the but the two uh, you know, when you have champagne, I guess, you know, you just you have your one glass and you never ever get a second one. Yeah. Um, but I don't know, I guess if you're drinking champagne alone, you probably have other issues. Right. <laughs> exactly. Uh, yeah. It's just depressing to drink champagne alone. Yeah, yeah, it's like eating a birthday cake by yourself. Yeah, if you're going to get that depressing, just drink it out of the bottle. Just drink it out of the bottle. You have no dignity left anyway, right? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh, we kid alcoholics. Um, <laughs> wow. <laughs> you're going easy on the alcoholics, I like that. Hey, everyone has their vice. Good point. Um, uh, so yeah, so he sees the, the two glasses, which was a nice little thing. Uh, check the bathroom. Mm-hmm. Um, what else was going on in this scene? That's it, pretty much. Huh? Tells him to get a meek Kyle. Yeah, pretty much. That's where I put we put your damn clothes on. <laughs> <laughs> he told Son to put her damn clothes on. <laughs> Yes, he does. Um, okay, so you want to go to the next scene? Yeah, let's go to the next scene. Okay, uh, later, Mikhail has joined them and uh, translates both ways throughout the scene. Sun explains that uh, the money was taken at customs. Sun offers to uh, get the money for Kimi at the bank. Kimi agrees, so he sends uh, Mikhail with Sun to the bank. And meanwhile, he will take Jin to the restaurant, and they will meet there later. Uh, but before they go, Jen wants a promise that they will not tell Mr. Peck about Sun and him. Uh, Kimi says their secret is safe with him. Then Mikhail leaves with Sun. I love, you know, after seeing this scene again and seeing Mikhail, I mean, seeing uh, Kimi say, yeah, yeah, secret's safe with me. I'm not going to tell the boss because the boss already knows. Right. I <laughs> love that. I know. 
it's 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 nice to be able to to be to be honest in that situation to be helpful or whatever to be like yeah I'm not gonna, oh I won't tell oh no oh no I'm not gonna tell <laughs> why would I don't have to <laughs> exactly yeah and I also like that's I missed that too when I first watched this that actually what they catch him doing they already know about mm-hmm. you know like they're not they're not surprised that this is happening. What, the Sun and Jin thing? Yeah. Oh, 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 yeah. Oh, you're saying Kimi and Omar and those guys. Yeah, yeah, they, they, they're not surprised yet. That's what I mean. That's what I mean. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Like, it comes off like, oh, they just caught Sun and Jin at an unfortunate time when you first mm-hmm. watch it. You know, it's just like, ah, shit, you know, now that now they're going to have to trust Kimi to keep a secret. But you realize that's like the whole point of Kimi, you know, being involved in this, like the mm-hmm. fact that this is going on. If anything, if Kimi, you know, not that I'm not that he had this in him at all, but if he was if he was wavering about whether or not to kill Jin, you know, I don't I don't know if I can trust Pike. I don't know if if Jin is really having so you know, even if he even cared, which he doesn't. Mm-hmm. Uh, he just gets his proof right here. Right. You know, it's like, oh, exactly. okay, well, this is the, this is true. <laughs> Pike is not wrong. Peck he's is not, not just wrong. paranoid, yeah. Yeah, he's not been overreacting. Right, right. Well, I guess he is overreacting. Well, he's overreacting, but, yeah. He's not wrong that there's nothing going on. Yeah. But there's something going on. There is something going on. Anyway, yeah. Um, uh, yeah, I agree. This scene, this scene is, this is, when you rewatch it, it's good. Mhm. I like that. Um okay, so you ready for the next scene or anything else on this? Uh yeah, let me see. Mikhail, I'm so glad he's back. Oh you know, man. It's just it's it's it was great. It was great to have a reason to have Mikhail back. I agree. Didn't see it coming. I was really surprised, but Yeah. I'm glad they found a way to bring him back. I love when when Mikhail was translating. He says, "You know, uh, she says she says the money her father father gave them was taken at customs." And I'm thinking Kimi's going to be like, "Oh, I see the problem." And he goes, "That's not my problem." <laughs> you know, I assumed he would be he would understand. Okay, well, their their money got taken mm-hmm. not of their own fault, right? And he's just like, "So, mm-hmm. <laughs> keep going." Yes. Yeah, and and and. Um, yeah, I was, uh, that was a little thing I liked. Um, cause I was, I'm just saying that is your problem, Kimi, but he's like, no, it's not, it's not my problem. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I also like the idea that, you know, it's weird. He's going to take son's personal getaway money as payment for him to kill Jin. Mm-hmm. Like that's just, that's, that's really, that's. Yeah, That's yeah. Hard. You better hope she doesn't find out about that. You know. Like, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's pretty bad. Because she doesn't. She doesn't know. Obviously, you know mm-hmm. why they want the money. Yeah. Um. So it's just it's weird to have her offering to pay them. <laughs> yeah, and you know, in these situations, rarely does the the person or couple in trouble like, have easy access to pay off the bad guy. Mm-hmm. You because know, you, you know, obviously we don't know, you know, when you're first watching, you don't know, you don't know the setup here, but you think, you're thinking, oh, okay, if they can just pay him off, then he'll be, he'll let him go. Right. Uh, so I like the fact that, you know, they had this stash of money that they could actually even do, you know, this, make this plan work. Uh, but, uh, but I think the idea is, 
you know, you know, Peck knew about Sun's account. He closed it. Right. Uh, but I think, you know, that also helps in terms of his plan of wanting Jen dead is that uh, it prevents them from, you know, getting some large amount of money to try to pay Kimi off. Ah, yeah. You know, to try to say, well, I'll pay you double not to kill Jen right. or something. Right, right. You know. Yeah. Yeah, good point. It also provides maybe a little bit of evidence for the idea that Peck wanted to, you know, put them in a difficult situation. Mm-hmm. You know, by closing that account, you know, that, that makes things worse. Oh, totally. Well, and it's just like, son, don't, like, what do you, what does your money come from, my father? Okay. <laughs> so, so when you went to, to the bank where your father has a huge account and you told them to transfer some of his money to your account, did you think he'd not find out about that? Did you think, you know what I mean? Like, money has traces, yeah. And I, I don't see how she would have gotten any money on her own that she could have kept hidden. Right. Yeah, but she, she's not a member of the Oceanic Six here. She didn't get a settlement. She didn't yeah. buy out a you know, controlling share in her dad's company. Yeah, it, it, she comes off as oblivious to the fact that the only reason she could even have that money is her dad. Yeah, exactly. So, like, he's the obvious person who would be mucking about with her accounts. Yeah, it's almost like, hey, let's elope. I have my dad's credit card. <laughs> yes. We can go live happily ever after. Exactly. <laughs> You'll never find out. That's what it is. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I want to say she's just so spoiled. She really just I think realize. so. I mean, I, I think there that is, there's something like that with uh with people who are really privileged that they they, you know, this, you know, the concept of certain things like that, it, they don't grasp the same way, you know. Yeah. Exactly. Um, but yeah, it's uh it's interesting. Yeah, I like that. It's weird to see Mikhail with two eyes, by the way. You know, I gotta say it it was weird to see him with two eyes, but I it didn't it was so weird to see him and I not that I forgot about the eye patch, but I just it it was I didn't even remember he was supposed to have an eye patch until his eye got shot out. Oh, and I'm wow. like, that's why you look different. Like I knew he I knew he was different, and I remember he had an eye patch. But I guess I guess I was just confused about the timeline, or you know, the fact that he you know at this point in the story would have had his eye missing in the main timeline. Like I thought <laughs> I thought it had something to do with that, you know. So it wasn't that big a deal to me that he had two eyes because I'm thinking, oh, this is a different time, you know, which it okay. is. Um, well, yeah, it is. But 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 it didn't. That is so the explanation. Guess, you were right about yeah, that. Yeah, I know that is the explanation. But I guess my my point my my half point is that uh, it wasn't until they shot his eye out that I saw that that was that was meaningful that he had two eyes. Like mm-hmm. they were making a point about that. Oh, okay. You know? Yeah. When I first saw him, I just found it shocking to see his other eye. Because <laughs> for me, like, Mikhail has an eye patch. It's part a part of him. Like, I just can't see him without it. Mm-hmm. You know, it just, it was, it was really, uh, it was really weird to me to see his other eye working and functional. Like, I just, I, I never envisioned him that Blinking, way. blinking perhaps. Blinking even, yeah. Blinking. <laughs> Looking to and fro, left and right. That's right. Focusing and unfocusing as on objects both close and far. <laughs> exactly. Thank you for embellishing. Oh, man. All of those things and more. Discerning oh. color and shape. Yes. 
Yeah, with cones and rods in his retina. Mm-hmm. Um, his eye works, yes. Yeah. Does he have a purple shirt on? No, okay. I will say this. Omar's shirt looks a little purple. I'm going to throw that in there, too. Wow. Okay. Purple shirt count. Up to seven. Shirt. It's up to seven, guys. Um, okay, so anything else about this scene? Want to go to the next scene? Yeah, let's move on. Okay. Back on the island, Jack looks at Sun's wounds. Ben is frustrated that Alana doesn't buy his story. Jack verifies that Sun can still understand English. Uh, Miles says she hits her head and forgets English. We're supposed to buy that. Jack suggests that it might be aphasia. Alana notices that Richard and Hurley have returned to the camp. And Richard says, pack your bags, we're leaving. All right. Yes. What do they have to pack? I don't know. They all got bags. They all have bags. We know that. I don't know what's in them. <laughs> yeah, I I don't know. Saeed had a bag. I don't know where they all got their bags. Uh, all right. So, yeah, so Sun uh, hits her head and uh, forgets English. We are supposed to buy that. Yeah, and when Miles says this, I love this. This is one of those things. I never, mm-hmm. before we started doing this podcast, I never noticed shit like this. When when they do this, but it's like, okay, you want to write something preposterous into your script, mm-hmm. and so you just have a character point out how preposterous it is, and somehow mm-hmm. you're always forgiven. You, as long as you're – see, that's, an audience doesn't mind something weird or bad or, or crazy or disjointed or out of place. As long as you address it. Yeah. As long as they don't think you're I – think, I think as long as they don't think the show is – making a mistake or ignoring something, yeah, uh, I think they can go along with it. Yeah, it just seems like as long as you address it, it's like it's fine. Yeah, exactly. It's just such a simple fix. And Miles is so the audience in that line. Yeah, yeah, We're totally. supposed to buy that? Like, it's, mm-hmm. it's weird. It's like he's not even speaking as the character. Like, yeah. it's just the collective audience's thoughts about this. Exactly. Because it is, it is crazy. Yeah, it's like the it's like the Sawyer line before. You know, this is a little more direct from the audience, but you know, right. that would be ridiculous for you to waft, you know, over <laughs> to the island. Right. Right. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. Sawyer Sawyer's with sarcasm, but so yeah. is this. But anyway, yes, you're right. Um, but that's what it is. So when I hear this, it's like, okay, this is the writers telling us, yes, we realize that this is that this is kind of crazy, but you know, mm-hmm. just bear with us. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> we we don't, are don't, we, we we do know what we're doing. Yeah, don't make like a tree and leave. Ugh. <laughs> really? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I tried. It was Damn. It was, uh, it was a tough one. It didn't quite work, but uh, tried to tried to use the classic tree joke. I used to say that in second grade. I <laughs> I had forgotten all about that one. Yeah, Why do you just make like a tree and leave? <laughs> I was yeah. a big second grader. Yeah. Yeah, I love it. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then, you know, they give a little, 
trumped-up explanation. Her condition is very strange, though, because she uh, she her language is not damaged overall. She still speaks Korean perfectly, apparently, mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. and and she understands English still, and she can write it too, as we find out later. And also, it comes off like she thinks she's speaking English. Yeah, you know, but she's but but it's coming out as Korean. This is just a really weird it, condition. It reminds me of when Locke had his voice taken away, and yes. it just seems like for Sun, she had her English voice taken away. Yes, <laughs> you're right. He had to write on a pad too. Yeah, I forgot about that. That is what this is like. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know what the connection is supposed to be, if there is one, but that just reminded me when Locke had his voice taken away. And, yeah, it is weird because she's understanding English. It seems like she can't form – she doesn't know how to how to pronounce English syllables. Right. Which is so weird. Because it's like she can write them down, but she doesn't know right. how to pronounce them or something. And she can recognize them because when she hears them, she knows what mm-hmm. they mean. Yeah, so it seems like she could learn English really fast. Exactly. <laughs> it seems like you could just write, like, you know, she can write some stuff down. You tell her how to pronounce it, mm-hmm. and then she could just repeat you. Yeah, exactly. Man, she can, she can, be, she can learn English the fastest of anyone ever. <laughs> you know why? Because she already knows it. Exactly. <laughs> it really helps. Yeah. I feel like maybe that's how Jin learned so fast. <laughs> he already knew it. He already knew it. Oh, okay. Well. <laughs> oh, man, that would explain. It would. Uh, Yeah, it, 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 this whole thing is, uh, it's the worst part of the episode, you know. Yeah. Yeah, it's the weakest link. But you link. know what? I would say, <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. What is with us in old TV game shows? I don't know. Jeez. Uh, so, I would say this, though. The only thing it has going for it, because it is just kind of crappy, yeah, because it gets in the way of the plot moving forward, but I would say what it has going for is it, it, it ties back into season one when Ryan right. had the language barrier. Yes. You know, and she, she couldn't uh, she couldn't sh- show that she could speak English. Right. Yeah. I agree. I I want to say that's at least part of the reason they're doing this. Yeah. Um, it it does also just create um create a barrier for the plot to move forward. Um, so that's that's the contrived reason. Yeah. Um, and it might be you know uh, a timeline bleed over thing. Yeah. So that I think that's 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 another possibility. Of course, you know the other timeline is very. You know, it's a very season one callback kind of timeline. So, mm-hmm. um, so that, those are that's kind of connected to the season one reference as well. Um, but yeah, I agree. I, when I first watched this, I I, I was not buying it. Uh, when I watched it again, it bothered me a little bit less. Yeah, maybe because I had already gotten over it or something. But I, I really couldn't. I had exactly the same reaction Miles does. Yeah, but you gotta love Frank. Uh, you know, uh, he hits her head and forgets English. Are you supposed to buy that, Frank? Ask the man who communes with the dead. Right. Yeah, you got him. Frank. Okay, got him. okay, Frank. Fine, fine, fine. <laughs> Somehow it's less preposterous that Miles communes with the dead. Mm-hmm. 
Don't ask me why. Don't ask me to justify it. It just is. Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, Frank, that's what he does these days. He just makes little snide remarks on the sidelines. Yeah. He's like the new Miles. He is. <laughs> he's got Miles right next to him, but he's the new Miles. He's the new Miles. <laughs> Um, okay, so we get a little more about uh, what Richard's plan is later, so maybe I'll save my thoughts about that uh, for when we get to that scene. Any other any other uh, thoughts about this scene? Uh, nah. Okay. Um, oh, I did want to say, I thought it was a little... Um, it was a little... Uh, I don't know quite what to do with this this little bit with Ben and how Alana doesn't believe him, and you know, mm-hmm. I, I'm not sure why they included that. Um, I guess just to illustrate that Ben isn't necessarily viewed as trustworthy, even though he's accepted. Even though she'll have him, she still won't trust him necessarily. Well, the fact that Ben's the one who found her, yeah, you know, they're they're gonna they they would ima- immediately jump to the conclusion he had something to do with it. Yeah, any other time period he would have. Right, that's true. <laughs> Good point. You know, and she says the line that we've all been wa- wanting to say to Ben. You know, why won't you believe me? Because you're talking. <laughs> yeah, that is a ridiculous words, thing for Ben to say. Words are coming out of your mouth. That's why I don't believe you. Yeah. Yeah. I, I Ben should be Ben should be quite aware of how not trustworthy he is. Yeah, and he's like, I was gathering mangoes. And she was unconscious <laughs> when I found her. It's just you know. You know. I think it's true, but it sounds like a lie. It sounds like a lie, yeah. Gathering mangoes. <laughs> gathering mangoes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Is it by the hot air balloon you came here on? <laughs> oh, I wish someone would say that. <laughs> oh, God. Where is that balloon? Can they use that? That's a good question, Yeah. Should reinflate that balloon. They should inflate that balloon. Yeah. Get that thing working and fly off of it. <laughs> fly away. Float away. Oh like man. <laughs> probably yeah. probably have trouble going through the right bearing though. Uh well, yeah, does that even matter anymore? <laughs> <laughs> I hope so. This is insane. Are we so. done with the barrier? I don't know. I don't either. But they didn't talk, I don't know, they didn't really talk about it, but I guess uh, no one's really left the island for a while. Yeah. Um, Okay, so you ready for the next scene? Yeah. Okay, Locke arrives on Hydra Island. We see pylons set up along the perimeter. Someone fires warning shots at Locke, and Widmore's team jump out from behind the bushes. Seamus tells Locke to put up his hands, he does. Uh, then Widmore comes out, and Locke walks over to meet him. They stand on opposite, opposite sides of the sonic barrier. Locke knows who Widmore is. Widmore tells Locke uh, he knows that he is not John Locke, and everything else he knows is myth and ghost stories. Locke thinks Widmore knows, knows more than that, judging by the pylons. Widmore asks what, Locke why he came. Locke says to get back Jin. Widmore plays dumb. Locke says, a wise man once said that war was coming to this island. I think it just got here. Winmore and Locke look at each other until the commercial break. All right.
I'm wondering what's up with the pylons. Why does why does that stop Smokey? Um, in general, or are you saying you don't believe they stop Smokey? I mean, uh, sorry, well, I don't understand your question. Uh, like, like are you I'm asking saying... for a scientific explanation for Smokey? No, I'm asking for you know a show explanation of why it stops Smokey. Oh, okay. Okay. I Just see. because, well, with this line here, you know, he says, you know, obviously you're not John Locke, everything else, every, everything else I know is a combination of myth, ghost stories, and jungle noises in the night. Locke says, uh, I think you know more than that, judging by these pylons. I just, I'm trying to figure out what that means. Is he trying to say, you know what I am, you know, you know, more than just that the pylons stop can stop Smokey, but that the the reason that they stop Smokey, I guess, I'm, is what I'm saying. Oh, I see. Is why do they stop Smokey? See, yeah, I thought all he was saying was he uh, Winmore knows that Smokey is uh, not, you know, is is one of Smokey's weaknesses is these is these the sonic uh, barrier. Oh well, maybe he's saying I know you're the smoke monster. Oh, okay, yeah, he could maybe be saying that as well. Although, well, that should tie into the comment, the the what he says before about the myth and ghost story. Right. Yeah. Clearly, he already knows that. I I, I really think he's getting at he knows specifically that these these pylons are going to stop him. Yeah, but how is that different than the other stuff he said? I don't know. I, I guess I'm just trying to read more into because I feel like if he knows, it seems like the knowledge that the pylon stopped Smokey should be included in what he already said he knows about Smokey. But Smokey's trying to say, well, you you know more than that. So you think the fact that the pylon stopped him are part of the myths and ghost stories? I feel like that should be, yeah. Okay. Which, which if it's not, then he's just saying, hey, you know about the pylon. But if it is, then it makes me think he's saying... You know why the pylons stop? I, I guess for me, like the pylons are so specific that they don't really fit into a myth and a ghost story kind of framework. Like mm-hmm. they're, they're really like a practical way of dealing with this entity, you yeah. know. And like Juliet knew about them, you know. So I feel like it, it was sort of others' knowledge, um, you know, that uh, that that Smokey uh, couldn't go through that that barrier. And so I think, I really think that's all he's saying, but maybe he, maybe he is saying more than that, that actually he knows why that happens. Well, that should be Dharma knowledge, right? Not others knowledge. Well, okay. I mean, I'm not saying where it originally came from, but what I'm saying is at some point the others learned about it. Okay. You know, Uh, I'm not saying like they, they created it or anything. Yeah. Uh, I, I'm just I'm basically just trying to explain why Widmore knows about it. Mhm. Well yeah, and that could that could be what he means too, is that you know more than just sort of what the others know, you know what Dharma knew, which is that these pylons can stop me. Okay, but I think the others knew that. Well the others definitely did know that because, you know, that's obviously true, but that's that's something, you know, that was Dharma. Yeah. You know, and I think, to me, that could be an answer to what he's talking about, too, was that you, you know more than just the myth and the ghost stories. You know what can actually stop me. Right. Exactly. Uh, 
But anyway, I don't know. Uh, that just that just came off strange to me. But because um, you know, no one will say what he is. You know, <laughs> this is as close as we've gotten to it. But right. But they don't seem to really know. Yeah. Uh, they're not being very clear about that. And it's a little weird because it's like. Richard uh, Richard met this guy in person, had extended conversations with him, you know? Mm-hmm. It shouldn't have to be a myth or a ghost story if you have someone who actually met the thing. Yeah. You know? Like, he can just tell them, you know? It's this guy, he turns into black smoke when he wants to. He tried to get me to kill Jacob when I came here. You know, it would be a myth or a ghost story if Richard told someone and then died, and then, you know, the story got passed down, and then it could sort of acquire that quality but i really feel like it just it shouldn't be like that it should be it should be more you know it should be more concrete than that since they really know someone who's met this thing yeah you know who's around the entire time i richard must not have said anything i guess not yeah i don't know maybe jacob told him not to yeah maybe Maybe. There, you know, I, I also kind of wanted to tie this in with that whole thing with the knife and you got to stab him before he speaks and stuff like that. Like, that sort of has the air of a myth or something like that, you know, mm-hmm. um, with the idea that Richard told that to Dogen. Like, I don't know. Maybe Richard, like, presented the stuff like it was a myth or something. I don't know. Yeah. Well, but the the whole stabbing thing came from Smokey. Right. So I just it, it it's like, well, even if that got passed as a myth, is it true or not? <laughs> <laughs> well, it's a good question. I'm gonna say it's not true. I have to believe it's not true, yeah. Um as far as so I wait, can tell, so maybe that was the whole. Maybe that was the same thing with with um, with Richard. Maybe Smokey just wanted Richard to try to kill Jacob, and he thought Jacob would just kill him for trying to kill him. Mm-hmm. The whole thing, like like Dogen did with Saeed. Oh, so it was literally just a parallel. Okay. I mean, I do think he really wanted him to kill Jacob, though. Oh yeah, that's true. Even though I like that idea. Yeah. I was trying to remember, was, does that work? Yeah. He he did want him to kill Jacob. Yeah. But at the same time, I mean, I think Dogen really wanted Smokey to be killed. It's just he didn't think it would work. Yeah. So um, it, it, there's a weird thing going on there. You know, I guess, yeah, maybe you could question whether Smokey thought it would work or not. Yeah, I'm. 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 I'm now. I'm tempted to believe it wouldn't work. Based on the evidence we've seen, the instance where Jacob actually was killed, it did not follow the protocol. So no, I I conclude from that that it's it's not a true story. Yeah, you know, and of course, Saeed in Saeed's case uh, didn't work either. Yep. All right. Um, so when Locke says a wise man once said that war is coming to this island, 
he is he remembering John's memories of Widmore th- saying that? I think so. Wow. Good luck, audience. <laughs> I just, you know, I remember that, but it's just like, how many, how many of your average lost viewers are just going to be like, oh yeah, yeah, no, no, see, honey, this is what's happening here. <laughs> the man in black who look, who looks like John average Locke, American household. Yeah, Go. yeah, cut to average American household. Yeah, it's just like, okay, so the man in black who looks like Locke is remembering Locke's memories. Locke is dead, by the way, uh, of when Widmore, when they were off island, (laughs) told Locke to, are those potatoes done yet? (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Yes. There's, yeah, potatoes was the only way to save that conversation. Yeah, honey, either put the meatloaf on the table or change the channel. But uh, you need a hobby, show, honey. This lost show is crazy. <laughs> Take up racquetball. Uh, I yeah, I just I love the subtlety of uh, of a line like that of because uh, it works on its own. Uh, it works by itself, but. But uh, but to know where that's actually coming from is weird. Yeah, yeah. It's also weird to me just practically. Like, even, you know, for the Uber fans who know where it came from and understand the whole story, it's it's still pretty crazy because it's like when Winmore said that to Locke, what did he have in mind? Could he possibly have had in mind this, what's going on here? You know, cause I just... Listen, I just hope you're not about to ask me if war is only coming to the island because somebody said war was coming to the island because somebody said war was coming to the island and that, in fact, war didn't have to ever come to the island. Well, yeah, I'm afraid that's kind of what I'm saying. I, I, I it's It just, okay, I mean, maybe I'm not exactly saying that. I'm saying something very close to that. It's It's like, when when Locke originally emerged and Widmore offered to help him get the Oceanic Six back, you know, he he was not on board with Locke dying. Um, he, he was trying to protect Locke, and basically Ben, you know, killed off the, the guy he had protecting Locke, and that's why Locke was eventually killed. Um, but it, as far as I can tell, if it were up to Widmore, Locke never would have died. Yeah, I think he said, you know, you they want he wanted Locke on his side or something, right? Didn't yeah, something like that. That was the that was the end of the quote that uh, that Smokey didn't mention. Uh, yeah, uh, if if you're not on the island when when that happens, the wrong side's gonna win. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if it counts if he's on the island but dead, um, or if he's on the island but it's uh, it's actually Smokey that looks like him. Um, I don't know if either one of those even counts, but still, it's like. It seems like the war was created by Winmore's plan going wrong. Yeah. You know? And and so so it's like Winmore was talking about war before his plan went wrong, but the only reason the war is happening is that his plan went wrong. So well, that, but it's such a connected sequence of events because, you know, Locke is only there because of the stuff that happened before. Yeah, With, you know, you needing to leave the island and all this other stuff, and 
and that you know that has to do with smoking anyway. So right. Uh, so it's hard to say what he thought. I mean, I I guess I would say he didn't he didn't want Locke to die. Um. But but my point was uh, going to be, I feel like you know the question is why does he think Locke needs to be alive for their side to win, you know, or to be there on the island for their side to win? Because it might just be because of the whole he thinks Locke is special because of all the time traveling stuff. Oh, okay. And and you know the final word was Locke wasn't that special. Mm-hmm. So I'm wondering if he was just wrong about that. Okay. But he, you know, he just thought Locke was special and needed to be there. But in reality, that was only a product of these other events that were happening that made Locke seem special. But yeah, he really wasn't. Right. Okay. But still, like, what war did he have in mind? You know, like assuming assuming his plan goes through to get a live Locke back on the island, you know, Smokey's plan doesn't work. You know, he's not able to pose as Locke and go kill Jacob and, you know, all that stuff just falls through. Yeah, well, I think this is the war he's talking about. I think he basically means the war against the man in black. I don't think he knew that, uh, you know, obviously about the loophole or that or any of that stuff. It just seems like if Jacob isn't killed, Jacob holds Smokey there. There's no need to fight a war, basically, unless Unless Jacob is killed and and the man in black is about to escape and like all that stuff plays out, so it just seems like it seems like there's no need for a war unless Woodmore's plan. Conference is scheduled to be broken down automatically in five minutes. To extend the time by sixty minutes, press star eight. One more. One more. Oh, okay. Okay. I see what you're saying. Um, I don't know if I have a good answer, but I, I do. I, I don't really have a problem with how it worked out. I see what you're saying, that he's alluding to a war that isn't destined to happen uh, with that sequence of events, but... Um, which, which, would, which could only be explained by he knows something else that we don't know, are there some other sign of the war coming or something like that? Um, yeah. I Yeah, I'm not sure. I'm not sure. Wait, you're not sure what? I'm not sure. I'm not sure how to reconcile oh. those things. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it almost seems like Widmore just... <sighs> Widmore just went out on a limb and happened to be right, coincidentally. Mhm. Like that I I don't see I don't see any reason why he would want to say that um at the time that he actually said it. It seems like by the well, time he was justified in saying it, you know, um it it was already obviously an issue. Yeah, it seems like another thing where he just happened to be right. <laughs> he made a, he assumed something and it happened to be right. I mean, yeah. It, there was a there was a sense that things were gearing up for something around that time. Um, yeah, you know, and you, you know, you know, you have uh, um, Bram and those guys, you know, doing stuff too. Right. You know, uh, so yeah, 
so there was a sense that that something was going to happen. I don't know why they knew or what they what they knew um, in terms of the future, but uh, they, there was a sense that something was going to happen. So right. maybe they'll explain that somehow. Maybe there's more evidence of time travel or something from the future that Widmore found, you know, and uh, gives him some inkling about the war or something. Oh, okay. Yeah. I mean, it seems to work nicely because they turned out to be right. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm just sort of trying to make the logic work internally. Yeah. You just you'd have to answer why does he think a war is coming, and yeah. we just don't know why he thought that. Right. Right. And you know, at the time, we just didn't really know exactly. Well, we still don't know why he was saying that, but it's just you know now that we see what the war apparently will be, it's it's hard to believe that he had that in mind. Mm-hmm. You know, to me, like I just don't see how he would have seen this coming. You know, unless, unless there is some bit of information that we don't know, like you said. Yeah. But yeah, it is weird. Uh, once again, it's it's you know this is a weird artifact of having Smokey have Locke's memories. He can just he can just pull out stuff like this that you know only Locke really knew. Yeah. But the war apparently just got here. Right. Put in luck. Yeah. So watch out for the war. Yeah. I mean, we should have the war. It's the last season. Yeah. If we're ever going to get the war, it better be now. Yeah, it's the war season. You know, it seemed like they were talking about war a long time ago. It's, I, you know, it's overdue, I think. I, the Bram thing, I don't really – it seems like that is sort of Jacob-influenced. You know, like, it definitely seemed like Jacob was making plans, and Jacob mm-hmm. seemed to have some idea of what was coming. I don't know how much. I don't want to say that he knows everything that's going to happen, but for for whatever reason, he seemed to be preparing for some imminent event. Well, he's been preparing for something for a long time. Right. I you could say that. Right, right. But it seemed like, you know, particularly within the last few years, he turned it up a notch, mm-hmm. you know, and sort of really started to intervene. And, and you know, he, he got a team that he put on the 316 plane, um, you know, in addition to getting, you know, to getting Saeed and Hurley on there. Um, and uh, so, like, I, I want to say, you know, Bram's team is talking about it because, you know, they get it somehow indirectly from Jacob, you know, they're related to Alana, you know, he talks to her directly. Um, Mm -hmm. So, but Widmore, there hasn't been a, so far, clear connection between Widmore and Jacob yet. It's not, I'm I'm not clear on exactly what Widmore thought of Jacob. I mean, Jacob thought of Widmore. Yeah. So, so I don't know how he ties into all that. Not sure. But that's that's the that's the only thing I can guess. Okay, anyway, anything else about the scene? You want to do the next one? Yeah, let's go to the next one. Okay. Back at the beach camp, uh, Richard asked Ben where Locke said he'd be. Ben says Hydra Island. Then Richard verifies with Frank that that's where he landed the Ajira plane. Richard says that Locke wants to leave the island, and the plane is the only way he can do it. 
so he says they're going to stop them by destroying the plane. Sun does not like the idea of destroying their only way off the island, but she only speaks Korean, so no one knows what she's saying. Richard tries to ask Sun about what Locke said to her. Sun rants in Korean that she doesn't want to save the world. She's not going anywhere. Then she walks away. Hurley infers that she doesn't want to come. All right. Yes. So I think here uh, we realize, um, you know, we get sort of what Richard was supposed to realize or want to do next based on the last episode. Which was destroy the plane. Which was destroy the plane. Wow. I think that yeah. was it. I think I think we kind of guessed that, huh? <laughs> More or less. Uh, yeah, it's weird that this is the thing Jacob knew Richard would know what to do. Yeah. Let's see. The man of black trying to leave the island. What should we do, Richard? I don't know. Stop him. <laughs> was that right. the big? Was was that that was the big thing, right? I think so. So, so, so none of those. <laughs> seems like that's an idea that like everyone else could have had. It yeah, it does kind of seem that way. Yeah. It almost comes across like Richard kind of forgot about what happened to him, and forgot about sort of who the man in black was and what the conflict was about. And it, it almost came across like he just, he just sort of remembered all that. And, and, uh, and then, and then that caused him to realize that they should stop, that they should stop the man in black. Well, his wife told him you should stop him. Well, yeah, exactly. Directly. So it's like, that's, I think that's where he gets the idea. No, I agree. I agree. It's just the way, the way they played the flashback leading into that, it comes across like, you know, like he just remembered that. I would say, yeah, I, I would I would give him, I mean, I think it definitely comes across like those emotions have resurfaced. Yeah. His initial reason for, you know, remembering specifically why he's there and how he got there and and uh, all that stuff. Yeah, I, I think it, it gave him some newfound perspective on things. Yeah, yeah. Um. But yeah, right. Ghost Isabella is the one that directly told him. Yeah, she's like, you have to stop him. And so, what? What does he do next? He has to stop him. So. Right, right. Um, yeah, it, it isn't clear. Actually, I want to like. It doesn't seem like Alana knew to do that, um, and it doesn't seem like any of the other people knew to do that either. Yeah. So here's my question: They, the, Alana, doesn't. Does Alana know specifically, or any of them, but I'm going to say they don't. So does Alana specifically know that Smokey can only leave if he takes the, the candidates with him? Because she doesn't know that, right? It's It doesn't, it's, for our appearances, she doesn't know that. Because it's weird because she knows she has to protect the candidates. Right. But it's not like she's trying to go to his camp and get the other candidates that he has. You know, like Sawyer and right. I mean, I think she wants to get those people. I I think you know the little conversation with Son that she had suggests that she would like to get those people, but she just doesn't know where they are. Mm-hmm. So okay. I think I think if she had her way, she would get those candidates. But I don't know. I don't know then what. Yeah. It seems like she should know that he shouldn't. Shouldn't leave the island, but does he? Did, did they even know? Wait, 
Oh, so yeah, so I'm thinking maybe she didn't, she doesn't even know that he wants to leave the island. Yeah, possibly not. Because in this scene, Richard says, well, the man wants to leave the island. Mm-hmm. And the plane is the way he can do it. So, yeah, I mean, I guess, you know, if Alana doesn't know he wants to leave, then she doesn't know she needs to stop him, I guess. Yeah. Jacob really didn't spread the knowledge around. He didn't. He just gave people these little pieces. Yep. And they all just kind of have to figure it out. Much like the Lost creators did to the Lost audience. <laughs> wow. Jacob is a metaphor for the for the Lost creators. Mm-hmm. Carlton Damon. And we're the characters being manipulated by them. Mm-hmm. I like that. Greatest show ever. <laughs> yes. Yeah, so what Richard wants to do is very straightforward and simple. He's just, let's just go destroy the plane. Yeah. We're not going to go to some magic location and, you know. Turn some magical thing. Yeah. Yeah, that'll like we suck Smokey into the net. ground or something. Yeah, we have to go get the golden net so we yeah. can, you know, catch Smokey or something. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, I thought it was going to be more mystical like that. It's really straightforward. It's just. Still, I still fail to be able to envision Smokey hopping on a plane and flying away. I mean, okay. Can you imagine John Locke doing it? Yes. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes. I mean, maybe. Yeah, I guess it's just a failure of my mind. They keep saying it, so I guess it's not supposed to be implausible. But there's just something about Smokey just hopping on a plane, and you know. Just mm-hmm. sitting there while they fly home. I mean, okay, yeah. I, you know, I, that's what they're saying is going to happen. I just, I don't know. That just seems weird to me. Yeah, it's not going to happen. I don't think it's going to happen either. No. Still, though, I think they want us to think that it might happen. Yeah, they do. And uh, I have a hard time believing that. Yeah, so I just want to know. As, it's the same as the, I don't know, season five with the with the incident. They expect us to believe everything's going to change if they blow off this. But I just don't believe it. I don't believe yeah. it's just like that same kind of thing. Of they keep saying it. They keep saying it's possible, but right. Yeah, yeah. Even Dan wasn't able to convince me. Mm-hmm. That's why I get uh, there's there's no hope. He's he seems the most credible on those things. And I I always thought his his last minute turn about we can change the past. It was that was a weird one. Yeah. And it's so pivotal. Like, that's what's driving, you know, that whole part of the story. Yeah. So I, the hydrogen bomb was his idea. Very strange. Very. Um, okay, yeah, so I just want to know, that's Richard's plan. We're just going to go destroy the plane to stop to stop uh, the man in black from leaving the islands. That's, mm-hmm. that's his plan. I just want to note that. Yep, yep. What else can he do? Um, so I, I, we should point out that Sun, the reason Sun came back to the island, we finally get it clearly from her own lips, mm-hmm. so she could find Jin and bring him home. Yes. So, you know, I think that bodes well for her. You know, we were we were always wondering what what was her plan besides just finding Jin. Right. Uh, it was I guess it was like Kate's plan. You know. Yeah. Find somebody and bring them back. Yes, exactly like Kate's plan. Yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah, I, that's that's more or less what I assumed. Yeah, I guess I was I was just confused about how Yun uh, played into all this, you know. Oh, wait. Their daughter, you know. Well, just was Sun content to find Jin and stay on the island? Like, oh. never leaving the island again just so she can find Jin? I see, I see. You know, or, you know, because she's risking not being able to raise her daughter mm-hmm. by going back to the island. Yeah. You know, but she's but she's betting that she can, you know, find Jin and, and bring him back. Right. And they can both, you know, raise their kid together. Right. Yeah. Whereas it was kind of different for Kate, because, you know, she left Aaron in capable hands, and, you know, she was risking, you know, she was risking getting stuck on the island before sort of a, you know, more, a bigger thing of, you know, she could get, she could save Claire, you know, if she was lucky, so. I think Sun left ji on in just, you know, equally capable hands. I mean, essentially the same, you know, it's her grandmother. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. No, she, she's a, she's, I guess, I guess what I mean is the difference is, like, Kate isn't, you know, her real mother. Right. Uh, isn't, isn't the kid's real mother. True. And Kate isn't in love with Claire. Good point. So, so, <laughs> I, so I feel like she's, you know, yeah. she's, she's taking a risk of being stuck on the island, but she's not, but she's not giving up. She, you know, she, it's not like she's risking not being able to raise Aaron because she's not trying to do that anymore. Right. Uh, you know, so I feel like in terms of raising Aaron, Aaron's, Aaron's sort of fine in terms of Kate's, in terms of how Kate relates to it. Yes. Uh, versus how, how Son relates to it because Son is giving up raising her daughter. Yes. Um, I guess that's what I meant by cable. Yes. Like, not, they're both cable. They're both grandmothers, whatever. But... Um, that's what I meant. I, I think the the connection there is a bit. It's the same setup, but the connection is different. So. Yeah, I think Sun is supposed to sort of, you know, care more about Jin and, mm-hmm. um, you know, getting to him. Whereas, uh, uh, whereas you know, Kate, uh, Kate's okay. Uh, you know, I mean, she's upset about it, but she seems to be, you know, letting Aaron go and sort of just trying to get Claire back to Aaron, you know, sort yeah. of sort of repair the damage that she's done. So it's a different kind of mission. Sun's so trying to sort of reunite her family. Yeah, but that's the thing. If if Sun gets stuck on the island with Jen, you know, she gets, you know, half of what she wants. Yeah. You know, if Kate gets stuck on the island with Claire, you know, she doesn't really get anything what she wants. That's true. You know. Yeah, absolutely. Alrighty. Yeah, so I guess Kate is more selfless or something. Something like that. I think I don't know. I think the stakes are sort of. No, I don't want to say bigger. They're big stakes, but they're more selfless or something. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I see. Her her name's still crossed off on the wall, though. True, but not in the lighthouse. Not a lighthouse. Whatever that means. So, did we... I forgot what the final word was. Was that supposed to trick Smokey? That's what was a, the final word with that? That's what they implied. Okay, they did imply that. Okay. They did, yeah. So, I, I'm... I mean, based on, you know, the way they use it here, I, I'm expecting that to somehow be a problem for Smokey in the future. It just seems weird to me, because it's like, okay, if Smokey thinks someone isn't a candidate... Can he kill them? <laughs> it's a good question. 
You know, what if he just didn't know Jack was a candidate and he just wanted to kill him? Right. Right. Does the little boy come in and say you can't kill him, or does like <laughs> you know, or or does he does he get to kill him and somehow yeah. you know the sirens go off or something? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it doesn't seem fair. You can't call the rules on him if he just didn't know he was a candidate. But I don't know. It's like when you break the law. It's like, well, I didn't know that was a law. Oh, well, uh, yeah. Sorry. Okay, he's just supposed to know. I was like, know. I was deliberately misled. Like, yeah, okay. Mm-hmm. I see what you mean. <laughs> I don't know. What, that's, that's, you know, that's a defense I'd want to use, but it just doesn't, that's not a real good defense. Like, I didn't know what the rules were. Well, what can I say? You broke them. Yeah. Yeah, you're an island citizen. You're subject to the rules. Yep. Whether you know them or not. Yeah. I, I, I mean, and also, I mean, Smokey has seemingly attacked, you know, a number of the candidates. Mm-hmm. So um, it's not clear that he was in any way impeded, I mean, you know, from trying to kill them before. Yeah, I, I don't know when we're supposed to think he found out about the candidates. I feel like it should have been, you know, a while ago. But um, it, it is strange. We, we need to find out about the rules. Yeah. Um, okay, so uh, anything else about this scene? Uh, nah. Okay, um, next scene is Flash Sideways. Son and Mikhail are at the bank. The banker tells them that Son's account was closed. The account was a secret, uh, so Son um, once is confused about uh, what happened. Mikhail asks who closed the account. The banker tells them that Son's father closed the account. Son asks, says, why would he do that? Mikhail <laughs> says, what do you think? <laughs> Or why do you think? Why do you think? He he really wants to say, what do you think? Yeah. Yeah, he... (laughs) Why would he try to stop me from running away with my bodyguard who's beneath me? Yeah. I don't know. Why do you think, son? I thought uh, Mikhail played this scene with just a hint of relish. Like, he, he seemed to be enjoying this. Mm-hmm. It was weird. Like, I, you know, he's, he's overly polite to the banker. Could you please inform me who closed this account? Mm-hmm. Ah, yes, it was your father. <laughs> why, why would he do that? I don't know. Why do you think? Mm-hmm. I don't know. I just, I, I like his demeanor in this scene. Yeah. Yeah, he's 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 uh he comes off like a translator. Yeah. You know, exactly. He comes off like uh like he's a translator. Exactly. But it has a dangerous edge. Yeah. You know, cuz he's taking there, he's taking her there to get this money for this, you know, gangster guy and so the stakes are high. But he's he's acting like a normal translator. Yeah. <laughs> I guess that's the that's the interesting thing about it. Another great Mikhail scene. Yes. Thank you. I didn't think we'd get another one. Yeah. I thought the uh the grenade the grenade at the looking glass was the last we'd see of you. So I'm gonna say I guess he's dead. 
You think he's that? Are you willing to call that at this point? I finally, I think, I think the fact that we've seen him again now gives me gives me the ability to say I think in the main timeline, yeah, he's he's dead. Okay. I I will believe that the that the grenade killed him. Okay. That's interesting. The fact that we see him alive again convinces you he's dead. Yeah, because I just felt like I felt like we would see Mikhail again. I, I, I don't know why. I just feel like we see him mm-hmm. again. Oh, so this fulfills that. This fulfills the seeing him again. So yeah. I'm, I'm I'm willing to say, you know, now I don't I don't feel like they need to bring him bring him back in the main timeline because we got to see him here. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Episode ten of season six. Mikhail's <laughs> dead. <laughs> R.I.P. Mikhail. R.I.P. Wow. R.I.P. indeed. Yeah. We we knew ye so long ago. Mm-hmm. I uh, I kind of forgot about ye. Employee of the month at the flame. Yes. <laughs> for, for so many months in a row. <laughs> How did he keep winning? <laughs> I had no competition. <laughs> wow. And a Mikal impression. And a Mikal impression. What are you going to do? <laughs> he had a cat named Nadia. He did have a cat named Nadia, but not not after the Olympic uh, gymnast, right? Not at all. Oh, was, oh, was it after her? I it was, yes. Okay, good. Um, Said was suspicious, though. Who who else had that cat? Remember, there was a whole thing about that cat. Yeah, the cat... A cat that looked very similar appeared in Saeed's flashback in that episode. That's right, yeah. It was his flashback. It was the same cat. Yeah. The time-traveling cat. The time-traveling cat. Yeah, that cat turned the donkey wheel. (laughs) Finally! (laughs) It's really a cat wheel. Oh, man. Meow! I'm (laughs) time-traveling. Yes. I like that. Nadia the time-traveling cat. Time-traveling? Really, it'd be the time-traveling kitty, right? Oh, okay. That cat, that kitty needs a series. <laughs> yeah, so she solves crimes by time-traveling. Yeah, she's good. she must have had some adventures. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I don't know how you do all that time-traveling and avoid adventures, especially when you're a cat. Listen, if you're time-traveling and you're a cat, your middle name is adventure. <laughs> Yes. Which makes it even stranger because you're a cat. It's true. Why do you have a middle name, cat? <laughs> Something's up with you. <laughs> I need something to use for my computer passwords. <sighs> now the cat's on the computer. This is the craziest cat ever. <laughs> yes. I wonder um, if the cat died when Log blew up the flame. <laughs> <laughs> um... I'd have to imagine, yes, unless somehow it got out. Okay. We know one of the cows survived. One of the cows did survive. But the cows were outside, so. Yeah. They stood a better chance. Uh, Alrighty, anything? Uh, you ready for the next scene? Yes. Uh, next scene, Omar puts Jin in the refrigerator. Kimi is frustrated that our Omar bumps Jin's head on the door. Kimi tells Omar to go go get the Arab guy, meaning Saeed. Uh, Kimi dabs at Jin's wound with a cloth. Uh, Kimi straps Jin to the chair just in case he figures out what's about to happen to him. 
Kimi explains in Expositional Monologue that Mr. Peck found out about Jin and Son, and the money was Kimi's fee for popping Jin. Kimi laments that Jin could not resist Son because the heart wants what the heart wants. Jin says, thank you. Kimi tapes Jin's mouth shut and says, some people aren't meant to be together. Um, I loved Omar's line of, hey, I'm an Arab. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, I just like that. Uh, which reminded me of, of Frank's line earlier that I forgot to mention. Uh, oh, the, with the bacon grease joke? Oh, man, yes. It was so great. When Miles said, unless Alper is covered in bacon grease, I'm not sure Hurley can track anything. Frank's like, hey, 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 don't talk about bacon. Hey there, hey there. Easy on the bacon. Uh, I just love, I just love, I just love how they played that. Of like, you think he's gonna take up for Hurley, but no, no, no. Just don't talk about bacon. You can say whatever you want about Hurley. Yeah. I just don't want to hear a word about bacon again. <laughs> yeah, I agree. That was good. Like, man, your mom's wearing an ugly dress. Hey, hey, hey. Don't talk about dresses that way. You know, let's exactly. not talk about dresses. Exactly. Uh, oh, Frank, that's 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 what you do now. It is what you do now. Yeah, yeah, no, he's the he's the go to one liner. Yeah. Don't talk about bacon. <laughs> Oh man, I just because I love that in the in the din of like you know of all of this conversation that always goes on with these with these people about the who's gonna do this and who's gonna shoot mm-hmm. who and who's running away from what and and he just hears this word bacon you know yeah. like, that just stands out yeah I love that <laughs> yeah so all right let's talk about the the, the big thing here <laughs> which is. Um, what happened when Kimi was giving the soliloquy uh, and it, does Jin understand him or not? I think Jin didn't understand him. Okay. Why did he say thank you? I think for some reason that I don't understand, he he thinks he should say that. He, he, <laughs> some, <laughs> he somehow interprets what Kimi's doing or what he says is being something that he should thank him for. Wow. But Kimi sort of laughs to himself slightly after he says it, so I really get the sense that Jin just has no clue. Mm-hmm. You know, what was just said. Yeah, you know, when he when he says thank you, Kimi has this look on his face, and I I, I thought it was sort of, of like, Oh, I just said all this shit you weren't supposed to hear. Uh, so I didn't really, I didn't really know how to take it. He definitely doesn't, you know, come off like a hundred percent that he realizes Jin heard what he said or could understand what he said. They played it. They played it just the right balance of uh, confusion here. Yeah. Because um, I thought that this would have been a great moment to learn that Jim knows English. Right. Um, I agree. That's the thing. I, I feel like if they were going to tell us that, they would have told us that. Yeah. You know, so just... I just don't know subtle. why he says thank you. I, I just don't get why he says thank you. It's, it's, it's weird. I agree. 
I mean, I, I'll buy that, you know, from Kimi's tone and the fact that he's, you know, sort of talking a lot, that is that maybe Jen is, is understanding that he's saying something, you know, not threatening, yeah. you know, something explanatory. Uh, but uh, but he could he could he could have been explaining how he's gonna kill him later, as he is, <laughs> as he is. So um, I was right on the money about that. Uh, uh, so yeah, I don't I don't I don't know why he would would say thank you. It's it's so I don't know. My crackpot theory is Jen does know English and. Um, and he's he's just been telling everyone no English this whole time, and and the next episode we're gonna find out at the hospital when it matters he's gonna he's gonna have to speak English or something. Okay. Okay. Well, that's uh, that'll be interesting. I just don't I don't know why he says thank you here. I I can't. There's nothing plausible. I mean, your idea of that he he just feels like he should is like the best I can think, but it just yeah, to me that's not enough of of why you of all things you would say thank you. Yeah, when someone's about to put tape over your mouth and lock you in a freezer, it's very strange. I agree, I agree. But I do. My yeah, my 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 basic idea is that Jin misunderstands what's going on, mm-hmm. and and what Kimi's telling him. And I can't. I don't have a. I don't have anything to plug in for what I think Jin actually is has in mind when he says thank you. I just I just think he misunderstood the situation somehow. Yeah, it'd be pretty crazy to misunderstand being locked in a closet <laughs> in, a, in a freezer. Uh... I agree. But if he understood, okay, go the other way. If he understood everything Kimi was telling him, why say thank you? Well, you'd say thank you for hearing the truth. Oh, just for hearing the truth. Okay. Thank you for hearing the truth and and for uh, for for actually actually if this was the typical scene, the thank you would be one of those like thank you for telling me your master plan kind of a line. You know? Oh. Like he just kind of walked into this. It would have been you know he sort of walked into this trap of explaining exactly what's going on to Jen, with his arrogance of thinking Jen doesn't know English. Right. But Jen is saying thank you in English. You know, uh, to say, hey, I, I understood everything you said. That's what I would expect I in a typical scene. And they, I they obviously, they're not doing that, but so it works for me if he if he does know English, and I I, I want him to because I want this scene to make sense. I see. I uh, see. Then why why not speak it to Saeed? You know why? Why continue the ruse with someone you want I, to help you escape? I, I I would say only because we saw that scene first, maybe, uh, or, or or he's or in terms of a story explanation, would be that he's keeping this really, 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 really secret. Okay. You know. Okay, so like Sun doesn't even know about it. Yeah, yeah, Sun doesn't know about it. Okay, like why did he learn English? To surprise her, so they can run away to America. Okay. I like that one answer. Okay. So he wanted to do it too. Son was planning it and he was planning it. They were both planning it. I don't know. He just didn't mention it earlier. Okay. <laughs> okay. I like your theory. It would it would be a nice reversal. I just I feel like I feel like if they want to tell us that they should have they should have given us more than this very ambiguous thing. Yeah. You know. Um but they could be holding the reveal off until later.
it's yeah. it's not a it's it's not that crazy. I mean, it's 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 within the realm of you know reason. Mm-hmm. So, I I I, I kind of think it's not true. One thing that could be a problem is you know if these characters are going to get together in a flash sideways, it's going to be a problem if Sun and Jin don't speak English. Exactly, which is another reason I think you know one of them needs to speak it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it would, it would be helpful if, if Jin knew. Oh, I, I could throw in a crackpot thing that somehow, you know, somehow Jin has something going on like what Sun does, and that you know his knowing English on in the original timeline is somehow is somehow bleeding over here. Mm. You know, like that as an alternate explanation for why he might. He end did up, just. He did just hit his head. Right, he did just hit his head. That's a good point. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. I thought I was going I, out I on a limb. I was going to mention that earlier. If, if somehow this was related to that, but I didn't. I didn't. I didn't remember that he hit his head until you just said that, and I was like, Oh yeah, he hit his head. <laughs> that was a good. Okay. Th- yeah. I thought. I thought it was really half-assed theory. Now it sounds better. There's actually a parallel. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, he just hit his head. Omar just accidentally bumped his head in the door, and I was wondering, I was wondering why that was, why they did that. I'm like, that yeah. seems like a random, uh, you know, thing to do. Yeah, it seemed like kind of a waste of time. Yeah, I mean, it really just wow. seems to be like a way to explain why he had that wound when Saeed. That's comes exactly in. what I was thinking. I, I thought it was they were, you know, it's one of the. And that's the kind of thing you get when you see scenes out of order. You go, oh, they're doing that because yeah. when we see this before or later, it's supposed to be there now, after. Right. <laughs> well put. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's pretty much like when we heard, you know, when we saw the doctor wash up mm-hmm. with his throat cut. And then, like, you know... When when Kimi's about to about to kill the doctor, it's just really obvious what he's gonna do, and it just comes off yeah. weird and like pre-planned. You think we'll see that doctor at the hospital? <laughs> <laughs> wow. Or it'll probably be Jack, I guess. Maybe. Ray cameo. Yeah. 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 I think Ethan might work there too. <laughs> Every doctor on Lost is there. Yeah. Oh man. So. I like this idea that this is why Jen says thank you. Because I like it too. It works a lot better for me than the sort of in in alternate explanation. Yeah, and I think it makes sense that he only has you know he only hit his head a little bit. Yeah. So he gets this little bit of understanding or something. Yeah. Uh, versus son who gets knocked out and loses right. all of her. Man, this is that's crazy. If this is a pattern, if this is actually what's going on here. And they're going to flesh that out? That's crazy. That is crazy. <laughs> it is crazy. I'm glad you agreed. Uh, yeah, no, that, that's, that's really weird. That, that it, the, I, and so we've also seen, you know, the, you know, we've seen, like, Jack look at, you know, talk about his appendix wound, mm-hmm. and he had that other, like, cut on his neck or somewhere. Yeah. Uh, so we've seen weird things bleed over like that. Yes. That's true. Mm. Yeah, I, I think that's, I think this this is just a bit more overt. Yeah. You know, where we have like, 
Well, I guess maybe not a bit more over, but it's it's. Uh, it's more to, direct. What I want to say about it, yeah, there's something the, the, making this strict parallel. The other thing is, it seems to be going both ways. Mm-hmm. You know, having Sun in the original timeline influenced by this, and and then having Jin in the alternate timeline influenced by the original. It's it's weird to have. Like this really went from like a crackpot theory that I was like, no way. Now I believe it. <laughs> no, uh, it, it's really I like it because it gives me a, a real reason why he says thank you. Yeah, I was okay with just letting it be awkward and weird, but uh, now this the theory actually works. The bump on the head sold it. The bump on the head. That's that's that was what I needed to make it work. Yeah, I, and then they actually did it. So yeah, I actually believe this theory. Crackpot nice. or not, I believe it. Yeah, yeah, I know. I'm I'm done with it. Because, you know, they do that sometimes. They'll have a character tell another character something, and they just, it's wasted on them. They don't hear it or understand yes. it or something. And they could be doing that with this, but I, I think it, it works much better if, if, if Jin actually understands what he's saying here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it ties in with the larger story. Mm-hmm. So it gives it, you know, it gives the scene another reason to be here besides just the fun of hearing Kimi monologue. Which is as fun as it is. Yeah. It is a lot of fun. Yeah. Kimi just chews up the dialogue. It's really... If, if Kimi's on screen, it's just, you you might as well not have any other actors around. It's just... Yeah. He's he, way more interesting. He can just carry the scene by himself, no problem, and it's it's you're completely uh, transfixed by him. He's he's great. I, yeah. I uh, uh, and I just it's it the speech is interesting. Like he just he has an interesting perspective on it. It's there's mm-hmm. uh, it's it's not exactly what I'd expect him to say. Yeah, I feel bad at that Jin didn't seem to know the cardinal rule. Yeah. It, yeah. Well, he didn't heed it, heed it at least, but uh, but this idea that everyone knows you're not supposed to sleep with the boss's daughter. Right. I'm just like, Jin, did you did you know that, buddy? <laughs> did you hear about that one? Yeah, yeah. Either he didn't know it, or he just he just decided not to not to follow it. Mm-hmm. So he has this line: some people just aren't meant to be together. Yeah. Uh. Is this supposed to? Do you read into that in terms of Sun and Jin's destiny or something? Do you read that to be uh, some sort of summation of that? Yeah, are we supposed to believe that though? I wasn't sure if we were supposed to believe it because it was wrong, or 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 we're supposed to actually think it was right. That that you know that they're they're fated to to be separated somehow. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I I feel like he he's wrong in the short term. You know, like, he's not going to kill Jin here and, right. and, you know, all that, and they won't be together because of that. So I think like he's wrong in the short run, but, I, yeah, I do wonder if, in terms of their destiny, if that's what, if that's supposed to be the idea. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That that seems right. I mean, I think that's one of the things, that's one of the major things they're using this this uh, alternate timeline to comment on, the, 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 the overall destiny of the characters, so... When someone explicitly references it, I, I want to say that is what they're saying. Are they, but are they just raising the question, or are they giving us the answer? I want to say they're giving us the answer. So Maybe trying to explain, you know, why Sun and Jin have been apart for three years. 
mm-hmm. you know, somehow they, they weren't meant to be together. But didn't Jacob say they had a special love or something? Well, yeah, he did. Both of them and... He did say that, yes. Yeah, so maybe it's not true. It seems, <laughs> like, it seems like it could go either way to me. All right, yeah. I I, I, I want to believe that they're just asking the question. With okay. That okay. Because at the end of the day, if Sun and Jin aren't supposed to be together, then what was the point? <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? Now, they're going to do that with some people. You know, they did that with Locke. You know, he, he has a tragic ending. Right. That's fine. But I, I, I think if they did that with Sun and Jin, like this, their their whole true love thing and all that and all their problems, I it, they, could, they could have a tragic ending for those two where they don't end up together. But I I feel like they wouldn't do that. I don't, I don't think they would do that with Sun and Jin. Okay. I think people... I think people want want Sunderson to, to be together, and I think they know that. And I mean, you got Penny and Desmond, but uh, I, I think I think people like their people like their couples, you know. Right, Penny and, and Desmond, uh, another couple who were apart for a large number of years, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and are apart again. I think are apart again. Yes. <laughs> um, Saeed and Nadia were the same way. Mm-hmm. Uh, that does seem to be a running theme on this show. Rose and Bernard are the only ones who seem to make it. So You're right. Far. You're right. Although they were separated for a while. They were separated for Well, you're not going to have no separation. <laughs> <laughs> you know, someone goes on a business trip, and yeah, you're going to be separated. Well, uh, it wasn't a business <laughs> trip, but yes, I see what you mean. Yeah, I mean, no separation isn't exactly the, the, the test here, but... Uh, right. But, but I really but, mean in terms of, like, being separated for really long periods of time, which Rose and Bernard, yeah. that doesn't apply to. Yeah, yeah. Um, all right, well, I think we got a lot out of this scene here. We sure did. I did like this scene. Um, it was a good scene. Yeah, you can't... Uh... I love how Omar Omar is loyal but lacks attention to detail. Mm-hmm. I love that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it was interesting to me that, that Kimi was upset that he bumps Jen's head. Mm-hmm. The guy he's planning to kill. I'm telling you, man, I don't know what's going on with Kimi. I don't, he's all over the place. He's making people eggs. He's sincere. <laughs> like, it's, it's like, it's like it, it reminds me of the tomato or something, you know, mm-hmm. when Jack says uh, no one told this tomato was supposed to die. Yeah. It's like no one told Kimi he was supposed to, you know, be an evil killer. Mm-hmm. You know, he's just coming off like, yeah, I know I'm supposed to kill you, but until then I'm going to be really nice. Right. <laughs> right, exactly. Interesting stuff. So uh, I liked I liked this scene in terms of how it relates to the Saeed episodes. You know, so we know. Okay, well that's you know we know how why Omar went to go get Saeed when he did. Right. You know, uh, that was kind of nice. Yeah. 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 It makes clear Kimi and Omar were dealing with their own other problems. Mm-hmm. Saeed was like, you know, a side issue. Oh yeah, totally. You know, they're in the middle of, you know, this problem, and then they get Saeed in there, and then he starts shooting everybody, and it's just, yeah, it's kind of crazy. The problems are piling up on them. Yeah, they are. 
I am ready for the next scene. Okay. Uh, back on the Hydra Island, Widmore confronts Zoe about taking Jin too early for his timetable. Zoe says they panicked when Jin was about to leave. We find out that Zoe is a geophysicist and was in charge of the mission to get Jin. Then Widmore tells Zoe to take the package from the sub to the infirmary. Jin enters. Widmore apologizes to Jin. Jin asks why he was brought there. Widmore um, gives son, sorry, gives Jin's son's digital camera. Jin flips through the photos on the camera, and he sees his daughter, Ji Yuan, for the first time. Widmore understands that Jin wants to be reunited with Sun, but Widmore explains if that thing, meaning Locke, gets off the island, everyone they know and love would simply cease to be. Widmore says he came there to make sure that doesn't happen. Jin asks how. Widmore says, come with me. It's time for Jin to see the package. The package is not a what, it is a who. All right. Yes. So tons uh, of exposition in that scene. Yeah, just a little bit, huh? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Wow. There's a lot to talk about here. The big thing, though, uh, can I start with the big thing, which okay. is if Locke gets off the island, everything would simply cease to be. Yes. That's what Woodmore says. So that's pretty big. That's really big. That's that's uh, you know world ending big. That's actually <laughs> that's actually bigger than what I thought Jacob was saying. Oh yeah, oh yeah. Um, I, it well to me it directly correlates to the flash sideways. Um, right. You know, and I, I'm wondering if the, and I don't. I think at best I don't even think Woodmore knows. That he could accurately describe the flash sideways. Yeah, but but I feel like that this is that that this is the connection that somehow if Locke gets off the island, this this idea of their regular lives goes away and something else happens, um, which is a pretty pretty big deal. Oh, okay. But I think it should also be tied in with what Jacob was saying. What? Which was what? Which was, um, you know, the island is the cork that keeps the evil in. And, mm-hmm. you know, if Smokey gets out, then the evil will spread. Mm-hmm. You know, I feel like I feel like it should be related to that. Like, he didn't say anything about timelines. Or ceasing to be, for that matter. Oh, yeah. No, he did not say any of that. I don't know what to make of that. And um, I feel like Jacob knows more than Widmore does. Yeah, but Jacob didn't say a lot of things. Um, and he could also... You can fill my bread what Jacob didn't say. <laughs> yeah, he could. Um, I, think, I think technically libraries are already filled with things Jacob didn't say. Good point, good point. <laughs> so, done um, and done, then. Done and done, yes. Uh but here's my thing. Maybe maybe Jacob was wrong. Like, what if evil chooses not to be evil? Now, there's your philosophical question. Whoa! <laughs> Can evil choose not to be evil? Evil chooses not to be evil. That's crazy. Mm-hmm. Evil chooses good. 
Evil Choosing Good. Wow. Headlines of every paper. Evil Choosing Good. That doesn't make any sense. Evil Choosing Good. Wow. Wow. It's like it's like it means Jacob was right somehow. In in, in, in a grand way. Well, you know, his whole thing was about... Oh, you mean his his big point about... Uh, so it's like, yeah, at the end of the day, Jacob doesn't get to prove that humans are inherently good. He just can prove that evil has the ability to choose... <laughs> yes, exactly. Yeah. Evil can be good. Like, like that just seems like an ultimate victory for whole, Jacob. What if that was the whole point? Like, he sets up all this thing, all these things with candidates. He keeps telling the man in black, you will be trapped here forever. I'm going to have people replace me, even if I die. You'll be trapped here forever because you're evil incarnate. And, you know, and uh, and I'm trying to prove that humans uh, have good in them and they're not inherently sinners. Mm-hmm. And and I, I, I don't think this is true at all, but that would be an awesome sort of, alternate ending to Lost to where somehow the grand reverse psychology works and that, you know, Locke, you know, Smokey doesn't think he's evil, so he tries to actively not act evil. Right. Which makes him act good and therefore somehow, somehow makes a bigger point for Jacob. <laughs> wow. Wow. Because that is one of the big differences here is that the the thing that we call evil doesn't describe itself as evil. Right. I think that's a di- big point between, like, you know, the god and devil or something, you know, like uh, god and the devil. Like, I, I feel like usually evil, when somebody calls something evil and you see that evil, the evil thinks of itself as evil, you know, like it it doesn't say, oh, no, I'm not. You know, like it understands what it is and it does what it does. Okay. So I think it's interesting that Locke doesn't 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 believe that. He doesn't say, Yes, I am the evil one. Mhm. Right. But uh back to this thing about what Whitmore says. Um what do you what were you thinking when he meant when he said everything would si- simply cease to be? Um I took it as uh, yet another bit of hyperbole along the lines of he wants to kill every living thing on this island. Okay. You know, that he's really just describing what Jacob was talking about, that, you know, if he gets off the island and the evil will spread and so somehow people will become evil or something, and in that sense they will cease to be. Like uh, that, okay. that's, that's sort of what I thought he had in mind. That's the other thing I thought, too, was that he was saying they will cease to be in, in terms of being themselves. Yeah, exactly. Not just sort of instantly vanishing or something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, he's he's stating it strongly because he wants Jin to, you know, fully appreciate the stakes. Yeah. I want to tie it to the flash sideways. That's because I want it to be an explanation of that. So that's what I'm going to go with. Okay. Okay. Yeah. I mean, the flash sideways should tie in at some point. I just... Yeah. I just feel like that's not what Widmore's referring to. Yeah. I, I think he either doesn't... I think he 
I would bet he doesn't. He he. Like I said, I don't think he knows that the flash sideways are going to happen. I feel like that's what he's alluding to, and and even what Jacob is alluding to. But but how it plays out is is what we're seeing in the flash sideways. Okay. You know, for all we know, evil is spreading. You know, like we've right. seen everything. Yes. Um. So it, it's hard. True. To, it's hard I mean, to it tell. can be both things. Yeah. It can it can still be the flash sideways, and the evil can still be spreading. Yeah. It's I agree. We definitely if that I mean if that's the case, it does seem like we haven't really seen it yet, but it's you know, it's not the end of the season, so Yeah. All right, so you see some pictures of uh Ji Young and yeah. um All right, well that's it for me. So geophysicists so apparently they had a timetable. They right. were supposed to take Jin for a couple of days. Um, we kind of talked about that a little bit in terms of the, what she wants Jin for. Right. Anything else on that? They got a lot going on here. They got this whole thing with Desmond. They got this thing with Jin. They're trying to protect themselves against Smokey. Jeez. Yeah. Yeah. It's very involved. And they got timetables. Timetables, my friend. They were planning this. This wasn't yeah. like they just showed up and were trying to figure out what's going on. Like, they planned this. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's a little surprising to me that Widmore knows this much. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I, I kind of wonder how he even knows some of this stuff. I want to know how he knows about Smokey and, and other specific things. Uh, but I, we we got to figure out what they're what, what they're trying to do, and apparently, you know, obviously Desmond is the key to this. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, Widmore sort of, Widmore basically says that he came there to make sure that Smokey doesn't leave. Mm-hmm. Um, and he's planning to do it with the package, which turns out to be Desmond. So, uh, so I don't know what to make of that. I, I don't know how. I guess I guess we speculated a little bit earlier what kind of stuff he might have in mind, but it's uh, not obvious to me how Desmond is a weapon against Smokey. Yeah, either what we talked about earlier, or or maybe maybe Desmond is. Um, I don't want to say he's a candidate, but he's something like that. Like he's got some other, like the same way Alfred was an uh, advisor, like. Desmond has some specific connection and relationship to the island that uh, that Woodmore is going to use. Okay. Still, I I really wonder. I don't know. You know, from what I remember, pushing the button is the most important thing he'll ever do. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> I don't know. Is that going to be more important than stopping everyone in the world from ceasing to be? Here's a question. Um, since you brought that up, uh, I'll blame you for this. Okay. Uh, whatever we talk about next will be your fault. Um, Good. <laughs> this is because of what you did. That's because of what you said. So um, I'm wondering if, like they said, if when when Desmond was pushing the button, and that was supposed to be important, and if he didn't push the button, the world would end. Mm-hmm. If we could we extrapolate that or interpret that to mean if he didn't press the button and the island was destroyed, the evil would escape? 
Oh, that's interesting. Okay, maybe. Uh, which would make me think if the island is destroyed, the evil escapes. Which makes me think the evil is around on the flash sideways. All right, there you go. You're, I'm following. I agree. So that's all I got. But uh, that's. I'm just wondering if if we could if we can link those things like yeah. the island the island destroying uh, or the pressing the button wouldn't have destroyed the island with an explosion or anything like that. Yeah. But but, but this idea of the evil would have would have been able to uh, be released if the island wasn't around. I see. I see. Yeah. You know, it was never convincing to me that you know. Something that just, it seemed to just have enough power to, like, make some forks fly around. I was never quite convinced I was going to destroy the world. Mm-hmm. You know, um, it just didn't seem powerful enough to me. Um, uh, you know, and I, I sort of wrote it off. But, yeah, if they, you know, that would be a nice way to salvage that idea, that, that they really were saving the world because that would have destroyed the island. Mm-hmm. Which seems more feasible, and then and then the evil would escape. I that that sounds good to me. Nice. Uh, I, I I can take that. All right. And yeah. and also that would make pushing the button on more or less equal footing with whatever he's apparently about to do. Yeah. So you know, okay, most important thing, maybe it's tied for first place with what he's about to do now. <laughs> yeah. Well, know. yeah, depend. We'll see what he does. We'll see what he does. Maybe, maybe this won't be as big as you know. Okay. Keeping lo- keeping Locke from leaving might not be as big as keeping the island, you know, um, undestroyed for uh, several years. Okay. Maybe I don't know. Depends how you look at it. I guess that's true. Uh, yeah. Although I, I feel like Locke is gonna leave. I feel like he's. You think he's gonna leave? Yeah, I do. I do. I think we need to see what happens. I think we need to see what happens when he leaves. Otherwise, you know, we we know what happens when he's on the island. You know, obviously. Yeah. Uh, I think we need to see what happens when he leaves. I, from my view of how the flash sideways are related, I think the catalyst is going to be him leaving. So, um, although I do think it's related to the incident too, so I don't know how I reconcile that, but. Um, yeah, I think I think he's gonna get off the island. Okay. That's gonna be crazy. Smokey's loose. Smokey's loose. <laughs> Look out. Yeah, and I think, you know, whatever happens when he gets off, I I, I feel like he might not even know what's really gonna happen. Uh, yeah. He might be mistaken. The other thing I was I was gonna bring up earlier was this idea that Smokey wants to go home. Mm-hmm. And I thought, well, maybe if the island is, uh, you know, it's got this barrier, there's all this time travel stuff with it and shifting and all this other weird stuff. And I was thinking, well, maybe he knows that that if he leaves the island, somehow it will put him back to the time period where he first got on the island, where his home might actually still exist. Oh, okay. Right. So that, you know, he escapes back to whatever his home time period is and not right. the current time period. Yeah. Doesn't just go home to find a Walmart. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, okay. Although he will find low, low prices there, so <laughs> that's what he left at home. Then he, you know. <laughs> right. Um, 
Yeah, okay. Yeah, that seems like that seems like a possibility. I I definitely think he should take that into account. You know, he should be aware that time has passed and yeah. You know, understand, you know, whatever he thinks of his home. You know, yeah, should, that's my point is maybe the fact that he hasn't really that hasn't been a a, a deal to him uh maybe it's cuz he's thinking you know, it'll he'll go back to his original time. Yeah. For some reason. Yeah, okay. I can I can see that. Why is he called the package? <laughs> um I don't know. It's they they barely even introduced the idea of calling him the package before they indicate it's a person. So mm-hmm. you know, if they if they had if it been a whole season about what's the package, I could understand. Is the package a metaphor like the box? Yeah, the package is a metaphor. <laughs> <laughs> it's a it's a very strange uh thing to call Desmond. I, I don't get it. Yeah. All right, well, I am ready for the next scene, unless you have anything else here. Um, Jim sees G on for the first time. That seems fairly momentous for his character. That is pretty big. That is pretty big. Uh, I didn't really... I, didn't, I always forget about these things. He he never even left the island. So, never left. So he was, just, he was just completely out of loop about uh, all the stuff. I guess some thought he was dead, so... Um, yeah, she so, didn't send any postcards back to the island. So I guess that means, like, does Ji-Yeon think her dad is dead? Like, I, I wonder I wonder exactly what she I told was, her. Uh, that's a good question, because she, she has the the, the gravestone, the headstone at yeah. the grave. I think she, yeah, I mean, son, that's the thing. Sun thought Jin was dead, so I think, yeah, we had this conversation back then, uh, whether or not Sun was faking about, you know, Oh, that Jin was dead. Uh, <laughs> yeah, right. So yeah, I think I think she told her daughter that that that, that Jin is dead. Yeah, I think until Which very recently Jin. she, you know, until Ben told her yes. that and Jin again, was alive. Again, I I will always consider this to be one of my biggest pet peeves about the Sun storyline is that she did not call her daughter before she left mm-hmm. and said, "Mommy's gonna not gonna be home for a while." Because I'm going to go find Daddy. You know what I mean? <laughs> right. I just, I just, to, to me, it was just a total blunder that she did not have a line to not only think about her daughter, but to explain, even though her daughter wouldn't necessarily grasp it, but right. to explain that what she's going to do. Yeah. Uh, I just, to me, it would have just been dramatic and emotional, you know, yes. and it would have given her character this, this, this driving force the whole time. You know that that she kind of lacked. I think we knew, you know, we knew cerebrally what she was up to, but like it didn't have the the resonance of if she had made this promise to her daughter or you know that whole thing. But right, yeah, um, I agree. I think they missed the boat on that one. Yeah, uh, I would say also the fact that Widmore he mentions here that they that they searched the Jira plane and they saw. Son's luggage and stuff. Mm-hmm. I, to me, it makes me think they killed all those people. <laughs> yeah, I, I had the same thought when you when you said that. I wasn't thinking yeah. that before, but yeah, I see what you mean. That's uh, yeah, yeah. 
Wow. Ouch. You're not, you're, not search, you're not searching this stuff when those people are alive. Yeah. You know what I mean? Doesn't doesn't mean they killed them, but I, I, I think they did. It doesn't. I mean, they could have gotten there and they were already dead. Yeah. And uh, and then they went through their stuff. But, you know, they just got there, and there's not a much time for them to do a lot. Right, that's you know, true. Because they're setting up pylons. They're, they're, yeah. they're observing, you know, uh, locks groups to go get gin. They're, you know, they're doing a whole bunch of stuff. And, and, you know, if they're searching planes, too, you know. Yeah. There's a lot, a lot going on. Right. But, um, all right. Um, 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 did I want to say something else about this? I guess not. Let's see. Yeah, I think that's it. Okay, you ready for the next scene? Yep. Okay. Next scene, flash sideways. In the refrigerator with Jin, we overhear the scene with Saeed and Kimi. Uh, Jin sees a box cutter and uh, tries to nudge his way toward it when he hears gunshots. Jin then kicks at the door. Finally, Saeed meets Jin in the freezer. Jin does not speak English, uh, so he claims. And Saeed is about to leave him there when Jin pleads with him, free. Saeed sees the box cutter, so he puts the box cutter in Jin's hand, says good luck, and leaves. Uh, Mikal arrives at the restaurant with Sun. He sees bodies on the floor and cautiously approaches with his gun out. Kimi uh, turns out not to be dead, and Mikal asks him who did this. This allows Jin uh, the chance to sneak up behind Mikal. He tells him to put his gun down. Mikal doesn't think Jin will shoot him since he hasn't already, so he quickly turns around and knocks the gun out of Jin's hand. Mikal's gun fires twice. Um, uh, a fight ensues. Jin manages to get the gun. Mikal grabs a knife. And, but Jin uh, shoots Mikal twice. Uh, we see that one of the shots went through his eye. Then Jin notices that Sun has been shot. So Jin carries uh, Sun out of there to get help. Sun reveals to Jin that she's pregnant. All righty. Ooh. A lot of events. Yeah, it was a lot. Yeah, he totally shoots her. I was rewatching that scene when you were saying it, and and when yeah, when he turns around on Jen and Jen like deflects the gun, he he's pointing right where Sun is. Yeah, so, you know, right where Sun was. But come on, Sun, you couldn't even hide in a better place. <laughs> Jeez, you hid directly in the line of fire. <laughs> yeah. You know, of all the places, of all the areas that got shot in that room, you know, she stood in the one. That right. Shot. Yeah. Not her fault, but it is. Um, <laughs> right. So yeah. I loved, I love Saeed giving Jen the box cutter in his hand. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, when he, when he said, you know, I don't know who you, I don't know why you're here, and I really don't care. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he was just gonna leave him right up there. Yeah. It, re- it reminded me of the. Uh, of the current Saeed in Me the main too. timeline. Me of too. Somehow detached. Yes. He just doesn't care. And I'm like, that's weird. Like, I feel like the, uh, the uh, normal Saeed wouldn't have done that. Even Saeed that we met in Sundown didn't seem like this. Yeah. 
You know, he was he wasn't cold and unemotional. Yeah. He was he was very much the opposite of that. Uh it was weird. It was like Saeed totally changed between like, you know, shooting Kimi and walking to the refrigerator. Well, I, I think in that I was just gonna say, I think that's why. He's you know, he had, he just killed these people. Yeah. Which he didn't want to do in the first place. He was trying not to be the the bad guy. And he just killed all these people and so he probably so I think that you know, that that makes his state of mind, you know, legitimate that he's he's sort of upset about all this and, you know, detached because he has because he's upset with himself, you know. Right. Uh so it definitely makes sense, but I just I just I just really like that whole how that how that played out and he's like, Here, I'm gonna I'm gonna give you a chance to free yourself and it's just like this little bitty thing, you know, like it's almost like, you know, trying to mess with uh, an experiment or or, you know. He's not going to really interfere, but just a little bit, just right. enough to make a difference, you know. Yeah. Um, which was uh, which was good. Yeah. Yeah. He he leaves it. He doesn't cut him free himself, mm-hmm. but he doesn't just leave him there. Yeah. He, he chooses that middle ground. Yeah. And I liked it for the practical sense of he doesn't know what Jen is up to. He could have freed Jen, and Jen could have killed him. Right. Uh, he gives him, a, you know, he 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 gives him a knife, which lets Jim free himself, and it gives Saeed time to leave. Yes. You know, and I yeah, I liked it. Right. Yeah. 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 I did too. Although Saeed really is sounding British to me. Well, yeah, he is. I, like more so. I don't know what's up. Season six, Saeed is even more British than he already was. Yeah, it's like Jen's like no English. Saeed's like, oh, I'm English. <laughs> Who said English? <laughs> <laughs> Sally Ho, man. Uh, so the next little scene here, man, man, Keeney, right? Fucking a, yeah. You know, Kimi again, of course. You brought it up. I I thought he was dead. He's not dead, of course. Look at that, Kimi not dead. <sighs> I should have uh, known. It's it's another. It's even another parallel. Like Kimi was mm-hmm. the guy that would not die. Yeah, yeah. And I was gonna say, did he learn that trick from Mikhail or something? He should have. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yes, that's that right. They're both die. guys that will not die. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's the thing. I almost feel like Mikhail should survive. Yeah, I know. He only hey, he only got shot in the eye and, and, and like the chest or something. That's right. Yeah, he he don't count him out just yet. Yeah, it makes me wonder if like this was how he lost his eye originally. I mean, not that Jin shot him, but you know, getting shot in the eye. Yeah. Like we never really found out, and I wonder if this is a way of explaining that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't know. It, it might be taking it too far, but I, 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 it's, I don't know. It's, it's the closest we've come to seeing how he, how he lost his eye. Yeah. So, um, but yeah, I like that. And and Miguel is still himself. It's, it's, it just reminds me so much of, you know, the way he was on the island. He just, mm-hmm. he's not buying that Jim's gonna shoot him. He's, he's. He's right about it, you know. He's able to disarm him and, um, you know, get, gets a couple of shots off, uh, um, you know, before before Jen actually does shoot him. Yeah. Yeah, no, I love how he, uh, 
dissected the scene. He's like, yeah, no, if you were the guy, you would have shot me already. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I think Jim Jim wasn't going to shoot until he was directly threatened. Yeah. Um. So so he was right to to call him on that. That's why that's why Mikhail was a good villain. He was he was formidable. Mhm. You uh, you, you, I love when he uh, I remember he uh, he threw he when he came up with the T and he like threw the T thing and then he started like punching Saeed in his arm where he got shot. Oh, I remember that. Yeah. Like, damn. <laughs> <laughs> he just dressed that wound and now he's punching yeah, it. Exactly. Yeah, he knows exactly where to hit him because he just dressed the wound. Exactly. Just, oh, man. He was a good character. I, I forgot. I It's been so long. Yeah. I, I really I really liked that they brought him back. Yeah, no, he was great. I would love I I would love if Mikhail and uh and uh Kimi end up at the hospital. They both survive and they end up at the hospital. <laughs> oh, man. It's, just, it's just one big big scene at the hospital where every lost character is there. <laughs> oh my god. Half of them injured, half of them in the waiting room. Right. <laughs> <laughs> wow, that's it's like lost hospital. Yeah, exactly. That's crazy. Jacob's Anatomy. Yes. <laughs> Our, uh, can't think of any good ones. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I, uh, I don't know. Um, but uh, it does seem to be going that way. Not everybody's going there, but it's it's going to be a lot. Mm-hmm. And uh, I do like the idea of Kimi and Mikam both surviving. Yeah. It's just it's just ridiculous. I feel like they should be dead, but that's, you know, that's what they do. So wait, what happened with, I forget in that scene, what happened with Kimi? In this scene? Does, yeah, does Jin shoot him again or something? We, no, he doesn't. We really don't see Kimi again. Yeah, yeah. He just kind of like Jin gets son and they leave, right? Basically, like once once uh, Jin gets the drop on Mikhail, mm-hmm. that's we're done with Kimi. We don't we don't see what happens to him. Oh, he's still alive. So he very well could be alive. Last we saw him, he was alive. Yeah. So uh, you know how that goes. All right. Uh, so, oh, uh, what do you think about um, two questions? What do you think about son being pregnant? Do you think that's uh, G on X? I, I guess so. I guess it has to be right. Okay, just making As sure. As opposed to someone else's baby or something. Yeah. Yeah. Uh no, I think it's I think it's Jen's baby. Okay. No matter what universe it is, it's Jen's baby. <laughs> okay. Okay. I agree, but I don't know. I thought it was worth asking. Um the other thing is, what do you think's going to happen to Sun? You think she's going to die? Uh you think she's going to live? What do you where do you think that's going? Oh, um I don't know. You know, I got to say at this point, you know, she was pretty early in the pregnancy. It looked like, you know, by the decay of the clothing, it looked like she was pretty early in her pregnancy. Mm-hmm. Um, I I think, ugh, I, I think she's going to live. Maybe she'll have a miscarriage. Okay. 
Um, you know, unless they say, oh, miraculously, the bullets didn't do any damage mm-hmm. or anything. Um, I guess, yeah, I would guess that they'll just, that this will be the, the bad part of their story is she'll have a miscarriage or something. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know what, I mean, if the baby was, you know, if it was more, if it was further along, I could say, oh, well, it'll just induce early labor or something. Mm-hmm. And I'll have the baby now, but of course this is way too soon. So uh, yeah, I mean, I guess either she'll be fine and the baby will be fine, or she'll have a miscarriage. I feel like the middle one gives it more drama. Okay. So. Okay, but you don't think she'll die? I don't think she'll die. No. Okay. Okay. Um. Uh, yeah, so this is another Flash Sideways story that ends on this kind of cliffhanger. It's it's interesting when they do this. Maybe this is is what they're kind of going to do as the Flash Sideways start to, you know, lead towards some kind of conclusion. Um, Maybe maybe the days of the Flash Sideways having kind of settled outcomes are are over. I don't know. Mm Um, but this was, you know, this was a big, a pretty big cliffhanger to leave, to leave this story on. Yeah. I was kind of surprised they did this. Uh, okay. So, uh, uh, ready for the next scene? Oh yeah. Okay. Sun sits on the beach. Jack, uh, comes over to talk to her, um, Jack tells her about a patient with a similar condition who was able to write, although he could not speak. So Jack hands on a uh, pen and a pad. Son is able to write. Uh, Jack found a stubborn tomato in Son's garden. Son apologizes to Jack, and he accepts. Jack asks Son about Locke, and uh, she tells him, but she uh, she didn't go because, um, yeah, she tells him he said he had gin. Somehow I failed to write that. Uh, but she didn't go because she does not trust Locke. Jack asks Son if, uh, if she trusts him. She nods her head. Jack promises he will help Son find gin, and he will get them on the plane and far away from the island. Jack offers his hand, and Son takes it. All right, Jack making promises again. Go Jack. Wow, this is this is this is a weird one for Jack, I think. Yeah. I'd have to say since he got on the island, he, you know, he was uh, you know, Jack 2.0. And mm-hmm. uh and he's been fairly on normal Jack like. Um <laughs> Sorry, let me speak English. What? Uh <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, I I don't speak whatever that was. Uh this is this is a tired podcaster. Oh, okay. Uh, okay. I really yeah, should speak that. You should speak that. Um it just seems like Jack has been Jack has been fairly different since he's been back on the island, you know, since the since the Jira fly, since the seventies. Yes. Uh but now he's back to this hero Jack to where he is now going to promise to get to get everyone off the island. When before <laughs> Getting off the island wasn't his main concern. That's true. You know, and I thought just recently Jack realized that they were all there for a reason. Yeah, that's what I thought too. So, so two scenes ago, he's trying to tell Son that, hey, I saw this lighthouse. 
with, with all these names. And I, I meant to say that for that scene. I love that he was trying to tell her that. Mm-hmm. And she totally, you know, slaps slaps him for doing that, you know. Not mm-hmm. literally, but just totally, you know, says, I don't want to hear it. Yeah. Right when he was getting to the the good part, which was what he, what he should have started with, really. Yeah, I know. It was too much build-up. And I was like, come on, Jack, yeah, you're losing yeah. her. You're losing her with the names and... It's a tall lighthouse, about 500 feet, exactly. and it's faced northwest. And then, it's like Jack, please you know, get to the point, my friend. Yeah, it was it was it was weird uh, that he didn't just go straight to the point of reflect. Like, what's weird is he he wouldn't have been able to tell her anything meaningful for her because he doesn't know what the church looked yeah. like if she got married or wherever she got married. Like, right. he didn't know that's what that was. Yeah, but he could have said some, you know. It showed my house and all that stuff. Right, right. Uh, but anyway, yeah, just just a couple scenes ago, Jack was under about to relate to her how important that it's you know it's their destiny to be on the island. Oh, by the way, Richard and I did a little test. We can't die. Yeah. Um, or something he would surmise happened there. Yeah. Uh, and yeah, and then here now he's promising to get uh, get them on the plane and it's far away. So, well, I guess he's not saying he's going to leave, but the fact that he's saying he will help them leave, I think, is 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 uh, is new for Jack for the le- for for recent history. Yes, I totally agree, and I don't see how he's going to do this and go along with Richard's plan to destroy the plane. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't. He can't. He can't do both. So, which is it going to be? Stop the man in black from leaving by destroying the plane, or getting son on the plane and helping them leave? Yeah, it's weird, you know. And this is right at right when he says, "Do you trust me?" You know. Yeah, yeah. Like, did Jack decide? Forget about Richard's plan. I'm gonna get people on the plane. Like, is that are we supposed to think that, or is he actually lying to them? Like, I, I, it's weird. This scene is weird to me. Does Jack know? What does Jack know about Locke? Does he know he's evil incarnate? I don't think he knows that. No, he knows he's not Locke. That's about it. That's all he does. He know? Does he know that he's Smokey? I, it's not clear to me that he knows that. Okay. They they haven't established that he knows that. That's why I feel like I feel like Jack is he's trying to play both sides, and I think he wants Locke to not leave the island. I think he agrees that 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 you know he's with everyone else in agreement with that, but um, but I feel like he doesn't understand how big of a threat Locke is. Mm-hmm. So I feel like my point is I feel like if if he if he knew what we knew about Locke, I don't think he would have made this promise to Son. Okay. Because I think okay. he would say, well, it's more important for Locke not to get him. Like I think he would have promised Son, I'll help you get off the island. Yeah. But not not if that means uh, not destroying the plane. Yeah. And letting you know potentially letting Locke get on it. Right. Um. I don't right. know. Yeah, it's weird. And what's strange is. Locke wants all of those guys to come with him. Right, right. <laughs> Everybody's welcome. Everybody is. It's a big enough plane. Everyone can come. Yeah. Yeah. So the man who's offering to get people off the island is evil incarnate. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Locke. Thank you. Yeah. It's very strange. I was going to say, maybe maybe Sun and Jen can just hop on Widmore's sub. Yeah, the the stubs should still be around unless. 
Locke's dead body comes around to blow it up. <laughs> oh, no. There is only one thing that can resurrect me from the grave. <laughs> and it is a sub nearby that is not in flames. <laughs> yeah, wow. <laughs> it's just that powerful. The the sub's presence just causes Locke's body to reanimate. Once you've blown up one sub, you just want to blow up as many subs as you can. Forever. Forever. Not even death can stop you. (laughs) Wow. If Locke were alive, I wonder if he'd want to blow up that sub. (laughs) He better not. I'd slap him. He'd need a good slapping if he did. He would. He would. No, Locke, don't blow this one up. <laughs> did you know you did, You were broken? God damn it. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. You don't have what it takes. Like, don't sit in the corner. <laughs> oh, I like that. Locke's just a little boy that needs time out. Yes. He did love to play his games, right? That's true. That's true. He loved his games. Yeah. Mousetrap uh, and backgammon. His two favorite games. <laughs> he played so many games of those two. He did. <laughs> oh, he played chess that one time. Yeah. So I like that... Um, I like Jack's little thing here, you know, figuring that Sun could probably write in English. Uh, oh, yeah. Which just makes her situation seem stranger. Yes. Like we talked about before. Yeah. Yeah, it's a purely verbal problem. Mm-hmm. She knows what the words are. She knows how to write them. She is unable to speak them. That is a weird condition. Yeah, especially when you write, you don't you kind of you know say the word when you write a word anyway. Yeah, I mean, like the the structure of the phonetics goes into play in terms of how you write it. Right. Yeah, I think that's I think that's kind of true. Yeah. Oh well, <laughs> not on the island it isn't. Yeah, yeah. Some condition is crazy. Yeah, because like I said, it also seems to me she thinks. You know, she thinks she should be saying English words, but Korean is coming out. That's the way it plays. Yeah. To me. So like that's even weirder. It's like it's like the the wiring is off and she's sending the signal for the English word and it's pulling up the equivalent Korean word. Which should be a real problem because the grammar should be totally different and I mean it shouldn't even work to do that, but Well, I don't think it's doing a one to one transfer. That's bad translation anyway. Yeah. It is, it is. But it just seems like, I mean, her brain's doing something really crazy if it's like, you know, anticipating, you know, the sentence structure is going to have to be this because she's going to say this later. So it anticipates that and says the right word in Korean, you know, at the beginning. Like that's, you know, well, that's, I'm not that's a, a brain, lot. I'm not a brain scientist um, <laughs> or a neurologist. But um, brain I brain like I would, I would imagine that... The the place in her brain in her brain that formulates the concept she wants to say, uh, it, it like 
is is one place that that you know that place comes up with what she wants to say. That's either routed through the Korean translator or the English translator. Yeah. And her problem now is that it's being routed through the even when it's being routed to the English translator, it's still getting routed to the Korean translator, and it's coming out as Korean. Okay. So now that she has to know, what, now that, like I feel like that remedies the problem. Like I feel like knowing what she wants to say, because you know, no matter what language you're speaking, knowing, formulating what you want to say is going to be coming from that from some particular place in your brain. Like you know what I mean? Like yeah, but it's not that abstract. I mean, you know, you have to have a specific syntax for how to formulate what you want to say. You can't just true. But but my point is. The syntax for language is is separate. That's something you learn. That's separate than how you formulate the context of what you want to say in your brain. Mm-hmm. Because, it, like, you know, any baby can learn the syntax of a language. Yeah. But what they want to say and how they want to say it is, is a universal thing in their brain. I see. That all of them share. So I feel like the areas that deal with the syntax and the translation of what you're trying to say, you know, and, and how do you process that verbally, I think, that's what's damaged for her, is, is that place. Yes. Okay. Okay. I'll buy that, Sal. Do we have any listeners still? <laughs> Do we lose anyone with that? Cricket? That <laughs> I know. A single oh. tumbleweed? <laughs> Blows by. <laughs> oh, man. Who got this tumbleweed? I didn't know the tumbleweed had a talk to you account. <laughs> I'm going to mute it. You really should. It's an e tumbleweed. E tumbleweed, yeah. So, anything else in this scene? Uh, no. I think we covered it. All right. Um. Okay. Next scene. Back at the camp, Sawyer. Back at sorry. Back at Locke's camp, Sawyer asked Kate where her brain went. <laughs> <laughs> what? Where'd your brain go, go, Freckles? (laughs) (laughs) It went to find Jen. (laughs) I was going to go with it, but I'd just get caught. (laughs) Yes. All right, sorry, continue. Thank Um, you. I believe that's what he says, sort of. Um,. Sawyer thinks that Charlie Widmore blew Locke out of the water. Kate says, what if he didn't? Sawyer says they're screwed six ways from Sunday. Then Locke returns to the camp without Saeed. Sawyer asks about Jin, then about Saeed. Locke suggests that he sent Saeed to find out about the thing that Widmore was hiding. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Doesn't really say much about Jin. Yeah. So, yeah, so the line is, where'd you go? Kate says what? So he says, look like your brain took a little stroll. There you go. Um, <laughs> where'd your brain go? Where'd your brain go? <laughs> <laughs> it ain't here. It's not here. I can tell. Um... I just imagine, like, the brain the brain leaving some, like, blood trail. <laughs> And they go track it, but it's really a false trail. Oh, the brain like, like a false and trail. The, and then the brain falls from a tree to attack Kate. I don't know. That's what I'm <laughs> nice. 
Um, I like that. How did the brain make a false trail? It's a brain. <laughs> I don't know. It's really gross and creepy and just unpleasant. <laughs> thank you, thank you. <laughs> what imagery? <laughs> like brain slithering a trail on the ground. Just and it's Kate's <laughs> brain too. And then, then the brain runs into a tree and forgets how to talk. Oh. <laughs> Why could you talk, brain? Why could you talk? <laughs> I'm glad you ran into that tree. <laughs> yes, we all are. <laughs> Thank you. All right, back to Lost. Um, yes. So there's not much here, I guess. Uh, no, it's just. Uh, um. It's funny, Sawyer, it's weird, like, Sawyer says, you know, Sawyer says he thinks Charlie Widmore blew Locke out of the water, but it's like, I mean, in Recon, he, he tells, you know, he gives Locke the upper hand, he tells Locke, <laughs> you know, that he told Widmore, you know, that, that he was yeah. going to lead him into a trap, and it's like, he told him that, and now he thinks, you know, Locke's going to get led into a trap, like, it's. So I was just confused in this episode. He doesn't... Sure, he's like he's confused on, on who he double crossed. Like, yeah. who, who, who who did he tell what? Yeah, it just yeah, it seems like he forgot. I it's, uh, I don't know what else to do with that. I, and I don't even know why he thinks Widmore can kill Locke. Yeah, you know. Yeah. I don't either. Yeah, yeah, Sawyer was uh Sawyer was off on this episode, wasn't he? He's flipping, yeah. Yeah, he he just he he doesn't know what he said like a day ago. He he's he's confused about What was that thing he said earlier? That that line that we talked about? Do you, oh. you, you remember what I'm talking about? I wish I had more to go on than that, but he's got Something that you were talking about. He's got that line, um, oh, thought you were trying to avoid Charlie Widmore. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, yeah. Like, again, it's just, it sort of just seems like he's, he's just losing, he just doesn't really fully understand what's going on, even with himself. I, I think he's trying to say, I don't know, maybe, maybe he was trying to say, I don't know. Like he says, because if Locke rode over there on on the boat, Saeed and Charlie Widmore probably blew him right out of the water. What? Does that make any sense? Why would Saeed and Charlie Widmore blow him right out of the water? Am I reading this wrong? Wait a minute. That is what the transcript says. That is not the line. That can't be the line. That doesn't make any sense at all. Yeah. Okay, all right, let's go to the tape here. I, I want to hear exactly what he says there. Um, let's see. Uh, okay, sorry. Okay, okay. Looks like your brain took a little stroll. Why aren't you worried, James? I am worried. <laughs> just really good at pretending I ain't. But I got a feeling this is almost over. Because if Locke rode over there on the boat with Saeed and Charlie Widmore blew him right out of the water. Okay, that's what he said. They they missed. He said, 
Because if Locke rode over there on the boat with Saeed, then uh, Charlie Widmore blew him right out of the water. Okay. Yeah. They, the, the transcript's a little off. Um, so that's kind of making me... I'm wondering if he's really being specific here and saying if Widmore saw him coming over on a boat, then he would have just used a sub or something to, 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 to destroy the boat. It sounds like he is being that specific. Which, to me, I would buy versus him saying, if Locke went over there to attack Widmore, Widmore killed him. Cause it's yeah. Like, well, that shouldn't be what you set up. He is specific about the boat and being blown out of the water. So Yeah. yeah I, I think I, he's, yeah, I think that's what he's talking about. I think you're right. I think you're right. I mean, I still find it a little bit strange, but I, I guess he thinks, you know, despite whatever he wanted to happen, you know, this is what's going to happen. Mm-hmm. Yeah, wow. Someone needs to fix this transcript. <laughs> the idea that Saeed just teams up with Woodmore and blows mm-hmm. Locke out of the water. <laughs> Sawyer just thinks that's going to happen for no so reason. Somehow, yeah, somehow Saeed's going to double-cross him. Yeah. <laughs> Come on, guys. Who typed that? Read what you're typing. Um... Lock approaching. Uh, all right, that's pretty much all I got for this. Okay. Um, okay, so next scene, last scene. Yep. All right. Saeed's head comes up for air. Saeed swims over to the submarine where Zoe and Seamus are, bringing the package as per Widmore's instruction. The package can hardly stand, and they drop him. We see that it is Desmond David Hume. Desmond makes eye contact with Saeed in the water and is confused. Then Zoe and Seamus pick Desmond up, back up, and take him away. Saeed watches from the water. Lost. Oh, man. This is weird. Yeah, this is weird. What do you mean? Like, Saeed is six inches away from Desmond's face. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> why did he get that close? I don't understand why he got that close. He got really close. He got really close. If, uh, if Zoe and Seamus like just were a little more observant, they could have easily seen him. Easily, easily, easily have seen him. Because um, yeah, he's he's he is seemingly inches away from Desmond's face. Yeah, I don't. It was weird for him to be that close and to have that blank look on his face. Yeah, and, and, and Des was like, "What the fuck? Yeah, why are you staring at me like that, Saeed? Uh, you know what's going on here?" And you know, later he's going to claim to have seen Saeed. Yep. And people are going to think he's making it up because he was all loopy. Yep. Oh God, I can hear it already. Oh man, it's going to happen. It's oh gonna no, happen. you gave him way too much. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. <laughs> He's seeing people. He doesn't know what's going on. Yeah. In the yeah. water. I saw him in the... Shut up. <laughs> yeah, so so that was weird that he, that he had... To, why not give Saeed some binoculars and have him see further mm-hmm. back? I don't know. It's just weird for him to to come up so close. Like, he was going to... I mean, it'd be different if he was trying to kill him or something. Right. But to just to get a look at who the package was, it... Uh, yeah. It, it was it was It was weird. It was very weird. And, you know, they drop him, and he falls mm-hmm. right near the edge. Yeah. 
come on, guys, let's stage these contrivances a little, a little, a little more finesse. <laughs> if you're gonna stage a contrivance, at least do it yeah. right. Do it right. Don't do it at all. Mm-hmm. Well, everyone asked for it, and now you got it. Desmond's back. Desmond's back. I hope you're happy. I really did not think it was Desmond that was locked up in the thing, in the sob. Of all people. I was I hoping it was Walt. I didn't think it was a person, actually. I thought it was a bit of machinery. Mm-hmm. I, I was surprised it was, when, when Whitmore said it was a who, I was like, okay, it's a who. Well, who's it supposed to be? You were thinking Walt? I was hoping Walt. Oh, uh, okay. Okay. Yeah, that would have been uh that would have been that would have been something. That would have been different. Yeah. I know we yeah, I remember in the early, early part of this podcast, I remember tossing around some theories about Walt using his powers and mm-hmm. you know, somehow coming into play in the final uh stages of the show. Yeah, that's what I want. Yeah. Yeah. But it looks like it's gonna be Desmond. Yeah, Desmond. I don't know. Uh, I don't know what Walt, uh, what what part Walt's gonna play in this in this island story. Uh, uh, I, I I feel like he's more likely to be seen in the alternate timeline, even though there's problems with that. So I I don't know what they're gonna do with Walt. Hey, so you know the Swan Station? Yeah, yeah. You know how it employs. Sure, sure. That's that's what everyone says. I'm wondering if the implosion, if if maybe uh, like that had some connection to the to the to the alternate timeline, like the stuff that got imploded, exploded into the flash sideways timeline somewhere. Okay. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like somehow that's a connection, and the fact that Desmond was there when he turned the fail safe and all that. Mm-hmm. Like that's that's why he gets. Somehow he's special because of that. We'll give him a connection to the yeah, yeah. I mean, I do think the turning of the failsafe key was w- one of the big things that makes Desmond uh, like he is now. Yeah. Um. So the, you know that would that would tie the implosion. The so the imploded hatch. Like like somehow somehow that opened up a a portal to the flash sideways world. Okay, and so you imagine that stuff is like over there. Somehow, yeah. Okay. Okay. Wow. Interesting. So Desmond will find those clothes one day that he that he got. Oh, that's where the off. clothes went. That's where the clothes went. Finally. Mhm. Been wondering about that for a long time. Yeah, that's where the clothes went. Okay, that's good. That'll work. That'll work. I, I like that better than it just imploded his clothes off. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Even though it's kind of still what happened. Yeah, it's what happened, but they went somewhere. Somehow it works a little better when they went somewhere. Yeah. Still don't know why Locke couldn't talk. Because he hit his head on the tree. Oh, okay. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> and that's why people don't talk on this show, right? I guess now we have an explanation, yeah. Mm-hmm. That'll do. That'll do. Obligatory polar bear reference. What? That's all. Oh, yeah. Just because we're talking about that. Polar bear. 
Yeah, polar bear that's kidnapping. Why, that's why the polar bear kidnapped Echo. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Maybe the polar bear was trying to save Echo. <laughs> save him from what? Well, it drug him away from the implosion. Oh, just from the implosion? Like, you know, somehow the polar bear thought knew that that was a dangerous area where that implosion took place, and so it was trying to drag him away from it. Wow. Yeah, how do you like that? I That's okay. I mean, that's quite a polar bear. From uh, from killer to hero, polar mm-hmm. bear. <laughs> I, I don't know what he was going to do with him if that's not true. Like, are we supposed to believe he was playing to kidnap Echo, or was he going to... Not kidnap, sorry. Are you playing to, like, eat Echo? Or was he just going to, like, raise him like Echo was his own? Or, like... <laughs> I think you hit the jackpot. Uh, he was going to raise him as his own polar bear baby. <laughs> okay, good. Mm-hmm. I just... I don't see what the polar bear's end game was. Like, your your story fills in. <laughs> It's just, I just, I don't know. Why does a polar bear kidnap someone? Okay, enough about the polar bear. I, yeah, yeah, yeah. I realize we harp on that a lot, according to TLL Highway. <laughs> oh, do we? Okay, well, good. That's, that's what I, that's what I read at least. Uh, so anything else on this last scene? Um, what are they gonna do with Dez? WTF, Desmond? I don't know. I don't know. I, I. What we said earlier is, you know, the best kind of thing uh, I can think of. Okay. Something with the electromagnetism, going between the timelines. That's that's all I know that Desmond can really do. Yeah. You know, he can't, like, I don't know. There's no, there's no particular reason to think he can just fight Smokey himself. Yeah. I don't even um, know. Does he even know about the smoke monster? <laughs> God. I'm gonna say I'm gonna say no. In okay. terms of what we what I can remember in terms of Desmond and Smokey, I don't I can't think of any any scene where he has seen Smokey. I but I feel like someone must have mentioned him at some point. Yeah, I mean he should know because someone told him, but you know, I yeah, I don't think he ever saw him. Yeah. Not that not that we saw, so I it's weird. Like as far as we can tell, there's no connection between Desmond and Smokey. So I, I don't, I don't see. Uh, ah, therein lies the connection. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I guess that'll work. Yeah. Why not? Yeah. No, I agree. Why not? I'm buying it. All right, well, anything else? No, I think that's about it. That's a good episode. I enjoyed it. Yeah, yeah, I'm voting this for the best Sonnetian episode of all time. Uh, Yes, I I will second that. Fantastic Sonnetian episode. Yep, yep, yep. All righty, well, we'll be back next week, guys, uh, with whatever comes on next week. (laughs) That's right That's how it works I think it'll be lost It will Yeah We'll we'll do a lost episode Next week We should We should definitely Stick to that Yeah 
Maybe maybe if the lost season finale, we'll switch to like flash forward or something. Yeah, yeah. We'll just we'll just not cover the lost finale. Yeah, yeah. Everyone else everyone else is gonna cover that. It's true, exactly. Yeah. We like to do things our own way. Yeah, I I say I say we pick up flash forward. You know what? Because I think it's gonna be even better than lost. Oh yeah, absolutely. Okay. Now everyone knows I'm lying. <laughs> yeah, that's a tough sell. Especially right now. Yeah, yeah. Maybe in season three, some people would have bought it. Oh, sorry, season three. Oh, we beat up on you a lot. Yeah, I can take it. I agree. Um, all right, guys. Well, thanks for listening. Uh, we'll be back next yes. week. Thanks and namaste. Namaste and good luck. <laughs>